enjoyed the show yesterday welcome back to another episode of lance curve live we're gonna do this every day i say monday through friday but we may throw some live shows on the weekend i'll do a lot of short stuff i'm gonna re i have rededicated myself to the channel we've gotten rid of all the granny talk we've gotten rid of all the two and three hour greetings before we get into the topic we're going to jump right back into it. We have no restrictions, no short leashes, no frauds, no peepers, no lurkers. Lurkers will be blocked. And yes, Master Glam, I'm glad you're here. I hope you do come in eventually and talk to us and drop that pastoral tea. We're going to make sure it's going to happen today. And out of nowhere, let's just say divine intervention. We have Lamar Whitehead, who has been charged with certain things that he's done in his past, and I'm going to run a clip, and this just happened. Unbelievable. Now, this show is not going to be completely about him, okay? But we're going to start off with him since he's current in the news. He's the epitome of an example of a pimp preacher, which we're going to go into the mentality of that also and why and how these guys can exist this way. Yes, Pastor Pimps, lots of tea to spill. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to play this clip as it plays. Let me know if you can hear it. We want to make sure that everybody hears what this is all about. Here we go. How many of you have lost your faith because you saw somebody else die? What you about to go through? A flamboyant pastor from Brooklyn is in big trouble with the feds, accused of wire fraud and other crimes related to extortion. I'm Anjanette Levy and welcome to Sidebar here on Law and Crime. We've told you a lot about Pastor Lamore Whitehead out of Brooklyn. Uh, last summer, he was robbed at gunpoint in his church. Some people were later arrested for that. He also had a confrontation with a woman that was caught on the live stream at his church. Now the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York says that Pastor Whitehead uh, did a lot of bad things. They're saying he extorted a man and tried to convince that man to loan him half a million dollars after extorting $5,000 from him. Plus the U.S. Attorney says Whitehead took $90,000 from a retiree in his church after promising to help her buy a home. The FBI also says that, that this guy said he only had one cell phone when they executed a search warrant on his cell phone, but they say he made false statements uh, because he actually had two. Joining me to discuss this is Nick Ackerman. He is a former Watergate pr prosecutor, and also uh, he was an assistant U.S. attorney for a time in the Southern District of New York. Nick, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Okay, thank you for having me. Uh, Nick, what are your initial thoughts uh, when reading uh, the charges in this case and the allegations? Yeah, it strikes me as a pretty typical fraud. 
Um, I used to prosecute a number of these in the Southern District. Um, and what they've done is they've put together a bunch of different acts that this guy's participated in, plus this extortion, plus lying about it. Um, to me, it looks like a pretty strong case. I mean, the big issue in these types of cases is whether or not the person had the intent to defraud, that he knew what he was doing. And when you put a number of these things together, um, you come away with the impression there's no way he didn't know what he was doing. Um, clearly, it's, it's all bolstered by the fact that he lied to the FBI about having a second phone. Um, and it's further bolstered by the fact that he was tampering with witnesses and, and extorting. So I, I think he's got real problems here. And let's talk, first of all, about the cell phone piece of this. Um, some people do have two cell phones. Uh, sometimes it's a work phone and a personal phone. I know that's happened to me in the past. But I've also covered a lot of cases where people have two cell phones for a reason. It's because they're doing something <laughs> they shouldn't be doing on one and then uh, using the other for other purposes. So uh, does that ever raise suspicion when A, somebody has two cell phones and B, they lie about it? Uh, no question about it, especially when you put the two together. Um, I mean, why, what is the purpose of having two cell phones, really? I mean, I can understand there might be some legitimate reason, um, but then why would you lie to the FBI about it? Um, and I'm sure that once they found out about the other cell phone, they probably wound up looking at it and gathering evidence off of that cell phone uh, that's going to be used against him which makes it even worse because it shows it's that much more material of a lie that he was basically trying to cover up. And that was why he lied to the FBI. I mean, he's accused of trying to get a man to loan him $500,000. He had already uh, apparently extorted, allegedly, uh, this man for $5,000. I mean, $500,000, that's, that's a lot of money to try to get someone to loan you just this isn't, we're not talking going to a bank. We're talking going to somebody and saying, hey, can you loan me $500,000? So uh, all of these witnesses, these alleged victims, I'm sure are cooperating with the feds. Oh, sure. You had a number of them, which was, is what takes away the normal defense in these kinds of cases, which, oh, I really didn't mean it. I didn't intend to defraud him. I really Okay, for some reason the sound went off. Let me check this up. This allegation, okay, and he apparently back. had been previously sued for this, uh, for getting a, a, a retired church. Okay, we're having some sound problems here with this clip. Let me see if I can bring it back. Okay. For getting a, a, a retired church member in his church to give him $90,000. He said he was going to help her buy a home. Uh, we're talking about an elderly victim. I, I don't know her exact age, but she's an older woman. Uh, $90,000, that is a lot of money. Yeah, it was her whole retirement, retirement account. Um, and he never gave it back. And he came up with a phony excuse as to why he didn't give it back. Um, and again, you put that in the context of all of these other victims um, there's no question that this individual acted with an intent to defraud, namely to lie and steal from people.
he has set, said on his Instagram account, he's not guilty. His attorney uh, gave a statement to, I think, the New York Times uh, saying, you know, he, he didn't do this and he's going to fight this. Uh, how do you see this case as a former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York? How, how does this case move forward? Um, well, I, I think what's going to happen is he's either going to go to trial and if he goes to trial, he's going to be convicted. And if he fights these charges, he's likely to get a very stiff sentence. Um, if he makes a deal, he might be able to do a bit better. Um, but either way, he is in a big pickle at this point. No question about it. I think they've got the witnesses. They've got the documents. They've got the evidence. There's really this is a case that shouldn't go to trial for that reason. You know, he's uh, still saying things online. He's he's known for doing live streams. I mean, if you're his lawyer, I'm sure you're telling the guy, be quiet, hush up, don't say a word. Oh, absolutely. But it doesn't sound like this is the type of guy who's going to hush up or be quiet. It just doesn't seem like it's in his nature. Um, and the more he talks, the more he's going to get himself in trouble here. This is, the kind of, this, is the, this is the kind of client that just gives you a total angina because you just don't know what he's going to do. Uh, most certainly. And uh, he they call him the bling bishop. Uh, so I, I think he has his own little swagger and likes to kind of um, play by his own rules. So we'll obviously keep an eye on this and see what happens. Nick Ackerman, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, too. And that's Wow, 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 wow. Now, I have to say that he has been charged as of recent. I just can't find an article to read it out. And this particular clip was four weeks ago, but it's the same charges. What they spoke about is what they charged him on. So it is just so unbelievable for me to see how many of these pimp preachers still exist in this day and age, still exist in 2023. So I can't really blame them. I'm not condoning them, but I can't blame them. Now I'm looking at the congregations. What is wrong with you? It's obvious that these guys are shysters, but you still bring your money. If you showed up to the church with no money, they wouldn't be able to survive. Now, they have their under, underhanded business dealings and things they do and ripping people off because when you do have a position, and this is one thing that I've got to learn and understand, I've gotten to learn and understand about black people, not all black people, right? But there's a certain faction of them in the black community, especially out here in the motherland and especially in America, for some reason, we live through the pastors and the preachers. For some reason, we really feel that they're God. Even when we say we know they're not, we feel as though if we give to them and support them, it's doing something for us in the present life and in the afterlife. And the more we tighten up our belt for them, and the more we sacrifice for them, let them live in abundance, but we will be poor. Most of us who are in the black church who are worshiping these pastors, whether they admit it or not, it's, it's a twisted Stockholm syndrome. It's like we feel as though when we are in lack and when we don't have, that there's something holy about that. 
that when we're hungry, poor, and out of doors, that's going to be a blessing for us after we die and we'll get into heaven. How sick is that? The Creator didn't put us here to lack anything. But see, we go after the things of the world. We go after the expensive cars and mansions and all of these things. And I'm not against anybody who has worked hard and sincerely to attain whatever it is that they have. Like I said, I don't know jealousy for, uh, for anything. If anybody has something that on their scale is the epitome of what they want, it may not be my scale. For me to sit down with a long afternoon and music to play and pencils and pens and paper and quiet and drawing, that is a beautiful afternoon for me. For me to walk alongside the beach and watch the sun set, that is a beautiful evening for me. For me to sit down in front of a plate of good, clean food and take my time and eat it and have a wonderful conversation, those are the things that make my heart vibrate. So we have people now who will get jealous of each other in the congregation, but we don't get hip to what's happening to us on a mental level, being mentally screwed by these pastors. Here we are sitting on the bus stops with hardly any money to get home. And the pastor drives by in his Rolls Royce, and we just feel so good. We'll smile, stomach rumbling, don't know how you're going to keep your phone on, but we're smiling for the pastor. And if we have 60 cents in our pocket, he's definitely going to get 50 because he is a man of God, and we have to bless the man of God. What kind of sick foolishness is this? Like I said, if we call them pimp preachers, yo, you all are hoes. And I don't mean that for everybody. I'm not saying anybody in the chat room here, whatever. But if you fit the description, that's what you are. If he's a pimp, you're a hooker. You're walking the spiritual streets for him in a sick way. And he has a sick hold on you. And it's not just one person. It's many people. It's not even just the high-profile people. Now, am I calling every preacher a pimp? No, I'm not doing that. But it's a sick, dysfunctional relationship that we have with these individuals who have no shame in flaunting in front of you what they have gotten from you or some shady business deals. Because if they're supposed to be a man of God, why is it that we want to have all the worldly things for him. If he's a man of God, then he don't need that stuff. Sure, we got to get around. We're not saying that he needs to walk or ride a skateboard or a bicycle to get around. Let him get a car. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, in a cano box with no, no, no electric in it where you got to roll the windows up. Well, why can't a pastor drive a nice Toyota Camry? Does it have to be? a Rolls Royce. And people say, well, that's that man's business. He can do what he want. Well, he ain't going to do what he want with my money. And if you said that and you're giving him your money, you are a hooker too. You might as well just go on and put on a short dress, male or female, and sashay your fat behind down the street and go suck up something or bend over for something and bring that man the money. Because if he's a pimp, you're a hooker. This is why I made the banner with both sides. There's a congregation on the left praising God, actually praising him, the Holy Ghost, 
And on the other side, that money that you've given to him, not all pastors, but this is symbolic. One size fits all. He has his women laid up, taking care of them in their condos with your money, doing what he wants. And the first lady, usually, like I said, most of these first ladies are lesbians. Did I say all? No, but a whole lot of them. And they have their marriage uh, uh, retreats talking about the things that you need to do in a good marriage. And the man, the pastor, he's looking at all the women in there, and so is that wife of his too. That's why she's the first lady. Because she, she allows him to get all of the women that he wants. And if she's down with that, he can do that. And he also brings a little something home for her. A lot of these people, they're involved in their little sex rings. Have you ever noticed that in many of these churches, if you're really perceptive, that there's an air of, of sexual energy that is on the decadent side? Not when you see a man and his wife and he's looking at her in love and passion and you can tell they got the fires burning. That's okay. You're supposed to do that. But we're talking about overall where you feel that there's something going on that you're missing. There's a, something going on under the cover. The way some of those women that are single look at the pastor, the way that he laughs with them, the way that they, 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 they get like, they, like groupies with him in the first ladies right there. Who knows what all of them are going to be doing later on that night? Now, it's none of my business, but when you start giving money and calling these people the man and woman of God, really? Then you got to ask yourself, what God do you worship? What God do you worship? If you're so worldly and worried about bling, 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 look, if I had a Rolls Royce, look, I, look, I'm not saying it's not a nice vehicle. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to experience a test drive in it. But if I'm heading over a certain amount of people in my community that can't keep their lights on, can't keep their refrigerators full, can't keep their, their, their kids from being hungry, and I'm going to drive around in a Rolls Royce? No, if I'm a man of such means, even if I don't have a billion dollars and I have a million dollars, I'm supposed to be an, an example of God and I'm going to do for my people. Now, I'm not going to put myself out and go hungry. I'm going to eat too, but I'm going to make sure everybody has something to look forward to in that congregation as an example. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? We won't even give some of our own family certain things that they needed, but we'll run up to the pastor and give him out of nowhere. I've seen it. People walking up to the front of the congregation, up to the pulpit with an envelope. This ain't tithes, pastor. This is a love offering for you. And you find out these same people went into foreclosure and got knocked out of their house. Cars repossessed. Relationships messed up. Because you know the major reason why many relationships mess up is because of money issues. And I mean, there's infidelities also. But how is it that you can go now and, and, and give this man money and have him have leadership over your life? That robbery that he was involved in, it didn't look real at all. This guy comes to, to, to the service to preach with over $1 million in jewelry. Hell, if I was in a bad mood and sitting there that day, I might have knocked him in the head and snatched off half a million dollars off his neck. What a mockery. And they flaunt it right in front of us. And we grin and bear it and smile. There's a certain faction of black people. I'm going to focus on in America because it's out here too in the motherland. But I'm going to focus on what I know. There's a big faction of black people that are mentally sick. 
We, we, we have, we've been brainwashed to think that the God force is not inside of us, that everything and every answer to our woes and to our issues, problems, and challenges is external outside of us. There was a time when I had my glasses on my head. You know, I used to flip them up. You know, I lost the last pair I had. I need to get another pair. But I would always have them flipped up on my forehead, on, on the top part of my head, the top of my forehead. And one day I was looking around for the glasses. I said, where did I put these glasses? I'm looking on the table. I looked up under the table. I looked at the side table by the bed, looked down by the side of the bed. Maybe they dropped. Maybe when I was shaving and washing my face, taking a shower, I went and, and, and left them right up there in front of the mirror on a little, little, little glass shelf where we put things. I couldn't find them. I said, you know what, damn it. If I got to take all day to find these glasses, I'm going to go through this house with a fine tooth comb. And I went through half the house with a fine tooth comb. And I said, uh, I'm going to continue on, but I'm going to take a break. What did I do? I went and sat down in the kitchen by the kitchen table. And there was a small mirror on the wall. And I looked at myself and guess what? The glasses were on my forehead. I was looking for them outside of myself. Those glasses were on my head. And this is the same thing I say about black folks. They're looking for God external to them as though they have no part and connection to God. And we're saying God, not in the European sense, y'all. I don't have to explain that. The creator, the higher power, the most high, whatever you want to call it, that supreme force. It's inside of us and we're connected to it, but we are not connected to it. And it's evident when we worship a man or a couple and the first lady outside of us, they are mere men and women too. They have flaws and shortcomings too. They should stand side by side with us so we all can heal and get better. But the money thing and, and buying up all these houses and stuff, you are straight stupid. I'm going to get back on Eddie Long's ass again. He paid out all that money. And the people in the congregation, some of them left. Some of them got smart. But a big chunk of the congregation stayed. They stayed. Okay, I know the law says innocent until proven guilty, but it's come on, five boys, and you're going to pay them $25 million? You did that. And you're the middleman for the other people who were doing it too. You're probably doing it up in the damn church. See, once these things grab you, on a carnal lust level, it burns out of control because what you did before is not good enough. You got to go kinkier. You got to be more daring. And when you've been doing certain things for so long, you drop your guard and it becomes commonplace. And this is how we get caught in what we do. And it starts with something small. It starts with a thought. And the thought rides us for a while. And then we keep thinking about it. And then sometimes men, women, they start looking at porn for the things that they like to think about. And now they see it's actually being acted out in front of them. I knew of a guy in Orlando, Florida, who was a deacon who was watching porn in the church after hours. He would go there, had the key, go up in there and watch porn. So what you think he was doing? Filing his nails down? You thought he microwaved some food to go watch this thing? I'm quite sure you know what he was doing. He was in there jerking off, jerking off in the church, y'all, and turn around and want to act holy and be Mr. Deacon. 
And I knew a couple of his girlfriends. Remember, I'm a bus driver when I was there. I worked in corrections and I switched over to driving the bus. So I'm hearing stuff all day long about different people, some I know and some I don't know. And one of his girlfriends came to me because she knew that I had went there several times when Mrs. Skurve was still in the church before she got smart and got out. And she confessed everything to me. And I didn't ask her. But I found it amusing because there were things from other women that I knew of. And okay, if you're a single dude and you're upfront and honest and you want to do your thing, be honest about it. I will never call you a player or a whore or a pimp. If you are involved with several women and they know about it and they say it's okay, we're down with this, you know, then that's your thing. But don't try to profess to be something that you're not and dupe people because there are innocent people out there who don't know any better who are childlike in their spiritual walk. And they feel that the church is the place to be. And they will apply themselves. And they will keep seeing things after a while. And some of these people, when they realize they're not going there no more, they realize that they have to have a relationship within themselves with the Most High. That voice that talks to you, that guides you every day, not on some old burning bush level where it's some big thing. No. Sometimes I get up with a thought in my head of what I want to do that day. And I say, you know, okay, I'm going to plan this day out. I'm going to do it this way. I think this is the best way. And then I lay down and I'm, I'm still. And I'm, I don't hear no voice. But it's, it's a thought that comes to me. Do it this way. Do it that way. And then I think about it. I say, okay, let, 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 me, let me weigh it out with the plans that I had before. I say, you know what? That is a better way. That's you being guided by the higher power. That has a direct line to your mind but you have to have a clean mind and the door open for it to happen. You don't have to wait to go to somebody else to get guidance that way. Best that you talk to one of your elders who's been around for a long time, but some jack leg clown, wannabe flavor flave looking fool. And then we go to these pimp preachers where we have a problem in our marriage. And we talk about things that, you know, we're doing in our marriage or not doing in our marriage. And, they're there evaluating and lusting after your damn wife. Or if it's some woman, she lusting after your husband, figuring how she going to get in or how he's going to get in. Well, you know, pastor, you know, it was, we've been married for 10 years and, you know, we, we, we had an okay sex life, but I'm, I'm a little more open-minded than he is. You know, he was raised in a very strict family and, you know, I, I was a little more open and had more experiences than him. And, he was pretty much a virgin, and I wasn't. You know, Pastor, I just love to perform oral sex. And he, he let me do it, but he's uptight because he thinks that that's something that fast women do, dirty women do, but I'm his wife. And, you know, I, maybe it was a mistake, but I confess that I did this to two other guys when I was younger, and he got angry. And every time I try to do it, he's like, oh, you think about them other guys. No, you're my husband, and I love you. But I've got to have this in my life. And so one time he let me do it. And as he approached orgasm, I kept my mouth on it. And he was trying to pull me off. I said, baby, this is the best part. So I swallowed him. And he didn't talk to me for two weeks. I need this in my life, Pastor. What am I going to do? And Pastor Sidney like, <laughs> you damn fool. He gives him some counsel. But now he knows how he's going to move on in on that man's wife. He's going to find himself 
near their house when he's at work and honk the horn. Oh, how you doing? She's out there in the garden. Oh, pastor, it's so good to see you. Can I talk to you? You see, and this is the thing, what people don't understand. When affairs start, it's not like you bump into the person, don't say a word, flip your dress over, bend over, and start screwing. It comes from talking. It comes from finding common things between you. And then a camaraderie. And then barriers are broken down. So when you find somebody up in somebody's face too much, you know chances are or maybe that what's coming next. People on jobs, they, they talk to each other and they start eating lunch together and let's go out after lunch. Well, if you have a problem at home, you may see that person as the antidote to your problem or sickness that's going on in your marriage. It's as simple as that. Stay up out of these people's faces, especially in the church. Like I said the other day, oh, how are you, sister? I'm brother so-and-so. And here you are, your car don't work, your husband's sick, got the flu. Well, I'm going to go on to the service anyway. Who dropped you home? Brother so-and-so. And every time he drops her home in the next week, because she's going to church every night, which I don't understand, we go to church every night, bring money, clean up the church, bring food for the pastor, and our marriages are going to hell. What's up with that? Why do we give so much to the church and we lack ourselves? With all of the energy that you give to this church house and this pastor, you can be successful too. You can have a little more too. But you sacrifice because in your sick mind, you feel it's something glorious to be poor. You have to have lack. You have to be humble. But you applaud the pastor in his decadence. And you make ready-made excuses. Well, you know, he's a man of God and we can't judge him like we judge ourselves. So that means if a judge in the court downtown was driving 100 miles an hour in a 35-mile-per-hour zone, that the police pull him over and just say, okay, I'll let you go because you're the judge. That judge could have killed a kid running in the street after a ball. Rules apply. The law applies. Like positively, Angela says every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it is the law. The law works for everybody. You all Christians call it the Lord, where you can bend things around, but the law don't stop. If you think it does because you're holy behind, like I said, go on the top of the tallest building. You can go up and say, God, God's not going to let me die and jump off. The law of gravity going to work no matter what you say or superimpose on top of that. That's what it is. I haven't been looking at the chat room. I've just been uh, ranting. But um, I got so much to rant about. I know Master Glam wanted to drop the T on some of the preachers and things that she knew. I'm going to do the same thing, too. So, Master Glam, if you're still with us, I don't see you recently. I got to. OK, there you go. Um, would you? <laughs> I'll give her. <laughs> I see what you put. <laughs> Keep the chat room popping, because even after the show is over and it goes up as a video, people see the comments and they enjoy the show alongside with you even if you're not or they weren't there at the particular time whoever wants to call in but i wanted the master glam to call in if you're able to call in let me know if you're able to call in but i want everybody to call in at a certain point because i can only take one call at a time so master glam um if you can call in um you can call in from any platform but i'm also going to put the number here and let it scroll down across the bottom that way. So now if someone is on the call with me, I will not be, and I could, but I'm going to keep it where it's just a one-on-one -on -one thing 
and then we rotate. And if you call in one time, you have something else you want to call in about, you call back in again. But Master Glam mentioned it yesterday, and I'll just say, hey, if you want to call in now, you can feel free to call in now. My phone is here, piped in, ready, <laughs> ready to receive your call. And um, the number is 407-590-0755. And you can call straight or you can call through Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, any platform. As long as it gets to this phone, it's going to get to be pumped out on the actual show. Master Glam, if you're there, let me know. If you can't, we'll move on. And um, let me see. I'll put the number in the chat room also. Sometimes to see things scrolling. Oh, God, you know what? My keyboard is acting up. Hold on one second. Let me, let me put it up a different way. Let me put it up a different way. I use a keyboard so much and some true kings. You want me to rant on? <laughs> okay, no, we're we going to rant on today. We're going to rant on. But I'm going I'm to paste this number. You can call on in. And, oh, we got more rants. I, go, I got more preachers to talk about that I know personally. Personally. Okay, wait a second. I have 16 missed calls. Wait a second. Am I not hearing this thing? Okay, let me get to the part here. Okay. Okay, you'll be calling from... Okay, yeah. No, I know that. I know. I know where you are. I know where you are, sister. And also, if you want to call, anybody want to call from WhatsApp, you can do that. But, yeah, give me a call. And I see Sister Ambience is recording something for us that we'll devour later on. Okay, I'm at that particular screen. So let me hear from you, Sister. Make sure this thing works right. And again, if there is any power outage, you'll notice that the sound cuts out for a minute or two. I'll be coming back in through the phone if for some reason the power outage happens. We just had a very intense little downpour. Let me see who it is that. Okay. Okay. Let me call you back, Master Glenn, because for some reason I didn't, I didn't hear it ring. So I'm going to call you back right now. Let me call you back right now. And of course, this phone is acting funny. Give me a second. Okay. Okay, there's the ringer. All right. Hello. Yes, Master Glam. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm glad to connect with you. I'm glad to hear your voice. Uh just want to get the word from everybody in the chat room if they can hear her voice. And we're gonna move on. Talk to me. How are you today? I'm I'm doing great, Lance. I'm doing great, and it's always amazing to connect with connect with you. Thank you. And Likewise. I just know I'm at, I'm at the right place. I'm at the right place at the right time. A, a lot of the things that you've already said <laughs> were things that I was going to address. Right. Um, and it's just that first of all, let me just say that um, I do want to make everybody aware that my father is a pastor. Yes. My father has been a pastor since the year 2000. So I am privy to a lot of things. Mm. Even as, you know, a 13, 14 year old girl, I saw a lot, I heard a lot. And the, the, we're not attacking anyone, we're speaking truth. Yes. We are speaking truth today. And what we're really trying to do is help people. That's really what we're trying to do. And you can either accept the help or you can continue to be sheeple. 
because that's what these people are. They're not people. Because like you were saying, these these people, a lot of them are looking for something. They're looking for someone. It's, they're trying to find themselves. Yes. They're trying to find themselves. So that's why this person Okay, we blacked out for a second, sister. Okay, you know what it is? Okay, let me um reconnect there. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's disconnected again for some reason. Let, let me reconnect this thing. Yeah, she's talking. You're talking, sister, but we can't hear you. Let me reconnect. It's a problem on my end. Let me go back into my settings. All of a sudden, this uh, this is me. It's on my side with the problem. Hold on. Hold on, sister. Hold on. Let me pair it. Okay, we, we, it's disconnected people. She's still talking, but I got to reconnect my Bluetooth. And that's the only way we're going to get this back on. Just give me a second. Okay. She doesn't realize that we're not connected. Master Glam? Yeah, we have a, a issue with the Bluetooth connection here. I'm just trying to pair it back with the phone. And so this phone is jacked up. My audio modules are perfect, but this old Chinese phone just just likes to conk out on me. So give me a second to connect this back up. Okay, ho- hold on, sister. This thing is just, you know, it's like taking care of somebody else's bad babies. You take them somewhere and they start showing they behind. <laughs> Let me, um, I'm going to have to do this a different way. And I'm going to have to use my brains real quick. Hold tight. We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to make this happen. Hold on. We're going to make this happen. Hold on. Hold tight. Sis. Let me take this. Everything was going smooth. But it's that pimp preacher mojo that they got throwing it out there. And they're like, okay, we ain't going to have them talk about us. <laughs> okay, let me see if this is going to work. Cancel that. I'll try pairing it one more time. For some reason, it's not acting right. Okay, I see it. Just my neck right now. Okay, it's supposed to be connected. Okay, let me hear from you right now, sister. Okay, I'm not hearing anything now. Ain't this a daggone it something here? Okay, let me hit it back to the call. It should be working now. It should be working now. 
Master Glam? No, I'm not hearing her. She's still connected. I'm going to hang up on you and call you right back. Let's see if that works. Let's see if that works. Okay, that ended. We're just going to bring more fire during the show. It's not going to slow things down now. Trust me. Okay, this should, this should work. Yeah, I'm hearing you on the phone. Let me pair you on with the Bluetooth. Hold tight. Let's try it one more time. If it doesn't work, we'll do it a different way. But I think I get it this time. It says connecting. Let me give it a second. It's just not operating correctly. So I'll cut this off and I'll use the wire and see how the wire works. Okay, let's open this line up. Let's go to the phone. Everything was coming through so clear. I was so happy. Okay, let's see how this is now. Give me a word system. It's not going into the system. You know what? We're going we gonna to do it the ghetto way. I'm going to put this on speaker, and I'm going to hold this bad boy up <laughs> to the mic. We're going to have to do it that. No, we're going to get this thing in. Okay, good. Yeah. Come on, let's do it that way. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, you know, like I said, we're not hating on anyone. We're not spreading hate. We're really speaking the truth. And a lot of people who are in the church, if you're listening to this, if you are watching this podcast, if you're on the YouTube you guys need to start critically thinking. Start thinking for yourself. And we're not speaking specifically on the Bible and its allegory. I'll say that again. We're not speaking of the Bible and the allegories of the Bible. But that's really what the Bible is, it's an allegory. You know? So a, a lot of you guys need to wake up and see what is happening. You guys are following these people who are regular human beings just like you and I. They're no different. They sin. And like Brother Lance said, which I'm going to talk about as well, they're out here having sex with people in the church. They're having threesomes. The wives are lesbians. I'm not going to talk about this. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want it to come from a hateful place as if I'm exposing people, even though I said I would expose. I'm exposing truth. You know, I don't, I don't want to hate It's time for you guys to wake up. And a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about today are fact is factual information that you yourself can look up on the internet. You can look these people up yep. and find out what they have been doing if this is true. Just like this pastor who Lance was talking about, this kid who he, he didn't even have he don't even have no that many church members. I don't know if it was COVID or what, but he definitely applied for a PPP loan. Mm-hmm. He definitely did that. And that's how he that's part of the reason why he got all those gold chains that got snatched up off of him, allegedly. But um, like I said, my pastor, my dad has been a pastor for over 20 years, so I've seen a lot. I'm 32 years old. Okay, I have seen a lot. You know, one time there was, my, my dad is a, a completely different person. My dad isn't perfect, but like Brother Lance was saying, my dad is the type of pastor who he had a large congregation and he did not receive um, love offering from them. 
he didn't receive payment from them. You know what he received? He received uh, retirement contributions, and these contributions were matched by, you know, a, a, a convention, South Florida, South, whatever, Baptist convention, you know? But he, he, my dad worked as a trucker, and he made money. So he didn't have to ask the church for money. He was okay working for them for years without being paid. But a lot of these people, a lot of these pastors who you guys are following, they are not leading you guys the wrong way. I remember one time when my father took a um into his home. He came here and my father took him. My father respected him. A lot of the other parishioners and pastors, bishops, they respected him as well. And this man slept in our home. And one morning I woke up and the man was gone. And I overheard my dad talking to my mom. This man was sleeping. And in his dream, he, he himself said he was having sex with a demon. Oh, he man. told my father that he told my father that this woman comes to visit him at night and he cannot resist. And this man is way he's an old man. He's been preaching for a long time. So for him to be in in ministry that long, what is it that you are missing in your life that when you were sleeping, you were in our home, in our family's home, having quote unquote with a demon? Wow. How does that happen? A man of God. A man of God. How does that happen to you? My father walked in on him doing whatever he was doing to please himself on this very bed that I'm looking at, in, in this very bedroom that I'm looking at. He was in here pleasing himself. And when my father found him, he, he said himself that he was having sex with a demon. And he had been having sex with that demon for a long time, and that was his wife. He couldn't give her up. So that's, that's one thing. That's just one thing that I saw. And I saw that as I was older. And I, um, there was another church. My, my father became a pastor to a second church, where he is right now. It's a very, very small church. Um, again, my father doesn't get paid there, which it doesn't matter if he did or if he didn't. But he doesn't get paid. I just want to clarify that. But there was another pastor there. He was an associate pastor. And my dad had to get rid of him. You want to know why he had to get rid of him? How? How come? This man was this this man was getting on the pulpit, preaching every Sunday, and I don't know how long my dad had known him and you know what the issue was, but come to find out, <laughs> this this man's wife confided in my mother and my father that she was his second wife. This is the pastor oh, who's wow. preaching. He's an associate pastor. And he's preaching at the church. And people don't know the life he's living. His wife came and said that he, she is his second wife. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling chill. So, you know, if, if I'm stuttering or whatever, you guys just stay with me because no, no, we good. We good. Like, I'm very passionate. Yeah, no, we good. I'm very passionate when I speak. But he came to my mother and confided in her and told her that she had, she had a child with him and that they had been living in like a studio apartment and that her husband was not coming home at night. And there were many nights that he, 
he wouldn't even sleep in the little studio where all, all of them were packed in. He would sleep outside. That's how much he didn't want to be with his wife. And the wife, my mother noticed that the wife had very jealous tendencies. She didn't want the women in the congregation um, sitting in the car next to her husband or, you know, hugging him. Like, she was on it. And because that's because he was a cheater. She, she was a cheater. And this man was planning on leaving her. And in fact, he did leave her because he already had a woman. And that's why he didn't want to sleep with his wife, the mother of his child, his second wife whom he married. He didn't want to sleep with her, so he went and found somebody else. But yet he gets on the pulpit and he's preaching on Sunday to you about how you should live. Now, can you critically think and say, is this somebody who I want to take advice from? And like I said, I know we're all not perfect, but you have to critically think for yourself. So that's another story of how people, people come to you, they preach to you, and they're not living the life that they are preaching. All right? And now, on to the, the main person who I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to expose her. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people will know who she is mm -hmm. once I start explaining. Take you know, your time. Take your time. Hold on, Lynn. Yeah, sure. Because I have a pretty little baby here. <laughs> I know she is. <laughs> yeah, she does. All right. All right. I have to get rid of her. All right. Mm -hmm. You can go back to sleep while I talk to you. Right. <laughs> but um, take your time. Other woman, you know. I, I have seen her, uh, she's, first of all, I live in Broward County, Florida. Okay, so this is where this woman's ministry is. She's located in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and she's quite popular. I've seen her on Facebook, and, you know, people who I know personally um, became associated with her, and so I was aware of who she was, you know, some of the things that she would say, and the strength that she had. You know, I was speaking in a chat yesterday. And I said, a lot of these preachers, they have the gift of gab. That's what they have. Mm -hmm. And they are trained. I hope you guys know that they go to school for this. It's called theology. They, I, I saw my father for a long time go to church and actually, you know, learn for years, you know, a, about the Bible. And that's what they do. So they are trained. And not everybody can be a pastor. You have to have you know, the gift of God, and you, you have to be able to connect with people, touch people, and that is what they're doing. When you go to church and the pastor is preaching and everybody is singing, once they have that worship moment, and for our Haitian people say, the moment of worship, right? When, when people are in the church and they're singing, that is a spirit that is coming over you. Yes. That is a spell that's being casted on you. That is magic. Yes. And they won't tell you that. They won't admit that. But that's why you see some of those people, they start jumping for joy. They're rolling around on the ground. They're screaming. And even my dad himself said, when you, whenever you see somebody who is speaking in tongues, that is, who is that? That's the devil. Mm -hmm. That's the devil. That's what my father says. That's what, that's what my father told me. And I, I just look at some of these people once they start speaking in tongues, and I'm like, well, what the fuck are you saying? Sorry, Lance. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Let it flow. I have a dirty mouth. <laughs> I have a dirty mouth. Hey, so, hey, <laughs> give us some spicy talk in there, too, because we need that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it that these people are saying? 
Who are you communicating to? Where did this language come from? And people don't think about this. They're saying it's the Holy Ghost. Are you serious? The Holy Ghost is your spirit. That's who the Holy Ghost is. It's the spirit, your higher self that is living inside of you. That's why when you go somewhere, you feel a certain type of way. When a woman has intuition and she's feeling a certain way, that is your higher self. That is your spirit. Or as um, religious people say, the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit that resides in you. It's you. It's you. It's not somebody that's outside of you that you're looking for. So when you're rolling, when these people are rolling around on the ground and screaming and doing all of this stuff, who is that? Who is that that has possession of you? That's making you act like this. That's making you talk like this. And because people see this woman, this certain pastor, this apostle, jumping around for joy, you know, she has that gift of God. She's a Gemini. Whether people want to believe in astrology or not, people who are Gemini, I'm a Gemini myself. I am, I am, my, my sun sign is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury is a planet of communication. We have to listen and stop being so, so misled, ignorant. Learn things before you say this is the devil, before you say sage and crystal is the devil. These things come from the earth. These things come from the earth. Anywhere you go, there's going to be good, there's going to be evil. There's going to be good, there's going to be evil in the church. There's going to be good, there's going to be evil at your workplace. There's going to be good, there's going to be evil in your neighborhood. There's good and evil everywhere because there's two sides to everything. Everything must balance. It's called principle. These things that we see in the Bible that they call commandments, those are principles. There shouldn't be a book to tell you that you shouldn't kill somebody. There shouldn't be a book to tell you that you shouldn't sleep with another man's wife or you shouldn't rob somebody. This is principle. And you know this yourself. You know in, your, in the depths of your heart when you are committing a crime or you're doing something wrong that what you're doing is not right. Whenever you have to hide and run, you know. So you don't need people to tell you that. You don't. But this woman, because she's so powerful, she's the way she speaks, people flock to her. And like I said, I personally know people who are out in the streets and doing whatever, you know, fighting, fighting over her man, you know, doing this, doing that, they change because she touched them with her word, with her mouth, with her ministry. She touched them. Okay? Yes. And and that's the power that they have over you. Now this woman, her background, she's she's Haitian. This this apostle that that is in Fort Lauderdale, her ministry is in Fort Lauderdale. She is Haitian, and a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, not shame, but a lot of uh, a lot of stereotypes that come with coming from Haiti. Yes, because you know they want to say that oh, you know oh Haitian people do voodoo and they do this, which you know some of them do and some of them don't. And who are you? You don't know what the voodoo is. You've only heard what the voodoo is. You know, Haitian people were the first people to free themselves. Yes. Well, actually, there were second because there was another small island, and I, I don't remember the name of it right now, but there was another small island that freed themselves from slavery first. But Haiti was the first one to enforce that and to keep it. They were the first to free themselves and become their own republic. So when they tell you that, you know, these, these people are evil and they're this and they're that, it's a lie. 
and people need to wake up and open their eyes. And also, as I was doing my, my diligent research yesterday to get more information about what I'm talking about, because like I said, everything is public record, and I'm not going to get on here and talk about what I don't know. So as I'm, as I'm you know, watching, you can also look on YouTube and, and you know, look, you know, this woman up if I, if I was to tell you her name. But you would see, and there's a, a woman who was exposing some of the things. She was actually a, like a person who attended their church. She attended the church of this woman. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say her name. So that that way we can we can have some some names so we can clarify you know who I'm talking about. I don't want to say person A and this person and his wife and get people confused. But this woman, Regina Martin, you know I I see her and I look at her. She's a beautiful person, and I I don't know her. I don't I don't know you know her life and who she is. But I do know the facts. I I do have common sense. But you know. When I look into her history and things that she said herself, she, she used to date um, someone who, who sold drugs. So she had a dope boy boyfriend. And this is the woman that's coming to the church to preach. To. And she's not that old. See, a lot of these young people are becoming pastors and whatever, and they're coming and teaching you stuff that they don't even know about themselves. So anyway, this woman comes and, you know, she's preaching and talking about age and crystals and how nature is, is of the devil because she's patient and she knows about these things. She grew up, you know, um, with Haitian parents and mm -hmm. she, she was aware of these things. And she, didn't, she claimed that, oh, she didn't want to be in this. And I believe she was connected to Miss Juanita Bynum. Oh, and that's when she was speaking on the wood. Yeah. yeah, she she was she came on one time live speaking um speaking about Miss Juanita because I think there was one time where Juanita went on Facebook live and she had an altar, she had an altar and candles lit and she was staging, and the the church was in an uproar. The Christians were in an uproar mm -hmm. and they were calling Juanita a witch. She is. So she she even though she didn't speak on that lady's name, people knew who she was talking about. Mm -hmm. And so she denounced her relationship with this woman. But, but at first she was calling her her spiritual mother. Now she wants to say that, well, in that life, she was saying that she's praying for her and hoping that, you know, things change for her, basically, and that she, she leaves them behind because it's not of God. Mm -hmm. This nature is not of God. But anyway, that just gives you like a little bit of background about who she is, who she's connected to. And when you, when you look her up, you'll find her. Now she's currently under investigation in Broward County for, um, cause she's, she's a, a, the vice mayor. Mm -hmm. She used to be the commissioner. And, um, a lot of these pastors, they get into politics and politics and church don't have, they're not supposed to be within the same space. So how does that work? Now, when this, when she became, uh, the vice mayor, there was a lot of things or commissioner or whatever. There was a lot of things that um, she hid in her campaign, like the way she spent her money. And, and I, I read the record, the court record, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, there was a lot of things that she did where she didn't clarify what, what these expenses were, were really for. She didn't detail what the expenses were for. There were donations that she received that she, she received them in the wrong way. And anybody who is involved in politics knows that there are certain rules and regulations when you are running your campaign with how you can receive money, who you can receive money from. You can't be receiving money from other politicians 
who reside where you live. It's not acceptable. Right. And if you look her up, you'll you'll find that she is currently under investigation for allegedly committing these acts, her and her assistant. So you you can look that up yourself. And you know, when I, when I saw this thing, I said, you know what? I've been to church a long time. You know what she's probably going to say is that this is the devil. That that's probably what she told her her parishioners on Sunday morning is that this is the devil behind her. This is the devil attacking her. And this is the devil doing these things to her. That's what they always want to say, that this is the devil. But when I look into her background, I'm like, you're just a regular young woman just like me, you know, in, in this area where I'm from in Broward. You know, we, we have a, it, it, just keeping it real, it's, it's a lot of hood things that go on here. I mean, Kodak Black is from this area. Mm-hmm. It, 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 every, I'm pretty sure people know who he is now. So if you know, you know where this area is. So I know these type of women. I don't, I mean, I know them personally, you know, all of their life, but I know where they come from and some of the things that we have um, become attracted to or just become like certain things that we succumb to, you know, because our environment. So, you know, she, she's, she was, she already had two children before she went ahead and married um, this other pastor. Um, whose name is Damien Archot, whatever. Um, but this man was also, just a couple of months ago, was in the news because he beat her. And a lot of this information, it wasn't even supposed to be released because when you are looking up records, you'll find that certain things that involve domestic violence are not supposed to have people's names, their addresses, and all this type of stuff. But a lot of her information was put out on the internet. And this man beat her and beat her daughter. And the when I first started getting more details and watching a video on YouTube about this that woman who I mentioned earlier, who was one of their um, parishioners who attended the church with Mr. Damien and his, his first wife, Kenya, who he divorced and, and left for Miss um, Regina Martin, okay? He, he divorced his wife and, and, and left her for another, another woman. How do you wow. do that in your past? You're not, you're not supposed to do that, are, right. are you? No. You're not supposed to do that. Okay? But anyway, this man this man ended up putting hands on her, and she admitted herself that there was an altercation. And people have seen the public police report, so we know what happened. We know what happened. This, this man, this woman beater, they want to say, like the, the parishioner that was on YouTube was saying that, oh, he's a veteran. And, you know, they say veterans have PTSD. So this is a woman that was in their church, some brainwashed woman. who She used to go to dance hall and all these things, and now she's saved. She's saved, but if you, if you were to watch this video, you could see how judgmental she is. And I left her a comment, and I told her, I said, you know, you are mentally ill, and I hope that you find what you're looking for, because what you're looking for is not really Jesus. You're looking for yourself. And that's why you left three churches to go to another church and to that church Jesus experience is what it's called. Mm. She left that, it left that church Jesus experience. It's because you're mentally ill. And it's not your fault. A lot of us are mentally ill. A lot of us have a little bit of mental illness. Right. Even I do myself. Me too. <laughs> All, a lot of us do. A lot of us do. And she she is mentally ill. What she's looking for, it's, it's not a new church home. Because this lady sat here and started talking about 
um, the pastor and how Regina Martin is a witch and all of this stuff, but you used to attend their church. These are the people who you so-called love. And now here you are making excuses for this man who was beating his wife at the time. What is going on? Are you blind? You were, what were they doing? To, were you one of the people who they were speaking with at the church? And then come to find out, this woman says that there, there was allegedly some photos that were released of the first pastor, the, the, the pastor's first wife, and this woman was having sex with two other women. And they have photos of this, and they released these photos. And it has to be true, because I watched a live where the woman who released the photos, Regina Martin, apologized to her. So you're a pastor, and you're releasing photos of people naked to get back at them for hurting you. Damn, that doesn't sound like the Christian way. It doesn't. Don't sound like the Christian way to me. But she so your pastor, Mr. Damien Achart, whatever, however you pronounce your name, you, you were sleeping with your wife and having threesomes with people in the church? That's what you were doing? That's what the people are saying. And even if you want to say that you're not a violent person, and I see you online, you're praying for your wife to, to stay with you. You're praying for Regina Martin to stay with you. But you, in, in 2003, when you were 16 years old, before you had went to the, the military, you were in court for stalking violence, dating violence. You, you assaulted another young woman at 16 years old. So you beat somebody before. And now here these people in the church are saying, oh, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. He has PTSD. Are you kidding me? This is, these are the delusions that I'm talking about. And, and she did her research to do all of this, but did she miss that in 2003, when that pastor, when Damien was 16 years old, he, he beat someone. He beat his girlfriend. And now here he is beating, he beat his first wife, and nobody believed her. Well, some people probably did. And I'm pretty sure his new wife didn't believe it until she was beaten. Open your eyes and stop following people. Stop following people and acting as if people who are in the church uphold some kind of value that the rest of the world does not. You are losing yourself. You are losing yourself. The depth of faith that people put into people, into, into people who are in the Christian ministry, it, 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 it just, I just can't understand it. I just can't understand it, that you're putting your faith outside of yourself mm -hmm. into someone else. And, and, and I, I can't blame them because, like I said, I know people who personally became Christians, and they used to live a different lifestyle. And when I look at them now, they're what the Christians call blessed. But really, you still have to put in that work. You still have to believe in yourself. You still have to have faith in yourself. You still have to go out there and get that real estate license. You have to go out there and make that move to go across the country, change your environment, start your own business. You had to do that. And it's because you believed in yourself, because you believed in your higher self, that spirit that was in you giving you that, that, that power within. That's who did it, you. It was nobody else outside of you. 
You don't need anybody else outside of you to help you. You don't. You do not. But a lot of these people, these Christian people, they believe this stuff because they need something to believe into. They need some hope. And these people, they are, they are wrapped up in this delusion. So their leaders are delusional. They themselves are delusional. So we can't blame them. We can't blame them. But this woman, this woman who calls herself a woman of God, and when you uncover all of these things that she's done, it's like, yeah, you, you still are a woman of God. We all are. You know, if you want to believe in God, we all are. We all are brothers and sisters. But if you're going to lead people, there are certain things that you can't do. Like, she, she was dating that man when he was married. She started, she went online on Facebook and said that she had a boyfriend in 2019 when she first started her campaign, when she was running for city commissioner. He said that she had a boyfriend. Mind you, she had two, two teenage children at the time. And she's already been, you know, in, a, in another relationship, which it doesn't make you any less. I, I'm unmarried and I have two children. You know, we all, we all are living life and we're learning. It doesn't make us perfect. It doesn't make us imperfect. Right. But when you're on the pulpit and you're preaching, you have to be a certain type of way. What you're speaking about, you have to live that life. Because I don't want to hear in the news that you did this and you did that and you're preaching to me on Sunday. I don't want to hear about it because you're lying. You're a liar. You said you're, that you're a pastor, but you and your wife are sleeping with your parishioners. You're having threesome. Your wife is a lesbian, sleeping with two different women. So you took a picture of her for evidence. These people are snakes. Mm. They are snakes. And it's so sad that our people cannot see this. They're going to church and they're wrapped up in, in, in this facade, looking for something outside of themselves. I have a friend of mine that um, when I was um, in my later years of high school, she, she used to tell me about how she couldn't stand how her mom would give all of her money to the church. And there would be some Sundays where her mom wouldn't cook dinner, but she would wake up early in the morning and she would cook food for the church oh, with her wow. own money. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about these little plates. This is a big church. She would cook pans and pans of food for the church, giving donations, giving tithes, all this kind of stuff. And out the, the, in the meantime, her home is suffering. Her children are suffering. They don't have her presence like they, like they need her. They don't have the mother that they really wish that they had to physically be there for them, to emotionally be there for them. They didn't have that because she was so wrapped up somewhere else. So like I said, these people, they have the gift of God. And I know that these people, all they're looking for, these, these people who follow them, they're looking for someone to lead them. They're, they're so-called lost. But really, you're not lost. Everything that you're looking for is right in front of you. That's why you find a lot of peace a lot of times when you're alone, when you take yourself out of this environment. You don't, you don't, it, whatever works for you, if being a Christian works for you, and it changes your life, by all means, please, please do that. I'm not judging you at all. Please do that. Because I was a Christian. I understand. You know, I understand what, the, what it is that they're feeling, what it is that they're going through, and how it is when you're seeking something else. But me, myself, personally, if anybody, you know, is thinking, the reason why I, I decided to stop believing in this religion 
is because not not because of Lance, but because of some of at the time when I discovered Lance's show, I was going through things. I was pregnant with my first child. I was unmarried, but I was 27 years old. And you will not know the shame. And it's 11-11 right now when I'm talking. 11-11. I believe in my numbers. Wow, yes. Excuse <clears throat> me. But I, I, I didn't, I left it because I, when I started, got pregnant, the way that people treated me, and honestly, even my own parents, the shame that they felt for me, for themselves, it was, it, it, it hurt me, man. It really, and I talked to you about this before. Yes. I've talked about it on other shows before. I was really, really hurting. I mean, I was pregnant and there were times where I was crying just because of the way that I felt. Because of, you know, people were expecting me to fail. They were expecting, expecting me to, to, to just live a, a terrible life and that I committed the ultimate sin by being unmarried and having a child. You know, I, I, I was, I, I had to leave that, you know, I, I overheard brother Kwaku talking in a video and it's like literally a light bulb just went off in my head. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then I started watching all these videos, you know, um, KRS and one, you know, listening to him talk, all of these different people. Mm-hmm. And one day while I was in nature with my son, I'm telling you guys, I had a supernatural experience that I've never felt before. That was magic that they called evil. I, it was beautiful. I was looking at my son while he was playing, and I was thinking about all the things that I wanted to give him and do for him. And I kid you not, my son walked up to me and wanted to hug me. Like he was running up to me, just like how you see in the movies, with his arms open, just running up to me. And I was smiling, looking at him. And I kid you not, for about three seconds, my hearing was absolutely gone. And I believe that really happens because sometimes it takes a lot of your senses to focus on one thing. Yes. And when my son was running to me, I saw this big orange light around him. I never saw something like that in my life before. It was a big orange circle. It was his aura. And it was orange. And I lost my hearing. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear my son. I couldn't hear the birds chirping. I couldn't hear the wind. I couldn't hear anything for three seconds. And all I saw was my son running up to me with this big, bright orange aura behind him. And you're telling me that's evil? You're telling me that is evil? I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that the light bulb in my mind went on. I'm so glad that that light turned on because this, what I used to do, the way that I used to live, you know, I'm sorry to my parents, but I don't want to live that life anymore. I don't want to go to the church anymore. I don't, I don't want people talking about me behind my back. Exactly. When they're doing worse themselves, they're, they're doing things behind the doors themselves. But when I come to church, because I'm the pastor's daughter, they hurt me. They cut me because I made mistakes so-called mistakes, just like they have. They hurt me. And that wasn't the only time that the church hurt me. I remember in the, in the early 2000s when my, my father was a pastor at his first church, they wanted to take my, down, my dad down so bad. 
They wanted to take him down so bad. My dad grew that church. There were only about 10 people there. My dad grew that church so big, Lamp, mm-hmm. that they were able to have funds. They had a separate fund that if somebody in the church was experiencing something, they could come to the church board. They could ask the church board members and say, this is what I'm going through. I really need your help. I really need you to help me pay this bill. I have a cousin that's coming from Haiti, and he doesn't have anywhere to stay. Could you help me? My father, with that, with the help of that congregation and those people, they did that for people. They did that for people. And Beautiful. because the deacons in there didn't like what he was doing, they wanted power for themselves. They wanted my dad out. And you know what they did? They looked up my MySpace. This was the MySpace day. Oh, no. They looked up my MySpace, which had nothing on there, but just some pictures of me. Right. I, I was I was in dating at that time. I was still a virgin. I hadn't done anything. Right? I never even kissed a boy at that time. And they went to my MySpace and showed it to my dad and tried to uh, call me all these things and say, like, what am I doing on this website? What am I? And they don't even know what the hell MySpace was. It's a place where friends were hanging out. Right. You know, we change our profiles. We put music on our profiles to express how we feel. But they brought that to my dad, Link. And not only did they bring that to my dad, they brought that to my dad in front of the church. Oh. And, and tried to embarrass him and shame him. And Lance, I kid you not, I never have seen my father cry before. When my dad came home, Lance, I was so hurt because my dad was hurt. My dad came to me and he said, what are you doing on this website? Like, how could you do this to me? Like, you know, that, you know, these, these people are talking. And my dad was crying, man. I never seen my dad cry in my life. That was the first time that I seen my dad cry. And, wow. you know, maybe it was a little selfish of him. I, I still feel like it was a little selfish of him. But he was crying because of how his image was painted. Right. But I wasn't doing anything. Right. He didn't understand. Done nothing wrong. He didn't understand. He, he didn't understand he what didn't, MySpace. He didn't he understand. Didn't. It was innocent. He, mm-hmm. But these people use that to, to try to tarnish his character. Just to say that, you know, you can't control your home. So how is it that, you know, you can control a congregation? And you know what my dad did? My dad left. My dad left that church. Oh, man. And people, people at that church, till this day, Lance, almost 20 years later, they are still in contact with my dad. They still pray every morning at four o'clock with my dad on his prayer line. Wow. They visit his church on Sundays because that's how much they love him. So he must have been doing something, something right. Right, that's right. But this, this, this is what they did to me. So from the age of 16, 15 years old, people in the church were attacking me. They were attacking me. And, this, and the person who exposed this, this was another associate pastor who I was so close to him last. Like, it, it, it just, like, overnight, things just changed. Yes. You know, he, he loved me. He doted on me, and he, he just loved me. And then one day I just came, and I had my feet up on the chair across from me, and he embarrassed me in front of everyone. He was like, what are you doing? You, you don't do that kind of stuff. You don't put your feet up on the chair. And and we have to go tell my dad that, oh, I had my feet up on the chair. What did do? Wow. What he did? I had my feet on the chair. What a sin to commit. But these are the little things that they were doing. Nitpicking. Because of who my dad was. Who they wanted to be. It, it wasn't, 
they just wanted the power for themselves. They, they wanted to use the money that the church was bringing in for themselves. So all that money that my dad had raised for them, they wanted it. And you know how I know it's true? I'm not speaking on what I don't know. Lance, that church crumbled in less than a year. Wow. It crumbled. Good. So going from 10 people to almost 60, 70 people coming with new visitors almost every Sunday, that church crumbled because of corrupt people in the church. They want the power. They want your money. They want the power. They want your money. That's who they are. And that church crumbled. Almost every single member left. The location where they were, the church where they were at, they were kicked out of that church. The American pastor who, who um, sometimes Haitian churches, you know, they might um, use like certain um, facilities or locations inside right. of a bigger church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll, they'll be a, a smaller church in the back or somewhere. That pastor, when, my, when, when that, this was a white man, and he had a big congregation. He, that, when that man found out what they did to my dad, he kicked those people out of there. They had to go Good. and um, do their church services in a small school, in this little room. So they literally were back to square one where my dad found them. So these are the people. These are the people that are at the church. These are the people that are smiling in your face on Sunday. You know, I already had an encounter with them the other day when my mom begged me to go to church on the, on the first, which that's a big day for Haitian people. That's Haitian Independence Day. So I decided, hey, you know, I, I'll come there. Right. You know, they, they want to see my daughter, my new daughter. There's people in the church that want to see her, whatever. I'll come. Because I haven't gone to church for years. And I felt the energy from this one young lady. She didn't want to shake my hand. I literally had my hand extended to her. And she, she looked at me and then she just turned and she just acted like she didn't see me. But I saw her. But guess what? It doesn't bother me. It just shows me the type of person that you are. It just shows me that I'm, I'm right to stay home and enjoy my Sundays alone. I'm, I'm right to rest as they stay on the Sabbath, to stay home and clean my home. I don't need to go to church with you people. I know who you are. Exactly. And I, I just hope that some of our people can wake up because a lot of the things that's going on, it, it's disgusting. And like you've talked about before in your videos, your previous videos, every time you're in a black community, all you see is churches, liquor stores, and nasty fast food restaurants like KFC, <laughs> Popeyes, McDonald's. That is what you see. Mm -hmm. When you're in Pompano, I kid you not, I'm telling you, one street, there's a liquor store. Go right down to, to the next corner, there's a liquor store. Go down to the next block, there's a liquor store. Look it up. Do the research yourself and see, why are these people putting so many liquor stores in our neighborhood? Why are so many of these Asian people, these Indian people, owning businesses within our community? Why? Why? We don't ask these questions. That's right. Every day, these people are taking advantage of us because they know who we are. They know who Black people are. That's why they come to your neighborhood to get your money. They may, not, they may think less of you, but they know that you have money. They, they know that you have money and you give it to them. You give it to them willingly. You kill your own brothers and your own sisters. It's crazy some of the things that we're doing. There's a girl right here in Pompano Beach that lost her life. Her, she, she was murdered by her child's father. Her daughter is only about four years old, Lance. 
She doesn't understand why her mom is not here anymore. She asked her grandmother, why is it that my mommy's not here? Is my mommy coming for my birthday today? I'll be a good girl so my mommy can come for my birthday. I will be a good girl so my mommy can come. She doesn't understand. This world is a loss. And it's not going to change. It's not going to change until we start to change. The whole world isn't going to change. But some of us can. Some of us have to wake up. Wake up and, and see what it is that's going on. Why are all of these things happening? These people are doing crazy shit out here. Mm. I mean, uh, there was a white girl, uh, I don't know what state it was, she blew her son's head off with a shotgun. Oh, God. Oh. And, and the courts gave her custody of her child when her own father, her own father said she was mentally unstable. She cannot have this child. Right. And she put her son in the back seat. And she was planning this because her friend said she told him that she wanted to learn how to shoot. So she got a shotgun and she met him at a shooting range. And they went there for two days straight. Oh, you planned it. You planned to shoot a innocent five-year-old child, your own flesh and blood. You shot him in the head multiple times. How did he feel when he saw his mom? Did he know what was going to happen to him when he saw you put that shotgun in his face? Did he know what was going to happen to him? No clue. Did he know that you were his mother and that you were about to cause him harm? This this girl had brain matter in her hair when the police pulled her over. She had her son's body in her in her back seat in the trunk. She was trying to drive away. She had just had an accident. Her tire her tire came off, and she was riding around on the rim. And the police followed the track, and they found her. They found her and her son's body. She shot her son multiple times in the head and in the stomach. These are the people that are walking this earth today. And we don't know why some of this stuff is going on with them. You know, they're pumping us with vaccines and doing all this stuff. And when you say you're doing this and this for your child, or you don't do X, Y, Z for your child, people look at you like you're weird. But guess what? When when I went to the county office, the mm-hmm. health department, mm-hmm. when I went there, there was only one Jewish lady getting a, 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 an exemption for her child to not be vaccinated. See that? So what is it that they know that we don't know? There you go. What is it that they know that we don't know? Because why was this Jewish lady in there? Why were there no other people there mm-hmm. looking to get an exemption besides me and her? Because I, 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 I listened. And this is something that I heard on Lance's show. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this for my child because this is what I want. I want to protect my child. And that's what I did. But nobody else knows a lot of these things. And they hide these things from you. They hide grants from you. Yes. They hide ways that you can start your own business. They hide these things from you, but they're in plain view. If you search for them, they know that we don't like to read. They know that we don't like to do research. They know that we get on TikTok and Facebook for our news. We've got to wake up, people. Gotta wake up. Stop following behind religion. Stop following behind people. Stop following behind man. Everything that the Bible speaks of, these are principles. This is allegory. 
okay? These are principles. Somebody shouldn't have to tell you that you shouldn't do that. You know that. And that's why you find yourself like that woman who I was talking about earlier. You find yourself going to church after church after church, looking for the right church. <laughs> These, that woman came on here saying, oh, Regina Martin was with Coach Stormy. And if anybody knows Coach Stormy, they know who she is. Mm -hmm. And actually, when I saw Regina Martin, that apostle, when I saw her with Coach Stormy, I, I, I had a bad feeling because I know the type of person that Coach Stormy is. You know, I was involved with affiliate marketing or network marketing, you right. know, that she was a leader in. So I know who she is. I know how money hungry she is. This is a woman that has issues with her own children that she bore. Her own children. And Regina Martin is with her. But one thing that I did over here was that they said that the devil will be revealed. That's what Regina Martin said when she was at Coach Stormy's event. And guess what? Coach Stormy, everything that she had, everything she, she made, I'll show it to you guys, but everything that she was doing before, it crumbled. It crumbled. So when you are not right, you are going to be exposed for who you are. The things that you enjoy, the things that you take pleasure in, they will slowly start to slip away from you. And it's only for so long that you can hold that facade of who you are and what you have. That's right. Because at the end of the day, you're just like everybody else. You're just like everybody else. I don't care if you're a leader. I don't care if you have millions of dollars. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're an apostle. I don't care if you're an intercessor. You don't need somebody. You don't need an intercessor. You don't need somebody to pray for you. You get down on your knees and you pray for yourself. Stop, stop thinking that you have to go to people to pray for you. Who are they? If there is a God and, and, and you want to pray to him, why are other people having to go speak on your behalf? I thought he loved everyone. So who are they that they can't, that you can't do what they are doing? You're putting your faith in people and this has to stop. I don't know when black people are going to wake up. I don't know when black people are going to wake up. And, and, and last, just last thing, I, I'm not going to speak on it a lot. Oh, take what you're time. talking about before, mm -hmm. what you were talking about before, about that pastor who stole that money mm -hmm. from that woman, it's mm -hmm. not the first time. It's not, he's not the first one. Right. There was a pastor named Jerry Soufran, him and his son in South Florida. They stole $20,000 from this Jamaican woman who was in their church. They used her, took her money. She has a child with special needs. And mm. she told them that she needed a home and for them to help her. They took the money, did whatever they wanted to do with it, and basically didn't give the lady a home. She had to get the police for them. These men were arrested. Look it up. Public records of what these people do. Mm. And then not only in that, just a couple of weeks ago, another pastor, this female, a Jamaican woman, it, um, I could look her up right now. I have so many windows open because I, I want to have, I want to speak facts so people can see what I'm talking about. But this, this woman did the same thing. She, she took money from an elderly couple in her church who were looking for a home. Mm. She stole from them. Why do you need all these things? Like Lance said, what's wrong with you driving a Toyota Corolla? Right. I swear, if sometimes when, when people see my dad, like somebody approached my brother before and they were like, your dad's a pastor? And he's driving this kind of truck? 
windows busted out. Wow. There's tape on the back. There's no paint on it. It's all scuffed up. This is the kind of car that your dad drives. He's like, you, you, he told my brother, you should be driving like a Bentley or something, man. Oh, God. He's like, this is the kind of car that your dad drives? Wow. You, you guys, we have to wake up. It's, it's these worldly things. And, and you know what their excuse is when they say that, when, when they, the excuse that they give for one lavish thing mm-hmm. is that it's God's will. It's God's will for me to live good. But the people in your church need you. The people in your church are suffering. They can't pay their light bill. Their lights have been turned off. But you're living good, aren't you, Pastor? Mm-hmm. I used to go to a church where they, they would ask for love offerings too. And I never got up to get a love offering. What the hell is that? What the, it's your job. I didn't tell you to become the pastor. I didn't tell you to, to, to be a part of this congregation. But like I said, I come from that world. So I know what their thought process is. Mm-hmm. But you should let people give you that if they want to give it to you. Because they love you so much. And all everything that you've done for them. You shouldn't have to ask. What do they say? Oh, closed mouth don't get fed. So of course they're gonna ask. Like I said in the beginning, everything in this world there's good, there's evil, there's black, there's white. So you can ask and you cannot ask. You know, there's always a side to everything. So you know, I'm I'm a Gemini, and I know very well about both sides. You know, people like to say, oh, we're crazy and this and that. No, it's not crazy. It's because we know we know each side of the spectrum. <laughs> That's right. We can see through you. Gemini is a mirror to you. So everything that you see about a Gemini, everything that you don't like about Kanye West or that you think is crazy, you need to look into yourself. Because mm-hmm. Geminis are, are sent here to show you the mirror so that you can look in the mirror and see yourself, your reflection in that person. And not only Gemini, anybody can be a mirror to you. Anybody can be a mirror for you to look at yourself and see what it is that you're doing. What are you doing? We have to we have to change. Black people have to care for them, themselves more. There's so much stuff going on right now. If you're a true prayer warrior, like you say, you should be praying for black people everywhere. Because the stuff that we're going through, yes. like it, it is crazy right now. We're under attack. Big time. And a lot of these things that's going on, a lot of these things that's going on, they were going on before. We just didn't we just didn't see it because now their social media, their cell phones. Yes. So we're capturing all of this stuff. You know, we didn't we didn't get to see video when they were in Rosewood, Florida, killing black people. Right. We didn't we didn't see that when when those Neanderthals were running around killing people because some Becky said that somebody somebody hit her. When that Becky said that, and and, and Joe, Joe, and and Billy Ray, all of them, Billy Ray. All of them came to that city, to that neighborhood, and burned it down. Killed little children. Killed little girls and boys. That did nothing to them. These are the people that are walking this, these earth, this earth. And now this governor, Mr. Ron DeSantis, is saying that he doesn't want um, African-American studies and advanced placement. And some of the books that he removed from the school, I understand why he, why he did, because I read some of them. And some of them did talk about a, a girl being raped by her father and this and this and that. But why are you getting rid of African-American studies? Right. Why is it that you, that you are trying to make it a law, Mr. DeSantis, that if people talk to, to white people about 
about their uh, uh, their part in the oppression of black people that this would become a law. What is that? What are you doing? What are they trying to hide from you? Exactly. You ask yourself these questions. What are they trying to do? Why can't we have American African American studies? Is that something you're trying to hide? Mm-hmm. We know slavery happened. And, and if you do your real research, you'll know that, guess what? There were some black people who owned slaves too. Mm-hmm. So every black person that smiles in your face isn't your friend. That's why they use you like a vampire and they suck your blood. That's right. They suck your blood and then they, they roll over on you. You know, they snitch on you. They do this, they do that to bring you down and to bring themselves up. This is, this, this is the world that we're living in today. So be very careful, people who are listening to this. Be very careful who you're following, who you're saying is a woman of God, who's a man of God. Be careful who you're following. Your pastor don't need eight chains. He don't need six rings. For what? Your pastor don't need a jet. Eddie Long was out here raping little boys, mm-hmm. and people were okay with that shit. They weren't saying anything. They weren't talking. These are the things that's going on in the church. And when these things come up, I do my due diligence. I, I watch them. I research and I learn because I come from that world. That's right. I come from that world. And I, 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 I'm privy to what they do. So you, people need to start looking into themselves. This is the time. It's a new age. You know? This is a new age. That's why we have so many rebels. These kids these days, they're rebels. Right. They're not going for this, this mess anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not falling for the okie doke no more. But for some of us to be led by young, these, these young pastors, they're so young. Like, why are you listening to a, a person that's only five years younger than you telling you X, Y, Z? For real. Granted, they might have some knowledge, but they haven't lived long enough. They haven't lived long enough. And you do have something to prove to people that if you're going to try to be a leader, you're the one that said you wanted to be a leader. But yet these leaders, these church leaders are getting into politics and they're playing these dirty politics games. Politic. Politic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's listen to these words that we're saying. You know, we want to say that people are witches and this is this and this. You're a witch. You're a witch all on your own. Anything that you say, anything that you that you do, you manifest things daily. You manifest evil to come to you. Evil ain't stopping you. You manifest that to you. That's right. You're manifesting sadness. You're manifesting depression. Get up. I've been there. I've been in those dark places. I've been in those dark places. I have been there before. I've been in lots of different dark places. And I have to look at myself. Each day, I have to look at myself and some of the decisions that I make. I'm not perfect. And those people who are so-called leading you, they are not perfect. And black people need to wake up. We need to take our lives back. We need to start respecting our elders, mm. older people, yes. taking the information that they have. If you don't have any history, if you don't have a library to teach you all about the past, you have nothing. You need to know where you came from and what you're not going to go back to. Yes. We have to wake up. Wake up, black people. Wake up. Mm. Mm. That's that's. Whew. Let's digest that for a second. They're, they're lost, Lance, and you you know it too. They're lost. <laughs> you know, I know. They're lost, and they're yeah. looking for something. Yeah, they're looking for something. Look for yourself. Yeah, look for yourself. 
look for you. Who are you? You are the God that you're looking for. That's right. And, you know, people want to say, oh, my God, it's blasphemy. He's saying that you're God, that I'm my own God. Um, hello? Whether my mother wants to believe it or not, she's the one that birthed me. I came from her womb. That's right. She almost died giving birth to me. And when she carried me, she carried me with my eggs. And she carried my granddaughter. She's my ancestor. There you go. She is, she's the God that created me, her and my father. Whether they believe it or not. Because they're, they're not going to believe it. And to them, that would be blasphemy. But they're the ones that created me. Powerful. Beautifully spoken. Unbelievable. It's true. And it's like we're regressing. And the obvious attacks when we get shot down here and there or but it's the it's the it's the slow burn the poisons in the fertilizer the things in our food the mind control from the social media that our kids are sucking up they don't want to go to the older generation that that's wise they're just waiting for us to die out they gave up on us they flood us out they appeal to the lower desires and they know it's just a matter of time. When they gave us the social media, we thought it was all good. Now, those of us who understand how to use it to get messages out, we're shadow banned. Or we're blasted with such decadence around us, nobody wants to pay us any mind. So that's what we have to deal with on all levels. And we don't see it because it's the evil being made fair seeming. It tastes good. It looks good. Therefore, it is good. And that's going to be our demise. Wow, the words you just shared. I'm going to, I'm going to, mm, I'm so glad that we had this show today and for you to come on because you really, really, really put it down. And it's not just a matter of words. I felt it. And I hope everybody listens to this and shares it for the words that our sister Master Glam has put down. And I know you have so much more and don't ever be afraid or shy to speak and talk as long as you want. Call me up and say, Lance, I, I know it's five o'clock in the morning over there, but I got to say something. I'll wipe the stuff out the corner of my eye and get down on my computers and set it up and we'll roll. You know, how, that's how I get down 24 seven, no matter where I am. And this was the <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, you know it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, but why don't we see it? Why don't we see how far we've regressed that we are the junkyard of the world where they extract things from us, you know, that are melanin and our body parts, and but then we're made to look like minstrel minstrels and we take joy in degrading ourselves. It it I just don't understand it. It is mental sickness. Call it for what it is. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Hmm always looking outside of ourselves, always looking for someone else to lead us. We're looking for guidance. And like I said, I, I personally know people who I grew up with that follow, you know, this woman, Regina Martin. And like I said, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm not saying she's a witch. You know, I, I, I denounce that stereotype that Haitian people, you know, are, right. are witches and right. this and that and we're evil. I denounce that stuff. But a, a lot, I understand where they're coming from. And how these people want to create that change. But what they're missing is that you are the one that did the work. Yes. You were brought there. Those people, they were supposed to be in your life. 
they they brought you to, to another to another path. They brought you to somewhere else. And now you have to take reign of your of your path. Stop looking outside of yourself. That's right. Too much of that. That's the main thing right there, looking outside of ourselves. When the answer was yep. right there from within. We're disconnected until yep. we realize that. It's so true. But once we and do... These pastors take advantage of that. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, take advantage yeah. of that. They have that gift of gab. Oh, God. They have that gift of gab to, to make you feel a certain type of way. And I, I even just told you guys, you know, I'm a Gemini. You know, I, I love to talk. I love to research. My 10th talk is in Scorpio. It's ruled by Pluto in Capricorn. So you, I understand these things. That's why, Lance, you know, you, you just said yourself, you know, you felt my words. Yes. Because I'm speaking truth. This is, this is something that, if you guys don't know, you know, it doesn't matter because I don't post, you know, YouTube videos. But I also have my own YouTube channel. I, don't, I haven't posted anything in years. Mm-hmm. But I used to be consistent on YouTube. Even if from the year like 2009, some of those things, like I deleted them because, you know, back then it like YouTube was way different, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I didn't get on YouTube for fame or anything. Right. I got on YouTube just to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing my hair, showing women how to braid their hair on their own. And people would watch like hour long videos and, and people would literally watch the whole entire video. Yes. But nowadays we, we, our attention span is so short. People can't even watch something for, for 30 minutes. That's too long. That's too long. <laughs> the world is changing, you know. Yes. But but I, I I used to do that. I used to I used to speak. I used to use you know my gift, my words, whatever it was to help people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it a lot of these preachers they have that gift of gab. Even my father, he's a cancer, and cancer people they're they're ruled by the moon, mother nature, mm-hmm. you know. So they're they're caring individuals. They get to the root of the problem. His moon is in Gemini. So he expresses himself in a material way. So when he speaks, people listen. These are gifts that we all have. But it doesn't mean that you have to follow me. It doesn't mean you have to worship me. It doesn't mean that you have to give me love offerings. No. This is just a gift that I have. Why are people using these gifts, you know, to to gain things, Mm -hmm. to lead people? I I know a lot of them feel like they were led to do this and they were led to do that. You know, maybe you were, maybe you're not. I'm not God. Right. I'm not God. I don't know what, what God has in store for you. But why are so many corrupt things going on in our community? Why are people not holding their pastors accountable for stealing from the congregation? Why aren't they holding these people accountable? Because they're, they're pastors. We give them the past, but they're regular people just like us. Right. They just have the gift of God to make you feel. Mm-hmm. When they talk about those stories, when they tell you those things on the pulpit, you feel something. Something comes over you. Yes. When that music starts playing, that tambourine starts shaking, you open your pockets up because you feel a certain type of weight. But you can feel that weight all on your own, in your own home. You don't need somebody else to make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I understand some people love going to church. Keep going. Do what you want to do. But I will never stop speaking the truth. I will never stop speaking what my truth, That's what right. I know. My eyes are wide open, and I'm never going to close them again, ever. There's nobody that can take me back to that life that I used to be in, because I've already been there. That's right. I've progressed. 
we need to progress as people. You know, we need we need to start caring for each other. Start feeding some of the people in your neighborhood. Those people who are on the street and they're doing drugs, try to give them some help. Do something for them. If you don't want to give them money, give them some food. Do something. But a lot of us are giving up every single dollar that we have, giving away to, to, to the church. It's crazy. And then they want to tell you that this and this is evil, but they're doing the same spells to you. That's a spell that's being casted on you. That is an energy. Why do you think they call it spelling? Why do you think they call it spelling? These, these Europeans, these Americans, they know what they're doing. They, we, these people, and it's not even about color. It's about money. Because when you're poor, these people don't care about you. They could care less. That's why so many of these people were dying from the jab. They didn't, they didn't care who they gave that jab to. And now they want to give it to little kids. Now they want to give it to little kids. And I want to see how many people are actually going to give their kids these things. Because a two-year-old just died this week from getting that jab. Y'all need to wake up. For real. A two-year-old. Why would you, why would you inject a two-year-old with an experimental drug? Those people came out and said that they don't even know if they really would 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 would, would uh prevent you from, from contracting that thing. And I have my own personal experience with with um CV. So I know these people are monsters. And I'll just go ahead and say it. One of my family members who lives in my immediate home had to get this vaccine, went and got it. And this is this is they were holding off on getting it for a long time. But they didn't want to get it. But it was basically forced upon them or they would have no income. So they went ahead and got it, Lance. And for almost uh, almost two years, wow. they never had it. They never contracted it, even though they worked with people who had it because they worked in a, in a medical office, in a medical location. Right. And guess what? That same week, that person all of a sudden had it. And not only did they have it, Lance, I had it. And another family member in my house had it. Oh, no. For almost two years of not getting it, someone gets the job. And in the same week, three people in the home have it. What is that? What is that? What wow. kind of sorcery is that? That's what it is. Sorcery. Hmm. We got to wake up, people. We got to wake up. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But some of the things that we are going through, some of the things our children are doing, the choices that they're making, like our community is lost. Like, we, we, we need to start teaching our children how to be self-sufficient, you know, that they don't have to go to school and get a college education unless they want to, that they can be their own boss, that they can go to school and learn a trade. Because a lot of our Black men, they're out here and they're selling drugs. They're, they're, they're going to prison ranch for nothing, you know, for, for little things. I, I personally know someone because he chose to live a, 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 the wrong lifestyle when he was younger. Now he's a felon and he was caught with some type of ammunition or whatever. Because, you know, in the state of Florida, when you're a felon, you could be caught with pepper spray and you're going mm -hmm. to jail. Mm -hmm. You're going to jail. So the, any little thing you do, they will catch you. And now he has to go to prison for three years. 
because he he had some kind of weapon. Wasn't using it, didn't do anything with it, whatever. But just because he had it, they 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 locked him away. They're taking his freedom from him. You know, these are the things that they're doing to you guys. These are the things that they're doing to you guys with their laws. With their laws. They're they're keeping us down. And they want to keep that voter suppression. If you like politics and you like to vote, why is it that that you're not going to those meetings that are in your neighborhood? Why is it that you're not going to the town hall meeting? Why is it that you're only waiting to vote for the president and the governor? Those other little people, they're the corrupt people that you need to be looking for. Because when you don't go to the meetings, you don't know what's going on in your neighborhood. But they do. And guess what? They're making decisions for you. And isn't that what Mr. Uh, Political always comes on here and says? Y'all need to start going to these meetings and start learning for yourself. If you want to make change and do it through politics, you want to do it through the system? Because some people are going to do it through the system, and some people are going to do it through the supernatural. So how are you going to do it? Oh, yeah. We got to be aware. That's right. Let me interject. These these people are literally vampires. I am. Sucking us dry. when, When I was in Orlando, there were certain low-level, you know, politicians that they wanted me to come with them to do some video and stuff. And I, and I would do it. I got to know people, you know, but they would also have me come to those meetings or those community meetings early. And it would schedule them early in the morning, not early, like four in the morning, but like seven 30. Right. And they knew in that black neighborhood, that was targeted to be gentrified in those black neighborhoods there that folks were not going to get up that early in the morning and go down there. And when you would go to these meetings, these community board meetings, it was nothing but white folks and folks who planned on moving into that neighborhood as it was gentrified. And I would talk to the brothers out there and the sisters out there, man, I ain't going to get up. Hey man, we we, we, are partying the night before, man. I ain't got no time to get up early in the morning. Was it for the president? And they think that, you know, the president thing and and voting that way is what you have to deal with to learn what's going on. And I knew what was going on in these people's neighborhood. I would tell them I was just there to hold the camera and and, and collect the information and share it. And they would use it on their websites and stuff. But as I was driving the bus to those same neighborhoods, I said, you know, over there, they plan on doing this. They plan on doing that. No, they don't. They ain't going to do it. I said, man, they're, they're going to block off Paramore right here and put a stadium right here. And it's going to be all these people coming around and they're going to treat you like a stranger when they have their little shindigs. And they couldn't believe it and it happened. And they have no power, no awareness on what's going on to be able to say no collectively. And these are property owners who had a modicum of, of power and they released it and let it go. We live these lives of sport and play we live these delusional ideologies. We look for everything on the outside of ourselves. We have real power and we let it piddle away. And nobody's going to tell us the power that we have on the inside. They don't want us to be powerful. They don't want us to be unified. They want us to be ignorant. They want us to have the Stockholm syndrome, thinking that Massa is going to do everything for us. But you're so right. I just had to interject and say that because you're so right and it's happening all over the country. All over the country. They have no interest in what's going on in their very neighborhoods and communities. We don't have communities anymore. It's just neighborhoods. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. going on down there in Broward County. Neighborhoods the that don't way. even belong to them. That's right. 
Talk on that. That's right. Even just like you said, plans, I, I do the same exact thing. I go on to the government website and I look at their plans. And I, I went on my um my high school classes uh Facebook page and because I where I went to high school is just like a couple of minutes away, but it's a different city. But um people know it as, you know, the same city or whatever, but it's not. But um I I looked up this information and I, I went into the group page and I said, I hope you guys know that they're turning Hammondville like into this big thing. Like it, it, there's there's no longer gonna be these homes where like the black people are because this is a predominantly black neighborhood. This this area where like I said, Kodak Black is from. This certain part of Pompano Beach, they plan on doing a lot of things. And they've already started. And you know, when I said this to them, do you think it got likes? You think it got comments? It got another couple of likes, but guess what? People don't listen. They don't want to hear that. They don't listen. And I'm not even from your city. I live a town over. And I'm telling you guys what's happening in what's going to be happening in your neighborhood, and you don't even care. You know, and, and mm. to make it even worse, that street that I'm talking about, Hammondville, look that man up. He's a racist animal that used to live over here. There was a lot of racism in Florida, people. They may not talk about it, but it happened. Like th these are like sun, these were sun downtown areas, even in Pompano Beach. Like you couldn't even cross the railroad tracks. If you weren't a maid or you weren't working for some white folks from the other side on the east side of the train tracks, you were in trouble. You were liable to get shot. So this is the this these are the areas that we come from. This, like I, I also my, my son's father, you know, he wants to move, and I was thinking about moving with him, but. I'm like, I'm not moving where there's not a lot of black people. Like, I need to research the places that I'm living because I'm not just going to go live anywhere. If so the majority of people, if there's 70% people white, they don't want to live there. And I'm just saying, that's just for me. I don't think black people are superior or whatever. I have my own feelings that I won't express. But what I do know is I don't want to be around people who are not, who don't look like me, who don't have my best interest. Right. I, I, I don't want to be around that. And, you know, to some people, it may sound ignorant because, you know, they're thinking about money and class and this and this and that. But guess what? That's that's what I choose to do. I want to be around my people. I, I want to be around my people. I don't want to be around violent people who want to shoot their brothers and their sisters. Right. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I want to know about where I am. And a lot of us, we don't go to these meetings. We don't know anything. And we don't even believe. And these people are coming in and taking over the neighborhood. That same racist street that's called Hammondville, it, it was renamed Martin Luther King. But black people still call it Hammondville. Like that, that's, that's just an example of how they beat racism into your head, but you deny that there's racism. It's supposed to be called Martin Luther King, but it's called Hammondville. <laughs> and they've already started cleaning it up, making it look nice. They built some nice new apartments down the street, some projects. There looks like some really nice projects, but guess what? They're, they're building other places too. They're taking the land. They're building on it. They're building commercial properties. They already built a huge, like, uh, what is it? Like a commercial, a, a commerce center on that same street because they're getting ready to get rid of you. And you're not, you're not seeing that. What they're going to do is slowly buy the block. Those little abandoned houses that's in, in Kaya City. Yes. This neighborhood in Pompano Beach, those little neighborhoods that's in Kaya City, those houses that's abandoned, nobody wants, they're going to buy them. 
they'll rent them to you for a little bit. And once they acquire more properties, they'll make the neighborhood start looking nice. Because I already told them that now they have signs in that neighborhood. If your house doesn't look a certain type of way, and this is the city, this isn't the HOA, this is the city. If hmm. your home looks a certain way, if it's not painted, if the grass is not done, they're going to find you. And they might put a lien on your home if you don't, if you don't pay those fines. And when, when you get a lien on your home, they can take it. Somebody else can buy it. That's they the can way. pay that lien and take grandma's house from you. And you have nothing. And we, we black people don't see that. You know, we see grandma's house as whatever. I mean, even if you don't stay there, buy it. Buy it and pay the rent. Other people need somewhere to live. Rent it out to somebody. Stop giving your property away to these people. Stop allowing them to come in and make decisions for you while you're at home snoring and then get up in the morning and be upset that your grandma had a fine because her grass was not done. Her, her home is not painted. Because you weren't listening when I was talking to you and I told you that these things were going to happen. That's right. They're slowly going to delete you. That's their plan. They're slowly going to delete you and take over your neighborhood. Big time. What, there's a there's an area in, in Fort Lauderdale called Sistra. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Lance, that place was the ghetto, the ghetto of the ghetto. <laughs> okay? And let me tell you how these white people came in. They swept up the whole neighborhood, Lance. Swept up the whole neighborhood. You walk down there, it looks like downtown. Like, I, I don't know what kind of downtown, but it just looks like downtown. Right, right. And, you know, you I know that you know what downtown is because you're from Orlando. So yes. you know the difference between the regular cities and the downtown areas. Yes. They make it look nice. You know, they the, the, the what is it, where people wait at the bus stop, they change the seats. Mm-hmm. It, it looks historical. They have, like, paintings on murals and stuff like that. But guess what? The rent went up. The rent went up by to $500. It's going to go up more. And black people had to leave mm. because they're cleaning it up. So if you want to stay in your neighborhood, you clean it up. You clean it up. Make where you're living nice. Make what stop. If you see people selling drugs and you don't like that in your neighborhood, hey, there's anonymous places that you can call because these kids are dying left and right That's from right. fentanyl overdoses. You know, these fake drugs and stuff like that, fake marijuana that these kids are smoking and having, you know, issues with their lungs and just ending up in the hospital. Like, we have to wake up. Wake up. All this stuff is going down in your own neighborhood in front of you. And you're asleep. You're asleep. Yes. Right up under their nose. (laughs) Right up under their nose. And I've always said it, too, especially when I was in Orlando, because, you know, I'm a New Yorker, been there 38 years, and I moved down to Orlando, been down there like 19 years before I came out here to Africa. But it, it's so it's so obvious to plan, and many of us just don't see it. And I told them, and many of us, or many who look like us, who may not think like us, they say, man, that's the hood. It ain't never going to be better. It's never going to change. And I would tell them, I said, listen, when it rains, does it rain over one part, not the other? Well, sometimes it does if it's a storm that's local. But it's the same sun, the same soil, the same air 
If they made you to believe that this area is the hood, they brainwashed you. They mind screwed you because they'll turn around and slowly set the conditions that will ease you up on out of here. I ain't moving out of here, man. My, my mama, my grandmama, my great-grandmama, they've been here. This my neighborhood, man. This my hood. No, it's not. You're not paying any taxes into it. You're not going to the community meetings. You have no say-so. That Chinese man over there at the restaurant across the street that you eat at all the time, he's paying more taxes. This is more his neighborhood than yours. Let something go down between you and him and watch who the cops favor because they could be donating to the police uh, organizations and they're going to look out for them. That Indian man over there who has that shop, that Korean man that has that so, so-called beauty shop, this is their neighborhood more than you and they're aware of what's going on more so and they are protected more so. But they're extracting the wealth and the money that we have that we put together and they nurse themselves to financial freedom, live good on the other side of town Parts that you can't go to because they don't want you there. They deal with you and tolerate you there in their neighborhoods. But you can't do anything to it because they will shoot your head off if you try. And there's nothing that's going to happen to them. Because you're playing not even checkers while they play chess. You're playing tic-tac-toe. And they get you in that all the time. So the dynamics are across, <laughs> so for real, you know, they don't even understand. I, look, I've sat down when, when I worked in the Orange County Corrections Department, when I drove for Lynx right there in Orlando, some of the same guys would ride the same bus and we'd vibe. And I don't think I know everything, but I would point it out because see, even though I was from New York, I had a job that I got to know the people there so well especially those who were incarcerated. I got to know the neighborhoods. I got to know the mentality. And then when I started driving the bus going out in those same very neighborhoods, because I didn't choose the white neighborhoods, I went through the hoods, what they call at night all the time. And all the years I drove that bus, they will tell you, that's what I chose. That's where I felt most comfortable. That's where I spoke the language. And there are many young men and young women who sit there with me and they say, listen, we like that stuff you're talking. Can we ride around with you? I said, sure, you can ride around with me all day if you want to. And we'd get into good, deep conversations, and sometimes their friends would come, and we'd have five and six, seven, eight people sitting up in the front seats talking, and we'd getting down. And there'd be some older dudes back there, bus driver, you're doing a good thing, man. You're teaching these young folks something. And sometimes it wasn't always so young. And again, I don't know anything but what I know I'll share. I couldn't tell you certain things in different areas of expertise, but what I know through experience, I'm willing to share. And you'd be surprised how when these guys, their eyes would open, they see the world so different. They're like, even though across there's a road called Kirkman Road and there's an area called Carver Shores and Kirkman Road was the invisible barrier between Carver Shores and Metro West. Now, you know, Metro West was upscale and, you know, pristine and gated communities, condos and homes. Carver Shores was straight hood. When the cops were flying up Kirkman Road, you knew they were going to take a right and go into Carver Shores on a Friday, Saturday, or any other night. And you'd be surprised. And this is all over the country, even down there in Broward County. 
where you have people who live in the downtrodden black neighborhoods and they know that invisible boundary of that particular boulevard or street. They know it because all their activities are corralled on one side. But it's amazing to see that it's a mental thing that when they're on one side of the road and they have a drink from the fast food joint and they have the cardboard cup, they crush it up and throw it down. When they're on the other side, they dare not do that. They hold on to it until they get to their side and then they make it trashy over there. Brainwashing. And guess what? When they have children, the same thing. And so on and so forth. So that imaginary line exists in their mind where they think the sun shines better in the affluent white neighborhoods as opposed to their downtrodden black neighborhoods, which see, it shouldn't be that way. And I've seen communities across the East Coast, because I'm an East Coast guy, that were black. And once they started to have people take pride in the neighborhood, clean up their yards, keep the grass cut, paint your house, maintain your home, let it have curb appeal, take pride so that when you turn the corner and come down the block to your home, you feel proud going up, opening that gate and pushing that key in the door. Everything is detailed and nice. Then now will they come around because that is unacceptable. When you try to live on a certain standard, the powers that be don't want you to stay where you are. They want you to feel as though you must leave because it's so bad so they can take over. But see, we think in terms of the weekend, oh God, it was rough this week. You know, we got these supervisors on these jobs that make us catch hell. We can't wait to get home and get a little escape, get a little drink, get a little, little freak on or whatever it may be. And that's all we're doing is surviving until the weekend. Like the song back in the 70s, living for the weekend. And we repeat the process, but we don't think long term. And those who gentrify our neighborhoods, they think long term. Those who want to raise the taxes up as a nice new building is going up close by. And you say, yeah, well, they're looking out for our neighborhood. Yeah, they're fixing up. Look, they, they, they fixed the roads and put the pretty cobblestone roads and they're putting these new lights here. There's a price to pay. You think they're doing that for you? But you as a property owner don't realize that. As long as it's the hood, the taxes are low. But when they start making these improvements, and it doesn't have to be on your block, just in your area, Trust and believe those taxes are going to go up. Trust and believe certain things are going to cost a little more. You're going to find yourself under scrutiny a little more. You're going to have to fix up. You're going to have to invest the money in your property. So many people have homes. They may not be the biggest homes. They may not be the ones who are shaped out nice and may be kind of tight, kind of close together. The driveway between some of these homes, you can barely fit a Yugo or a tiny Toyota Corolla, right? But you know what? If you take pride in it and you clean it up and you have cracks on the side of the foundation and you choose to fix it and fill those cracks in and paint over it, you have windows that are busted. Instead of going for new rims on a car that's depreciating, why don't you get new windows? They can work payment plans out with you. Why don't we do that? We go to Walmart and Target all the time. Pick up some seeds and go on YouTube. We're on the YouTube watching the twerking booties all the time. Go and learn how to plant in your area. The seeds that can grow and grow your little food and beautify and lift your spirits. 
We have it all, but we got to start from where we are. And it may not be something that we can have done overnight. But guess what? The journey of a thousand miles starts with a one step. And it's not even a thousand miles because some of us are too lazy to get up and go to the mailbox because we know there await some bills for us and we have a hopeless mentality. Yes, things can be tougher for us. And I can't compare my tough to your tough. But if you're black in America and all over the world, but especially America in the inner cities and in the bigger cities, we have a common denominator. So when you speak about pain, I can identify with that. When I speak about pain, you can identify with that because we know chances are this is how the pain is delivered to us. So since we know we have a common denominator, why can't we blend each fraction of us to become one? Yes, we're not monolithic. We have different backgrounds and, and different origins with culture. One may come from Ghana, one may come from Haiti, one may come from Trinidad and Tobago or Jamaica, one may come from the south side of Chicago, one may come from Compton over on the west coast. But the oppressor never asks us our origins because they know who we are as a people, and it's a damn shame that we don't. And just like it took a long time to get to this point, hopefully it doesn't take a long, just as long to get out because they are cooking up more things to get rid of us. Because see, we're a reminder to them, like that man who raped a woman at the party. And that woman was just a regular little woman from around the way who worked a job. And this man comes from an affluent family and he had his way with her and he raped and killed her. But he sees her in the street and she didn't die. So every time that he sees this woman that he took advantage of, of and thought he killed, it's haunting him now. When is he going to get a knock at the door? When are the authorities going to come and lock him up and take him to trial and lock him down? We are a reminder of what they have done. And those of us who open up our mouth and speak about it, we must be snuffed and silenced. And so this is why our revolution has to go beyond social media, because every time we speak, they're listening. We're telling them our next move. So sometimes we have to speak in private or even walk in the spirit where we know what we're going to do and we don't say anything to anybody. People thought I was joking when I said I was going to move out to Africa. And when I did it, I didn't say anything. We woke up and here I am doing videos from out in Ghana. And I'm still here. So sometimes we have to listen to that collective voice that only we have downloaded to us because there are powers and there are realms with us connecting us on a spiritual level that we may not even have to move words out of our mouth. We will end up in the right place as long as we stay connected. And my sister, Master Glam, from the words that she shared, she definitely shows that she is connected. No matter where I am in the world, I am connected to her. A divine connection. And whatever I may not know, and she knows it will fortify me to make me better. There's no ego here. We have so many brothers out here who can't take instruction from a woman. I do know that I have a few years on her, but it's not about the chronological time because if she speaks truth, I have to sit down and listen. And I thank you today for speaking the truth that you spoke. And I hope that everybody listening 
is a degree better in their awareness and they're aware of the homework that they have to do in their meditation time. All I ask is not to be distracted, to take you out of your mind so you can have your mind to yourself to focus and get the job done because a powerful mind is the best weapon against the oppressor. Talk to me, Master Glam. Sorry for running my mouth. No, I mean, I, I definitely, this is what I want, you know, I put my phone on mute so people can listen to you. Because like I said, man, you're, you are very, very powerful, extremely powerful, extremely knowledgeable. And this is what you're here for. Like th th this is why Aries people are known as that, that fiery energy to put that fire up under some people's A.S. S. You can say it. So they can S. Together. <laughs> so they can get it together. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want them to do anything to your channel. So, you know, that's why I'm trying my best to, yeah, you know, I, I don't, don't want to come too much and, and say this. But, you know, that's why you're here. And it's like, are, are, are they listening? Are they listening? Because just like you said, you know, about these people, you know, it grinds my gears when I see people throw stuff out of their window. Like, I, I remember one time, I shouldn't have been at McDonald's, but I was. And this lady who was in front of me was asking for, like, condiments. And I guess the girl must have gave her the wrong one. And, you know, instead of this black woman giving the condiments back to her, she threw them on the ground. And I'm sitting in my car behind her. I'm like, look at this dirty witch. Like, and then they go in the neighborhood, and then they do that. And then when our neighborhood looks like trash the home values go down and then we, our neighborhood is called the hood because we don't care enough we don't care enough there's trash on the ground there's black and brown butt everywhere like when are we going to wake up this is the place where you live this is the place where your kids are are hanging out at. we've got to wake up you know I, I i'm i am from pompano and i see some of the things that go on like, I, I, I saw someone having a repast, and there was a little girl shaking her behind, Lance. She was no more than five years old. And wow. she literally had her feet and hands on the floor with her butt in the air, shaking it. And grown women, her own grandmother was there. Grown women are there like, yeah, yeah, just like your mama, just like your mama. Mm. And it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then when these girls grow up and they're scandalous or they're doing, it's because they're not educated. They're doing the same stuff they saw your big mama doing. When they're 16, 15, 14 getting pregnant, we want to know where it came from. Right. It came from home. It came from the neighborhood. Granted, there are some, some people who, you know, do go down the wrong path, even though they did have great parents. But come on, guys. There comes a time where we have to take accountability. You see your friend get shot and killed for doing whatever, but yet you continue to live that lifestyle and you're blaming everybody else. You see your neighborhood looking like trash and you're talking about how these people are coming in and doing this and this and that to the neighborhood, but you don't even care about your neighborhood. And we as women, even I myself, I have to look into myself and tell myself, you know, if I'm not happy with the father of my child, Guess what? I'm the one that chose him. I had to look deep in myself. I had to turn off the TV, turn off Facebook, turn off YouTube. It's like I had to literally get with myself and like 
think, what led me down this path? All right. Well, it was because the first time I ever slept with a man, he really didn't love me. He did exactly what my daddy told me that they would do, which is tell you that, oh, I love you. You're so pretty. You're so beautiful. And I'll do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And then once they sleep with you, they leave. They got what the, my dad told me. He said, that's what they do. They get what they want and they leave. And because I was young and naive, I thought that, oh, my parents are old. They don't know what they're talking about. And I, I wanted to live like everybody else who was around me. I, I gave a special part of myself away. And then once, once that first person didn't validate me, it, it became, well, does this person validate me? Does this person validate me? Does this person validate me? And one day, I, I like literally, I had to get it on my, on my own because I didn't get it for years, Lance. I couldn't understand for years why some of this stuff was happening to me. Why are men treating me this way? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was a whore or I, I wasn't a good girl. It wasn't because of that. It's because I was lost. And I was looking for something outside of myself. I didn't appreciate myself enough to know that, hey, you know, this is who I am. And if this person doesn't like it or if they don't want to do things my way, then this person isn't the person for me. And a lot of us fail to hold ourselves accountable with who we make the, the father of our children or the mother of our children. We pick these people in a moment of heat, like we're dogs, because we be humping. And then when things don't start going our way or the children start acting up or you're by yourself and you know, you're know you stressed out, you, you don't know why it happened. That's right. And it's because we have to look within and we need strong parents, loving parents who, to try to teach the children, to guide them. It starts from when they're young. And like I said, granted, they're not going to be perfect. They're going to make their mistakes. They might do like I did and think that they know better and do what they think is best for them. But guess what? At least you tried. Because even though sometimes my parents couldn't get through to me, Lance, there were other elders who, hey, I'm just going to say it clearly. There were other elders who I respected, who I loved. There was a woman from um, Antigua who I worked with and Lance, she like, she treated me like she was my, like I was her daughter. And like the information that she would tell me, you know, she talked to me like, you know, just telling me about life in general, you know, like you're mad about this. You're letting people control your energy. You know, you're letting this job take you home. You, you, you can't let this job wear you away. You see me, this is what I do. This is what I do. I had to, I had to take what, take the meat and leave the bones. In any situation, whatever she told me that I found valuable, I had to take that and use it. And all this information that through years and decades, people were dropping me little seeds. It wasn't until years later when I was in this dark place by myself that I had to tell myself, do you remember what this person said to you 10 years ago? I I literally remembered what somebody said to me 10 years ago, something so small. Because why? Because spirit wanted me to remember that and say, you remember when this person told you this? This is why they told you. So we have to, we have to work on ourselves. And, and when even myself, I'm not perfect. There's a lot of times where I don't feel like I'm the best mother. But there are times where I know I'm doing my damn best. But we have to look within ourselves to be the best people that we can be. Some of us have to know that 
not all of us are meant to be married. Not all of us are meant to have children. And that's okay. That's right. But don't go out there and just throw yourself into the water and, and you know, not look around to see if there's any sharks or any danger around. We, we have to do that. And we have to do that for our kids. Because the way that Black people are living, you know, I've seen um, Sister, um, I don't know how to, Ayala, she said in the, in the comment section that she doesn't call the Black people her community. And I, I, I can kind of understand that. It's because there's different kinds of communities within our community. Just like how we are a community right here on this live. And, and then there's another community of Black people. And it's like we're disconnected. And it's like there's so many little things that connect us together. But I know, I know that little by little, each and every one of these little communities are going to be touched. Because me, like, I'm not just talking just to talk, you know. I go to those meetings at my son's school. Like I send, even though I live in a predominantly white area, I send my son to the predominantly black school. And my mom felt That's a certain right. type of way about it. But guess what? The black kids at the black school test better than the white kids, than the black kids at the white school. Yeah, they make sure the black that, kids yeah. at the black school, predominantly black school, in the hood, do better on in their tests mm -hmm. versus the black children who are in this white area. And you know why? I feel like it's because there's there's a there's a connection there. The my teachers love me more when they look like me, which is why I said I want to be with people who look like me. We we black people are powerful. We are we are royalty like what we are cannot be described and they know who we are. Everything right. in this world revolves around us. Fashion, music, they are nothing without the energy and the essence of Black people. Nothing. They are nothing without us. Everything that they have now, they get from us. So when I send my son there, it's because I love my people. So I go to the meeting. That's I right. go to the parent meeting. Okay, I make decisions. I made decisions in Head Start that would that would be good for the, the other children, not just my child. We've got to wake up and see that there are certain things that we can come together for. It, it's not about ocean. I'm Jamaican. I'm this and I'm that. We have to get over that crap. This isn't about color, creed, whatever. This this is this is a war against good and evil. This is a war against against you know people who feel like they have the most money in the world so they, they're better than us they can tell us how we should live our lives when really what we need to be doing is we need to be getting away from these big cities and, and going to go live on our own and getting us some land go plant some vegetables you know i i, I talked to someone who told them that i could notice the difference between the fake lettuce and the real lettuce and they're telling me like oh no i eat lettuce all the time and i know and i know but you're telling me that this isn't real, but it wilted. And I just got it a day ago. And when it was in the store, it was beautiful and it was fresh. Because they spray stuff on it. They yes. even spray stuff on it when it's in the store. So why is it that we, some of us, we can't even plant a potato. And all you got to do is take an old potato and put it in the, put it in the dirt and leave it there. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't need anybody to tell it to grow. It will do what it does on its own. Because it's, it's where it's supposed to be. Even when it's not where it's supposed to be, it's still doing what it's supposed to do when it's not where it's supposed to be. So we, we've got to, to get back to feeling ourselves, creating something for ourselves, coming together. It, Black American people have a beautiful culture. 
They may call it hood. They may call it ghetto. But guess what? I am a Haitian American. I know both sides of that. I know the Haitian community. I know the hood community. I I grew up in a, a predominantly white area. Uh, when I when I as I got a little older, but when I went to school, I went to a private school. I was literally the only black girl. The only sometimes I was the only black person at that school, eh? at this Christian private school. And guess what? I got to see how these people act. Yes. I got to. So it's like with all the knowledge that I've obtained, I can be like a chameleon in any anybody's presence. But guess what? At the end of the day, my goal is still for our people to win because I've been over there. I know what they think. I know what they do. And I know their plans. And just like you said, Liz, they do all these things. They build all these things in the neighborhood, fix it up. They think the black people think they're doing it for them. But really, they're waiting to see your ass out of there. They do. So when you get out, they have a nice foundation to start with. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And everything about these people is money. Everything about these people is money. Whereas us, naturally, like you see in the hood, some black people, we just want to chill. We want to sit under the tree. We want to get some good air. We want to be in nature. We want to talk, have a little beer. Like, that's what some black people want to do. We're natural to we be. Those people, those creatures who don't even have the same amount of DNA chains as we do, because black people have the highest, those people are not us. And they, they don't always want what's best for us. And though, like, some people want to say, oh, they're not all the same, they're not all bad, they're not all this. Hey, but hey, a majority of them, look them up. Look up Bill Clinton. I have this book that I'm looking at right now in my room, Clinton Cash. Read about it. See how the Clintons got their money. Find out how they spent almost $2 million on Hillary's wedding. And how do you do that? It's crazy. When you're not even the president anymore. You spent $2 million, almost a million dollars, Lance. They spent $750,000 on food. Food. Where did they get that money from? What happened to all that money that was raised in America from the Red Cross when that, that special Gemini came with that George Bush hates black people? Where did that money go? Because the, the whole world, every country, was, they were in an uproar when they saw what was going on in Haiti and they felt for us. Why were there only six homes built? S-I- why were there only six homes built with billions of dollars? Where did the money go? Where did the money go? And like I said, public record, if you do your research, you read these rich bits, salty people's information. When you look them up, when you look up their emails and you find those contracts that have to be made public, they spent the money and they built six homes when hundreds of thousands of people were homeless, living in tents. And American people gave their hard earned money to them to go over there and do something. And nobody has asked any real questions 
nobody has been held to the fire. They don't care about poor people. They don't care about black people. They want you at the bottom of their shoe. You are nothing to them. You are a worker and a tool, and they use you like a whore. Yes. So get yourself together and focus on your health. Get yourself together and focus on your happiness, on your mental stability. Stop living out here for other people and be alone to yourself and figure yourself out. Because these people do not care. And they have shown it time and time and time again. Now they're telling us that this generation won't see social security? Are you kidding me? I've been working since I was 16 years old. That was my first job. And in a total of those years, I probably was unemployed for maybe three years. I've always worked. So how dare you say that I'm not going to get Social Security? And you still expect me to work later on down the line. You want to change the rule book now and say, oh, well, this is how it's going to go. But no, I started playing the game at this time. And I want to stick to these rules. What are you doing with the money? The fake money that you guys print every fucking day. Yes. <laughs> you guys print that fake ass shit every day. And it pisses me off that there are people that have people who don't have and there are people who are working and struggling they need knowledge they need to know about credit and how these other people play the game so that they can help their family and have some generational wealth so they can buy a little land and have a piece of something because they didn't give them anything abraham lincoln whatever he want to call himself and all those other people they didn't leave nothing for black people that's in america and people think that we're not supposed to act for it that black American people aren't supposed to ask for it. They're over there trying to take over that Geechee land in South Carolina from those Geechee people when they were there. Yes. They cultivated that land. They made it what it is. You slaved them over there and they made themselves their own society, their own language, their own people. And you're trying to take it away from them? Why? How? What are you doing? These people are sick. They're sick. They're mentally sick. They're saying that, oh, there's too many people on the planet. And they're coming out with these things that they're sticking people with. But then they want to tell you that they're building more houses and they're doing this and they're doing... What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I thought a couple of years ago, you guys were shutting down hospitals. Like, they, these people are so backwards. Like, you, how do you believe this? Like, after a while, like, you know, I was a fool for a little while with certain people. You know, certain people used me. They sucked me dry. I forgave them. You know, they told me that they were this kind of person and this kind of person. Even though my dumbass saw that they weren't that kind of person, I gave them a chance. What a dumbass. I gave them a chance and they hurt me again. They used me again. They F-U-C-K me again. Yes. When are we going to wake up and stop getting that? When are you going to stop bending over? And all you got to do is stop bending over is just live your life. Stop worrying about these people. You know, people always say, oh, you're going to vote? You're going to vote? You're not voting? You know what the first thing I did? I changed the political party that I was in. Even though I knew I wasn't going to be voting that year. You know why I did it? Because I don't want them to say that, oh, she's a part of the Democrat Party. So we can get her. We're going to put this, we're going to put this, uh, this puppet right here. 
and, and then she's going to tell them this and he's going to tell them that she's going to tell them this and that and we're going to get we're going to get them right there yeah that's our target right there no i'm not your target you don't know what i am and who i what i do what i think even on these social media they're looking you up that's how they find these dumbass criminals who do dumb stuff and then go on the internet or they commit crimes on the internet they communicate with people on on messages like that dumb black man that killed a black woman after mm-hmm. he lied to her and told her his name was Kevin Brown. And then he was married the whole time. He didn't tell her that. And when her dumb ass find out, she tries to blackmail him. And now she's missing. And her car's burnt up. And Kevin Brown doesn't know what happened to her. She doesn't know what happened to Taylor. Because he fucking killed her. You, like, like, Lance always say, you play stupid games, you get a stupid prize. Stop playing these games out here. Do something with yourself instead of being on the internet. All these young women, even women my age, millennials, Gen Z, all they're doing is showing their fucking ass cheeks. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to offer for yourself besides your body. You're on Instagram and you're brainwashed and you think you gotta look like this. Baby, this is real life that we're living in here, okay? There's women out here who are happily married and they're 200 plus pounds. Okay? You don't have to listen to Kevin Samuels if you don't want to. Even though he works keeping some real shit sometimes. Because a lot of the things that he says, I, 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 I learned from it. And I said, hmm, a lot of women do get fat when they get married. A lot of women do talk not to black men. And they expect black men to respect them. A lot of black women are disrespectful out there not to their men. A lot of black women do are married to Jesus before they're married to their own husband. Yeah. Black women do that. And you have to look at yourself. I have to look at myself. It's time for us to wake up and see. And like I said, we already are. Because it's people like us who's making the difference. But it's it's just so upsetting and it's so passionate to us when we see all of this going on and our people are still asleep. It hurts. It hurts when I see little kids, you know, being killed by their parents. Because somebody done got them a pinky and a, a, a red ray to be their baby daddy or their new baby daddy while their other child is getting beat on. They put their child in the cage because they don't they don't care about them. And this is the other lady's kid. And, you know, I'm only going to take care of my kids. And, you know, his daughter can stay in the cage. And, you know, we're not going to feed her. Mm. And then she's dead. Y'all better wake up and stop playing these stupid games. Y'all want to be city girls out here? You want to be like a young Miami? And, and all this That's the side is fake. And they're, they're from Miami. I know Miami. It's right down the street. Their mother just came out of prison for stealing handbags. They locked her in a, up in a cell like she was a rat. And they had to tell her everything to fucking do for years. All because they wanted to live a certain life. They wanted to, to, to be living good. And I got this purse. And I'm going to sell this purse so I can make this money. No, we don't need to do that anymore. Wake up. And a lot of these girls see these, these city girls on, on Instagram and they're like, oh, I want to be like that. I got to get my booty like that. I got to get my hips like that. I got to do this. You're, what are you doing? You're off track. Take care of your child. Clean your room. Wash your ass. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you could be doing besides worrying about other people. Some people got so much stuff going on that you don't even know. Why are you worried about them and how they're living? We have a lot of stuff to work on, a lot of stuff to unpack in the community. And it is people like me, people like Rand, people in the chat, people that are speaking the truth that's going to make a difference. So if you are feeling that, don't give up. Because there's a lot of people who are close to me, I don't even talk to them anymore. 
they think I'm somebody else, and I am somebody else. I was always that person. I just never discovered hope. I don't care if I have two kids. I don't care if I'm not married. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. What I care about is raising these kids. What I care about is when I die, I want my kids to know that I made a, a some kind of impact on them and the community. Yes. I want them to know that I love people, that I especially love black people, and that I help, that I left my children with something. These banks every day, they're, they're, they're buying life insurance policies with their money. That money. Why do you think that happened to Bank of America? What's going on there? They're just trying to test you to see what you do. They're trying to test you to see what you do when, when the money's gone. What are you going to do? And I had a dream. I had a dream years ago, years ago, that the world was in chaos. It looked like the rapture that Christians speak of. And there was, people were going crazy. People were going crazy. Couldn't pump gas. I went to the ATM. The ATM, something was wrong with the ATM. There was a, a person talking to me at the ATM. They were they were telling me that there was no money. My card wasn't working. And this was years ago, before the pandemic. And all of this stuff, some of this stuff, literally started happening to me in front of my eyes. I had a dream years ago that there was a huge sun. I was somewhere in Africa with my son, and there was a huge sun that came. And I, I could see it coming. It was massive. I mean, overtaking the sky. And I grabbed my son. And I, I just held him. And I, I looked down. I covered up. And the sun started coming. And I woke up. I woke up. And I said, oh, my God, something is coming. Something is coming. And, and you know, really, I would, I would love for it to be a flash. I would love for it to be a flash in reality where some people who aren't needed here just disappear. They just disappear. <laughs> That's right. Better comes on this land. That's what I really, really wish would happen. But we, we, while we're here, we have to save ourselves. There's nobody else to look to. Stop thinking that you're going to church is going to save you. It might change some things for you, but at the end of the day, you still need you. There's something inside of you that you're looking for, and it's really just you. Just accept yourself. Stop worrying about everybody else. Take care of those kids. I really wish some of us would just leave some of this hood mentality behind. We got these little girls shaking their asses. They're having kids before they're even women. And they have to become mothers. And who knows, they might be a good mom, but some of them aren't. It's very hard to be a mother, especially a single mother. It is very very hard. Do you know how much of a toll that takes on you in your spirit when you can't do certain things for your child because you don't have the help that you want? We have to be careful who we lay down with, who we procreate with. We're creating the future. We have to care more. We don't care. This society doesn't care. And I don't know what it's going to take for us to wake up. Some of us will never wake up. We won't. Some of us will never wake up. That's but right. for those of us who are awakened, don't stop. Still continue to love our Black people, whether they're dummies or not. Still love them. I love them too. Even when they're, you know, they acting ghetto and they're doing this, they're doing that, they're showing out. I, I know because I kind of come from that area. I know them. But I still love them. You know? We have to be there for each other. That's right. These, I, I saw a man, Lance, at Publix one time, a young man. He was asking people to buy him food. 
everybody, some people didn't even look at him, Lance. They didn't even look at him. And I, 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 he asked me, and I said, well, I don't, I don't have my EBT card. You know, I, I can buy you something, but you have to come inside. You know, I can't buy you any hot food. And he told me, he was like, I really wanted some Chinese food. And Lance, I haven't been working since May. This happened just a couple of months ago mm-hmm. when I met this young man. And I haven't been working since May. But I had, like, a little money that I saved. And, you know, I was paying pension. And you know what I did? I, I gave him something. I, I stopped. I, I, I did what I could. And I went and I gave him something. It wasn't a lot, but he was so happy, Lance. He bought himself a, 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 a meal. He got himself a bottle of water so he can have later on. He bought himself a little soda. Why can't we help people, Lance? Exactly. How come we can't help people? There's not everybody that's on the street is a crackhead. I've seen another boy one time outside of Aldi begging. Excuse me, in a soft voice. Excuse me, a black boy. Excuse me. They didn't, those white people didn't even look at him. Even our own people passed him. And I, I, I knew the whole time what I was going to do for him. Yeah, I was getting food stamps at that time. And I was with my son and I came to the grocery store and I needed some stuff. I was going to buy my son a little snack, buy him a little fruit tray and, a, and a, um, an apple juice. And I saw him. And as I was talking to my son, getting him ready to get inside the store, giving him his little verbal discipline, I, I heard him. And I, I knew in my heart that I was going to get him something. And just get a car and get whatever it is that you need. Get stuff that you could easily, you know, microwave at the gas station or whatever. Yes. Sometimes people just need help. And I don't, you know, even if it was, even if it wasn't food stamp, I still would have did something for him. But because I know, hey, this is food stamp, you know, I, even if I don't get something, a, a, a benefit amount next month, or if, if I don't, you know, I, something's going to come for me. And something always comes for me. It always comes for me. So I was able to buy him a couple of things. I bought him some noodles, whatever he wanted. He threw snacks, a, a box of chips, something that could last him at least for a week. That's right. Like, why can't we help people? What is wrong with us? What is wrong with our hearts that we don't see people anymore? We just, we don't see people anymore. We don't even see them. Crazy. It's crazy. And we really have to start doing some self-reflection and looking at ourselves, saying that we're going to church and we're this and we're that. And we can't even help a homeless person. We can't even help somebody in need. Uh, they're, they're probably going to blow it on crack anyway. So I've given crackheads five dollars before. Well, shit, if they're going to go smoke it, go smoke it. Right. At one point, they're going to need a drink. They're going to need a burger. And if you don't want to give it to them, you know, sometimes I tell them, I'm like, I'm not. Because there are certain areas in Papano, I know what they're doing. You, you, you're not going to go eat anything. And I told them, I said, I'll go to McDonald's. You want me to go to McDonald's across the street for you and get you something? And mm-hmm. sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no. <laughs> right. And I, I choose to do whatever I want to do. But why can't we just show each other a little love? Why do we have to think we're better than everybody? Why do we have to call people who do stage and, and crystals who believe in that stuff, which comes from the earth, because crystals come from underground. And, and you know they use crystals in technology, right? There's a crystal in That's your right. iPhone. That's right. That's why it's communicating with you and showing you these ads that you're thinking about. Because there's crystals in there. But, oh, my God, it's evil. But they're using it against you. Only you're calling it evil. And they're going over there in those countries and mining it. Mining it and selling it to you. But the rest of you are saying it's evil. And they're getting it. (laughs) Most of them are getting it for free. They go over there and they go get it. Right and the then they charge you for it. That's right. It comes from the dirt. But oh my God, it's so evil. 
Okay. If you say so. Wow. Right up the Congo. Right out of Africa. Mm-hmm. We go crazy over the cell phone, the mm-hmm. smartphone, but it comes right. You can't have it without the ingredients that come out of the Congo. Is that something? Hmm. We're so screwed up in the head. You put it there. They're taking, they're taking everything in Africa. You know, and, and what mm-hmm. is in that country? I forgot. I don't know if it was Ghana, but they're allowing, like, I think it was Kenya. Now they're allowing GMO vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Why? Yes, in Kenya, yeah. Why? What's wrong with the source over there? Why are you importing GMO foods? What? Mm -hmm. These people, it's like we're literally mentally ill. These people come over there, they take fruits and vegetables from you, and now you're getting fruits and vegetables that are grown with pesticides and giving them to your people. You not see how much cancer America has? Like children are born with cancer in America. How does that mess happen? <laughs> how? It's crazy. And we don't we don't think that a lot of us don't think anything is wrong with that. That's the insane part of it. It's insane. Have you seen where they make milk? Do you see where the, what they do with milk? I saw a video of them. They had to, there were these people, there were black people exposing this mess. This black man, he was talking about, you see this milk? This is why I don't drink milk. That's what he was saying. This is why I don't drink milk. They got us down here boiling this uh, this oil milk and, and we're going to put it right back in the new bottle. Oh, God. And he literally showed what he was doing. There was like a big, uh, a big kettle and the milk was being boiled or pasteurized, whatever they want to call it. And they were, they were about to boil these things and give it to you. And they put it in the school. And that's why I tell my son, even because I used to work at the school in the cafeteria. Some things I know are good and some things I know aren't good. I read the ingredients. And I tell my son, don't you drink that milk? Or I try to pack his lunch. But he, he told me that somebody told him, oh, milk is good for him and it makes his bone strong. No, the hell it doesn't. Oh, please. <laughs> it gives you hormones and gives you acne. And make you fat like a cow. Because cow milk is for cow babies. Cow. It's not for human consumption. They never even used to, to, to give people milk until after the war in America. They, they had all this cattle and shit. They didn't know what to do with milk. Started creating cheese and all this stuff. And then they gave it to you. And now we're addicted to milk. We're addicted to cheese. Addicted to that mac and cheese. You, you gotta have about three or four cheeses in that mac and cheese, or it, it's not it's not mac and cheese. It's not cheesy enough. And then we get cancer and all this type of stuff, and we don't know what's going on with us. It's the food. They don't care, and it, it, it's it's really time for us to just just wake up. Yep, just wake up. I know some of us won't. I know some of us won't. But some just wake up. To. And the people, people who are like, oh, I can't drink oat milk. I have a nasty taste. I can't drink almond milk. So you'd rather drink milk that has pus in it from a... Do you see when they milk cows or when cows have an abscess, how they have to pump that pus out of them? Have you seen it? How disgusting it is? It is so gross. Gross. And then we consume it. 
because we don't know. We don't educate ourselves. You know, we, we think that these people, it's not our fault. We think that they want good for us. You know, why would they do this to me? Why would they put crap in my milk? Why, why would they put crap in my chicken? I don't need to wash the chicken. The, 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 the people have already, the blondes, because that's what they are. The blondes wash the chicken already. <laughs> what? If you don't clean that chicken with some lime, vinegar, lemon, if you're going to eat it, clean it. Clean it with some vinegar. Oh, it's contamination. In all the years, my like my mom grew up in Haiti and used, they used to get their own chickens and in their own chicken. I've never been sick and went to the hospital and had a, 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 a bacterial infection, E. coli and salmonella. I never had that shit. And I, I never will. I'm claiming it today. I'm claiming it today because that shit isn't for me. It's not. She said, that. somebody in the chat said they saw an expired Gatorade can with the expiration date of 1983 on it about a month ago at the hospital. Wow. Disgusting. And you know, they, they put the cheapest stuff at the Dollar Tree for us to have. Oh, yeah. They know some of us broke, we ain't got no money. Not only black people, but just poor people. We don't have any money. So sometimes we might be on a budget. And we go to the Dollar Tree and get this stuff. The stuff that at the Dollar Tree is not the same stuff that's at the store. I hope you know that. And I'm not just saying this because, oh, this is what I heard. I did hear it from somebody who works at, you know, plants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They give you the cheap shit. The shit that's a, the scrap. Like, you see those little sausages that, that you see in Dollar Tree? They're not the same Johnsonville sausages that are at Walmart. So the scrap. They don't even taste the same. I know because I bought it and I tried it. They, they, they put the cheap stuff. Or even when they see that you, I, I love this little imitation for breeze spray. They see that you like it, lying off the shelf. Now they water it down and they sell it to you. And I know the difference because I buy it all the time. So what, what are y'all doing? They don't, they don't care. This whole world, America is about money. That's what they're about. That's all. They are about money. They don't care if you're black. They don't care if you're white. They're all about their little dollar. And you're going to go to work, and you're going to slay for it, and then you're going to give it to them, and they're going to use it because we value it. And they're going to buy them property, and then they're going to rent it to you, and you're going to pay them rent, and then they're going to get a tax break. Why do you think these white people love Trump so much? Because he's a businessman, and he knows how this country works. Why do you think he never gets, you know, homes and stuff like that really on his name? They're always in his business. Because this country is a business. Whatever state it is that you live in, Go look on um your, your state attorney's website or whatever, your corporation's website, and go look up your, your city or your state. These are all corporations for profit. That's, that's the only way that they can tax you because they're for profit. Like, we, we don't even see this stuff, man. It, and it's crazy. I'm, I'm just so, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for Lance. I'm thankful for Brother Kwaku. I'm thankful for Mama Sturge. I'm thankful for Sister Angela. I'm thankful for Sister Miko. My daughter trying to talk to y'all and be thankful for everything. Thank everything you. affects her. <laughs> I'm thankful for Sister Miko, for, for Brother Hammer, for Brother Political. When they come on here and they speak real stuff, they're speaking stuff that's enriching my life. Teaching me stuff that I never would have learned about in school. When you go to these little schools, they don't even teach you certain stuff. 
They don't, they don't even teach you certain stuff. Even one day, you know, my, my son's teacher was so upset because my son went to school in, in front of the class. He said that my mom said Santa Claus is not real. And the teacher was like, oh, no, honey, he, he, he is real. And I, I love his teacher. She was a, she's a great woman. I can tell she loves children. She's from the country. She's from one of the Carolinas. I don't remember which. But, you know, she, she's a little country. And I, I can tell, you know, she loves the children. You hear her when she talks to her little, her little accent. You know, you would think she's black when you're talking to her. But, you know, she's just a little white, nice white lady from the country. And she loves the children. And guess what? I still told my son that Santa Claus is not real because I'm not going to lie to him. And you know what happened was so funny? Just a little joke. This is what I was talking. I went to the park with my son, and there was this Santa Claus, this marriage dressed as Santa. And there was these people who were having, like, um, you know, a little, a little ceremony, like some church folks. And they, they came out. They're all going to their car. And my son was so happy. He was like, oh, my God, no, you're Santa. I told you Santa is real. I told you Santa is real. And then he literally walked up to him. He's like, hi, Santa. And the Santa's like, hi. And he's like, mommy, I told you he's real. And he, he asked Santa, what's my sister's name, Santa? And he's like, huh? And he, he's like, what's my sister's name? Because he's Santa Claus, right? Isn't he supposed to know everybody's name? Because his big ass is going down everybody's chimney. You know, some people don't have none. And he didn't know. He, you know what he Santa said? He said, I don't know. What is your sister's name? And I, I, he, my son literally just looked at me. He, he said, he doesn't know her name. And I, I literally, it, right in front of them, white folks and that Santa. I said, yeah, because I told you that Santa Claus is not real. Now let's go. And we decided, we, we headed right into the park. I, I, I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not going to be scared anymore to speak. Y'all out here filling these kids up with lies and delusion. For real. And then they go inside these schools and they shoot up other kids. Like that disgusting boy that lives a couple of, who, who used to live a couple of miles down away from me, went to the school and shot up a whole building of students. And he, he shot, what was it? I think it was 14, 14. So that would be so that would be what, 28 people that he shot? Or was it 17? I don't, he killed about 14 kids. It was Valentine's Day. He killed 14, injured another 14. Killed a teacher, killed a coach. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And of course, him, him he had a whole thing because I followed that case because that really affected me because I used to work in that city and some of those kids, I used to see them when they come to the store. And, and I'm, I'm very, like, I feel for people. I have a stellium in Pisces, and I'm just starting to discover this. A lot of these things, it's astrology that they say is fake. It's fake, it's of the devil. It's the devil. But guess what? I, I know that I'm a very sensitive person, and this is why, hey, even sometimes when I was a little kid, I used to watch TV shows, and I would just cry. Because whatever was happening, I would feel it. And I'm not talking about, I would do, oh, tear. Oh, no, I would <laughs> cry. And even till today, I still do. Mm-hmm. So that I felt for those kids when they died, I, I, it hurt. Like they were my cousins, they were my white cousins or something. Because I was just like, damn, he went in there and did that. Like, wait, and his mom was all fucked up. And 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 just imagine that you're paying taxes in a city. 
you live in your own nation. Like, you guys should see this, this, this town, city, whatever they want to call it, Parkland. You should see it. Like, when you're driving across, you're going there, it's like you're going into a whole other place because it's close to the Everglades. It's like a newer area. So, you know, they, they were selling lots and, you know, they, they were selling them. And boy, those, those people, those folks, they were buying them because they like their neighborhoods to live in. They, they like their neighborhoods to live in. So when you go to that city and you see all these beautiful places, all the little stores and boutiques that they own, it's like you're in a little Beverly Hills or something, literally. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in a, like a, a little Beverly Hills or, or you know, someplace in, in, in California or New York. A whole like, different world. You, know, you see the way that they live. And it's like, wow, I never thought something like that would happen here. And I know that's how those parents felt too. And some of them are upset. I followed their stories. And one of them, he even left the state of Florida. because He was so angry. He was let down by the school board of Broward County, allegedly. I'm just going to say that because I know how YouTube is. But allegedly, he was let down by the county when factually his daughter was shot and killed by an, a mentally ill student who wasn't supposed to be at the school. This is a newer school, and they were supposed to have a secret system. They didn't even have that. They didn't have a PA system to tell the kids that this is a cold whatever and hide. They couldn't do it. Those kids died in there by an AR-15 because America loves guns so much that they let kids die. They let them die. They put weapons in the in the hands of mentally ill people. And then these 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 monsters, like words that I can't even say on here because I respect Lance's channel so much, but my mouth is so dirty sometimes. That the words that I want to say, they're just right down the tip of my tongue. That type of person went in that school and murdered those kids. Imagine if you were there and you lived in that area and you paid taxes there. Your child is supposed to be protected. And that happens to your kids. And trust me, they still really haven't done anything to fix it. All they did was add a button in the classroom that immediately got 911 or something happened. That's how you're gonna protect the kids with a button. They they let go of that um who I don't I don't know what he was the one who was over the school board. They had to let him go, Ronsi. They had to let him go because you ain't gonna be taking my tax dollars and you're on the school board and you took away the police officers that were at the school because you didn't want to pay them and now my kid got murdered when they were just going to school to learn and get an education like you tell us to. We did exactly what you wanted to do. We paid our taxes. We brought our kids to you. You were supposed to protect them. But the truth is, those kids, even you can't protect the kids. Sometimes I send my son wherever and I'm, I, I, I just have to. I have to believe. But just imagine if that was you. And then they don't do shit to fix it for you. They tell you, oh, I'm sorry that your daughter got shot and killed at the school and she wasn't doing anything. Some crazy, some crazy whack job came inside and shot her off. Shot her 14 times. Shattered people's spines. This is the shit that they do. And then they tell you, sorry. I'm very sorry. 
and, and what was it, the, the share of that, they, they had to let his ass go, too. He was white. He probably was one of them, too, one of them J.E.W. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they got rid of his ass. Because you're not going to be the sheriff in Discut County, and you let our kids die, and you're saying you did the best you could. How dare you? They ain't going down like that for them But for us, some of us, we just lay down and die. Whatever they give us, we accept it. And then you can see how many people got GoFundMe, how many black people, poor people, period, have GoFundMe. Get you some life insurance, just like the bank that I was talking about earlier. Because you should never be without. When you're when something happens to you or something happens to your husband or something happens to your child, you should be protected. You shouldn't have to be selling plates and t-shirts to bury your child. You shouldn't have to do that. Go down there and get that life insurance. Pay $60 a month. It's nothing. That should be a priority for you so that you're covered. That your children, if you if I die, my children can be covered. They'll bury me, put me in the dirt, put me in a box, send a little couple change on me, don't have no party, you save the rest of the money, and you do something with yourself. Get yourself a home. Get yourself somewhere to live where you can grow your own food or, or something. Even if you want to go to the store, you're not that. You know, these millennial kids, they want to do DoorDash and, and Ding Dong and, and Uber Eats and all this stuff, whatever. You want to order your organic food, so forth, so, 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 do that. That's cool, too. But just know that there's inorganic stuff that's going to be there, too. But guess what? Have something for yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. There, the warfare is everywhere. It's not just the warfare politically. It's not just the warfare on the streets of Black people. It's not just warfare in the church. It's warfare everywhere. It's warfare in the food. Everything. And like I said, it's not about it's not about just being black. You know, the they, they the reason why we have issues is because they know who we are on the inside. That's why we have issues. But they just this this government, they just don't give a fuck about poor people at all. Granted, there might be some people that try to come and actually try to help black people and stuff like that and try to or try to help their communities. Um, some of them end up being corrupt, some of them don't. You know, there's not enough good people out there. But guess what? We can't rely on them. You gotta do it yourself. You gotta do it yourself. Learn how to do something for yourself, man. Some of us can't even cook. When you're when your lady's mad at you and she don't want to cook anymore, you should know how to cook something, sir. You should know how to how to cook something. You should know how to boil some white rice and fry up some chicken and, and heat up some some kind of vegetable. If you ain't gonna eat it like that, you all you gotta do is boil the potatoes, slice off all that skin. Boil those potatoes, season those potatoes, let it cook down, add a little bit of butter to it if you want to, mix it up. You got some mashed potatoes, get yourself some nice veggies, season that broccoli, season that cauliflower, that kale, that spinach, those greens, clean your chicken or your fish, your salmon, or if you're not eating that, you know, we got meat substitutes, we have sabotan and all these kind of, um, you know, jackfruit, spaghetti squash to make your own little pasta. Come on, you, you can do it. Some stuff you don't even have to. You don't even have to work on it that hard. You season it and you throw it under the oven and you forget about it. But we can't even do that for ourselves. You know, we want to be mad at the lady when she's mad at us. She ain't gonna cook for me. She mad now. She, but you can't even take care of yourself. Come on now. Come on now. 
And it, it really shouldn't even get to that point, but sometimes it does happen. You know, your, your, your lady might be tired. She don't want to cook. She might have been taking care of the kids all week. You wasn't doing anything, sir. Yeah, you you went to work. You pay the bills, but she works too. And she takes care of the kids. And taking care of kids is a whole job in itself. So, yeah, sometimes she might not want to cook. And, and some of us women, we have to understand that these men are different. We are very emotional. We are different. We are the moon. They are the sun. They are the sun. They shine on us. The sun gives gives phytonutrients, helps phytonutrients and all this stuff with the plants. It, it provides nurturing and all that stuff. And the moon, the moon is affected by the waves. It goes, the waves do this, the waves do that, the, the, while the moon changes. Because the moon draws that in. Emotional. Cancer. Uh, 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 cancer. Uh, Pisces. Scorpio. Those water signs. Emotions. That's where all that stuff comes from, nature. So women are emotional beings. No matter how hard we try to be, no matter if we were raised by daddy, no matter if we can easily sleep with a man and forget about him the next day, you know, we're still women and we're, we're still emotional. So sometimes we can't communicate with a man on his level, but sometimes we have to shut up and listen because we know that men don't, they don't communicate like we do. They don't feel like we do. So if something hurts us and we want to keep talking and talking and talking and talking about it, he don't want to talk about it, sis. He's tired of hearing that shit. He don't want to talk about it. He don't hate you. He still loves you. He'll take you out. He still loves you. He's talking to him. You know, sometimes you might have to, sometimes I'm not telling you to do it, but some women have had to tell him, like, look, I'm going to divorce your ass because, you know, you ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. And when it, when it starts to get real, if they really love her, they'll work on it. And be like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I wasn't paying attention to you. I'm sorry that, you know, you, you was with the kids all day and I was never, you know, showing you any affection. I know that you're a, a, a emotional person and I want to give you the love that, that I have inside for you. I want to I wanna physically and emotionally show you that. We need that sometimes. And if you, if you can't give, that, that's our problem now. We all think we have to be with somebody, but we can't control our hormones that, we start getting into these relationships and messing around with people, having sex and doing all of this, getting pregnant, creating these broken families and stuff like that when he wasn't for you anyway. Mm -hmm. That man wasn't your type. That man didn't care about you. It was convenient for him. Sometimes he didn't even see you because he was with somebody else. But you were too blind to see. You were too worried about getting packed down with that entrance. Okay? You were too worried about that. That you didn't see that he was a loser and you showed up in that alone. Wake up, sis. Too much going on. Like, I, I could just keep talking on and on. I could just keep going on and on. Because there's so much stuff going on in our community. But just the main thing that I wanted to talk about today is these, these people who are who are leading the people astray. People like that young lady who created that YouTube video who, you know, I, I appreciated her video, but she was mentally ill. Because she was going to church after church after church and still seeing the same mess. The lady even said that the, the man got on the pulpit. She had a private conversation with the pastor. And the next Sunday, the man got on the pulpit and started speaking to her. And I know because it's happened to me. I know because it, it has happened to me. And like I said, I, my dad's a pastor. I grew up in the church over 20 plus years. All my life, really. You know? All my life. 
So, so this is this is the these are the people who we're looking up to. Stop. Stop. Look to yourself. Once you really start loving yourself, you will love the people around you. And that's what it took for me to because I I you know, I don't care about people. You know, sometimes I feel sad and stuff happens to other people. But it wasn't really until I really stepped into my spirituality. I love that word, even though they try to they try to smear it. Spirituality. I'll say it again. I am spiritual. They hate when you say that. But I'll say it again, Christian. Pentecostal. Seven day Adventist. I am spiritual. And I love it. I love it. I love being outside with this nature. It's who I am. And that's who you're running from. You're running from yourself. You're running from nature. You are your ancestors. Your ancestors live in you. Your mother carried you. Your mother carried your children inside of your way. When you were growing, when you were magically coming from this portal that we call a vagina. Did you know in America that they use the black woman to come up with anything and everything gynecological? They used Sarah Bart- Bartley with it? They used her. Used her like she was a rat. Just like they, you know, they, they play with those dry rats and give them that, that pointy thing <laughs> with the juice in it. That pointy thing with the juice in it. Yeah, they used her so that they master gyne- gynecology, whatever. You know, they used her. Looked at her body parts, put speculums inside of her, probably shoved their hands up there. They used her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just like it was a black woman that came up with a mask for them to so called go to the moon. <laughs> but they treat you like you're nothing. But really, they know who you are. That's why they treat you like you're nothing. Because if you're not, if you don't fear something, you shouldn't oppress it. If you don't fear something or someone or a group of people, you should be very comfortable with them. They, they can do whatever they want to do. Why are you oppressing them? And then they say, oh, dear, we're not oppressed. Are you oppressed? I've even seen other black people, oh, I'm not oppressed. I mean, physically, I, I'm not oppressed. You know, there's a lot of things I can do. I'm not oppressed because I'm mentally, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. I, I worked in those luxury places with those top-notch people. I've had nasty Ritz bits, saltine, Nabisco, you know what I mean. I've had those people tell me, oh, I don't want her to do my makeup. You have someone who is younger and blonder. And guess what I did? I told my manager, you know what? I'm going to go help somebody else who needs me. Because guess what, you old bag lady? You can't hurt my feelings. You're old and you're bitter. And I'm so sad for you. And guess what? My day is still going to go on, bitch. I'm still going to get paid for the day. Playing in makeup with other people who are kind and nice. You're just mad because I'm chocolate and fabulous. And you're old and wrinkled. <laughs> I've been there. I've been around them for years. I know how they act. I went to school with them. I can talk like them. Be a chameleon just like them. Because that's how some of them act. They talk to you a certain way. Because they think that you're down and they want to be down too. I'm going to be cool. 
and they think that you're this way. That's why they, they wasn't it, uh, they were, years ago, they would portray Black American people a certain way. That's what they did. They portrayed Black people a certain way. Oh, and then when the African people came, oh, you're not like how I see in the TV shows. And what, there's some show called The Neighborhood with Tashina Arnold and Cedric the Entertainer. There than even, even agree to this, to be a part of this. And I wonder if they're producers. You should watch this show. It's called The Neighborhood. It's been on for a long time. I was bored one day. And I'm like, you know, I always watch the same stuff. I always watch like cooking channels and HGTV. That's all I watch all day long. Like, you know, I could watch it all day long. And I said, you know, let me watch something different. I put this show on and it's black people acting ghetto. Acting ghetto and they have a new white neighbor and they're, they're doing stupid stereotypes. Speaking stupid stereotypes of how black people view white people. And the white people are doing the same. Like, it's, it's just, if you, it's so stupid that it's energy draining. I didn't even finish the first episode. I, I was just so upset. I, I just, I just exited off of it. It's just, why am I even wasting my time watching this television? Why am I watch, wasting my time? But this is the shit that they do. They put this shit in front of you and have black people on the, on the screen acting like a dumbass and, and expecting you to <laughs> laugh at it. <laughs> and subconsciously, that crap goes into the back of your mind, and you think that's how black people act. You think that all we do is drink cooler and have cook out, because that's what they were doing. Oh, yeah, my mommy invited you to the house, but she really didn't want you to come. But she will be offended if you don't cook, because that's what black people do. That's what the, the, what is the, uh, the, the uh, group or whoever went and told the white people that they were And the white people just didn't get it. And they were just acting like the dumb, stereotypical, huh? <laughs> I don't get that. The level of stupidity that they think that we have, it is amazing. Like, they really just, they don't, it's like they don't value us at all. I mean, and, and you choose to watch what you want to watch. But I mean, when Tashina Arnold, when she read that, that, uh, that pilot, like, did, did you create this? Like, it's not even funny. It's stupid.
this is this is the, the world that we live in, and we just accept it. This is the world that we live in. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I do know that some of us are waking up. I know that I woke up, and I'm glad I woke up. And I see so many people, so many of my um, my uh, classmates from high school. I see so many of them. They're, the women have locked up their hair. They dress differently. You know, and it's not just because of this phase that's going on with this new age thing. That's what they, that's what the Christian people call it. It's a new age um, uh, 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 trend. The new age. Stay away from the crystals. No, no. This has been here. It's nature. It's been here. New age for you now because you, some of people were, were locked up in some kind of other dimension. That, that's really what it is. It's been here. It's, it's, it's been here. But these are the things that they do mm-hmm. control you. And I just, I wish we had so, I, I just wish so much. You know, even when I talk to certain black people and even Haitian people, I had a Haitian person that told me, oh, I ain't going to Haiti. I know what I go to Haiti. They got too much stuff going on over there right now. So they, 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 they tone. That's what they call them in Korea. That, that means people with no shame. You know? They're, they're, they're just embarrassing. And it's like, you know the whole country ain't like that right now. And it might be a little unsafe because they, they, especially in the early 2000s and the 90s, they was kidnapping people like crazy. And even my friend's mother got kidnapped in 2007. Big time. And her own family members did it. That's what they believe. So these, these, this is what the people do. You know, they're desperate and they do this crazy shit. And all this kind of stuff starts going on in the country. And it, it starts to look bad for us. You know, they get on the news and they're just like, oh, the, the people of Haiti are doing this. People of Haiti are doing that. You know, and even for a while, you know, like Haiti had a very bad stigma that 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 for some reason was attached to it, and I don't know why. Like even when I was in elementary school, I I was very fearful, not ashamed. I was fearful in elementary to tell people that I was Haitian because I was the little black girl that came from the private school, and then culture shock. I had a little brother. And my parents were like, we can't pay for both of them to go to public to private school. So we're gonna have to put them in public school. And we moved to this neighborhood in Pompano Beach, and I'm in the hood. And baby, we called them Yankees, but the Americans, baby, they was whipping ass on the last day of school. They called it Cracker Day. And people were getting their ass whooped. And baby, I was scared. I was a little girl from the white school, you know, I don't listen to this music. I don't know any of this. My dad's a Christian. What is going on here? That's how I was. So I was scared. For years, I was scared. Even though I loved who I was, I loved our food. You know, I know I knew sometimes we dressed funny, but I loved who I was. And even even the way that we dress in church now has changed. Like if you notice that people who go yes. to church, like mm-hmm. now, if people they want to show you their dress, and like I said, y'all, I, I know this stuff. The deacon's wife at one of the churches that my dad was at used to buy clothes. From Macy's and Dillard, and she would buy nice dresses for to have them. And she would return that shit the next year. That's what our people do. Worried about the wrong shit. Worried about what people think about you, how you look. These are the corrupt people that sit down in the church. <laughs> you ain't lying. So, gotta look this way, gotta look that way. Come on, just stop. Like, what is wrong with you people? 
These are the corrupt people that's in the church. The deacon's wife <laughs> going to Dillard's getting nice long ball gowns so she can look better than you. Meanwhile, she's cheating on her husband. <laughs> she comes to church and she thinks she looks better than you. Oh, sister so-and-so, that one. What's that maybe side of Simon? Did you wear that last week, Sister Rose? I thought she wore that dress last week. Yeah, this is a new dress. I bought this one from Dillard. It costs $169. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see my shoes? Very expensive. Nice shoes. I buy them from Dillard. I don't go to Walmart to buy clothes. I only go to the department store. Mm-hmm. That's, that's those are the people. You know, they, they, they used to be, they used to dress very demure. Like, you know, the people who used to go to church used to just wear clean clothes, you know, because they were, they were there for God, you know. I, I, I remember this even when I was younger. Like, the women, they never used to wear makeup like that. You know, they didn't wear revealing clothes. You know, they covered themselves up and just looked very basic. But nowadays, you should see them at the church. They look like they're going to the club. And I know that they said, Jesus said, come as you are. But, sweetie, are you here to get a man showing your thigh? Because that man playing the tambourine, the man that's playing the drums, the man that's playing the piano, the deacon that's jumping up and down, jumping up and down, he's looking at you. And he's a man. His eggplant is coming up. He's a man. So then when he takes you out and tells you, oh, sister, sister, sister Rosalind, I want to take you out. I think you're so beautiful. Because you thought they was in church and it was different. No. And you thought, oh, my God, in the church. And then you laid on your fucking back. And, and he did what he did to you. And then he moved on to Sister Caroline. And now you're just in church looking like a fool. You just in church looking like <laughs> So church ain't even the same. It ain't even what it used to be. The whole world is not what it used to be. And we, we're, we're either going to have to get with the times, we're going to have to get with it, because this technology shit is going to start taking over. Just figure out what you're going to do for yourself. That's mm-hmm. what I've been trying to figure out with myself. What am I going to do to make money in this new age? Because I'm getting older. I don't know too much about stocks and bonds and how to make money while I'm at home. Like I don't know that stuff. So, you know, I'm asking my little brother to help me. Like, help me get this stock money so I don't have to go to work. Do what these white people do. These white people, they're I'm trading. That's why they, that's why they be going to the Fed. Because they, they be doing shit that they're not supposed to. Like Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know the tricks. That's why they love Donald so much. Because this whole country is a corporation for profit. You are their worker. This is their country. This is their bread and butter. They get tax breaks for employing you. They pay less taxes. That's why Donald didn't want to show you that return. Because you're the worker and he's the boss. Got it? Wake up, people. Wake up. Mm. Mm, You got a heck of a flow today. I'm just sitting here enjoying it. I, I, I'm, I, last, like I said, I, I'm done for today because I could keep going on and on and on. Ain't nobody told this you is, to stop. This is just, <laughs> it just fascinates me, you know? 
And I'm just so glad that my eyes have been awakened. I'm so glad. And I just, I just, I, I am hoping and I am, I am working on providing for my children and giving them the best natural life and speaking truth to them, telling them that fucking Santa ain't real. And it might seem like something little, but you know how it feels for a kid to not get what they want? And, and they think that, you know, they were a bad kid and that's why Santa didn't get them what they want. And the neighbor got everything that they wanted. They got a new bike, they got a new scooter, they got a PlayStation 5. Come on. And we got to stop with the kids watching TV. Every time my son's watching TV, he's like, oh, mommy, can you buy me this? Can you buy me that? Like, no, I'm not buying you that. What is that? Do you even know what it is? Do you even know what it does? No. You only asking me because you saw it on TV. My son, like, he understands what logos mean now. We were driving on the road, and he's like, mommy, that's that window place. Tastes like me pears. Tastes like me pears. Because that's what they do. They beat that shit into you from when you're young. Serious. My son was like two years old, recognizing the McDonald's sign. What? Two years old. And he already, he recognizes. Mommy, that's that burger on the TV. They're training your children. You have to train them. You, if you're going to send them to school, because I, I send my son to school. I, I, I've, I've been thinking heavily about homeschooling him, especially when the pandemic had first started. I, I, uh, they wanted me to send him to school, and you had the option to do virtual or to teach him at home. And I said, well, why would I do virtual with a, a, a child who's in pre-K? Because right. he's not going to be on it. I'm going to be on it. I have to make sure he's sitting down and watching you, listening, doing whatever it is. So I told the lady, I'm like, no, I got it. I'll teach him. And I, that's exactly, and she was like, okay, I understand. And actually, she agreed with me. She said that our parents, she spoke the truth. She spoke to me and said, you know, the parents are a child's first teacher. So you sound like you know what you're doing. So if you want to teach your child at home and you don't want to send them to preach, that's perfectly fine. Um, you know, especially in these kind of times. Stop letting these people fill your kids up with these goddamn lies. They don't even set them up for success in the future. They don't even let them know there's lots of trades that they can do to make some money. They don't teach them about credit. They don't teach them about business, even though this whole country is built on business. That's right. Look up your city. Look up your state, your municipality or whatever. You're a corporation. This whole country is for profit. That's how they collect those taxes from you, baby. Everything is for sale for these folks. And we have to change that. We can do it. The few of us can do it. There's Black people buying land now. There's Black people, you know, creating their own communities. And it, it kills me when I hear stuff like that couple that was, I think, in Texas, and they wanted to buy a condo in this um, mostly Asian place. And those people were, they, they were denied. And it was because they were the Asian people didn't want them there. And the lender, the, the person who was uh, in charge of the HOA, let them know that. And this, these Black people still, after they put their business out on the news, what did they say at the end? Oh, I'm still going to buy the condo. Oh, are you dumb? Why are you going where you're not wanted? I know Black people can go anywhere they want, but why are you going where you're not wanted? Are you dumb? It's the beginning of the end for you. Because those people are going to make your life a living hell. They don't want you there, but you're going there anyway. Are you dumb? It's like we're begging to kiss their ass. <laughs> Accept me. Please let me in your neighborhood. When they see you in their neighborhood, do you belong here? Where are you coming from? Where do you live? 
I had one over here. I will never forget it. I, there was a house next door that was um, for sale, and we knew the neighbor, and there was a lot of cars in our parking, our driveway. And where we, how our city is set up, if you block the sidewalk, they will write you a ticket. If you are blocking the sidewalk or if you're parked on the roadway, they will write you a ticket in front of your home. They don't care. So I parked my house, like, not even, like, in those people's driveway, because nobody was at the house. It was for sale. Nobody had bought it. Nothing. The sign was just on it. And I know this dumbass me that I live next door, unless he, he just fucking retarded. Because I've been living here for years. And I parked the car in front of, like, right in front of the, the lawn. And I just went right onto the sidewalk. My house is like right next door. This man, this white man walked up over to me with his big, saggy balls and said to me, what are you doing over here? You don't live over here? Oh, wow. You don't live over here? Get out of here. You cannot park there. You cannot park there. And I will never forget it. And you know what I did? to get the fuck out of my face and I simply took my car and I parked it in front of my house and I blocked the sidewalk whatever because I'm not I'm not going to be out here fighting with no with no with no rich bitch saltine in the middle of the night by myself but you know what what bothered me while I'm talking about this is how do you as a man have the audacity to approach a young woman you're like 50 years older than me and you approach me like that, and I live right next door. I've been living across the street from you for years, and you can't recognize that I live in this neighborhood. How dare you? And I never forget. That's why when he looked at me, I looked right at him. That's why when he tried to speak to me one day, I didn't speak to him. Not because I hold grudges, but because I know who you really are. And I'm not playing those games with you. I'm not playing those games. I may be a female. I can't whoop a man's ass or whatever, but you will not play with me. I will go down, die. I will die before I let somebody play around with me. It's just like another one that came across the street. Like, I know that God has something for me, man. I was asleep one night. And I, I was putting my son to bed. And as I was sleeping, I had a dream that my dad hit the mailbox. And my mom was in the car with me. And she was like, you hit the mailbox. You knocked the mailbox down. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll fix it when I come back. And he drove away. When I woke up to go to work, I was working the night shift. I left my son. I came outside, and the mailbox was gone. Oh, damn. The mailbox was gone. The next morning, I asked my dad, I'm like, what's the mailbox? Did you hit it? Because like I told you, I had that dream. He's like, no, the neighbor hit it. The neighbor across the street hit it and said he's going to buy another one. Anyways, this neighbor who hit the mailbox, he must have thought I was doing something like to harass his mom or, or whatever. And then, it, like, he comes in his master truck, swinging down the road with his bald skinhead. And he parks his car. And I have my phone on and my, like, my flashlight was on, on the iPhone. You know how sometimes... People have iPhones and we have the flashlight. Even people have Android. And sometimes, especially in the daytime, you know, you might have flicked on the flashlight with your hand or it was in your pocket and the flashlight will come on. He got on his car, walking across the street, hey, with his little mega hat on. So I already know who you are. <laughs> you look like him with that skinhead. You're from North Florida anyway. And if you're from Florida, you know these folks. 
that I'm talking about. But um, he comes to me and he's like, oh, are you recording me? And I was like, recording you for what? And then he, he got his feelings hurt. And I looked and I saw that my flashlight was on and I turned it off. And he proceeds to say, oh, um, yeah, I just wanted to know what color mailbox. And he, this, he's, when he's speaking to me, he's, he's like a foot away from me. This big, tall, small team. And I'm a woman. And you're in my face mm-hmm. approaching me. Get back, you disrespectful, small team. Oh, oh, I just wanted to know. And when he saw that I was not playing with him, because like he already approached me. And I, I, I already started reading him like a book. And that's why they say, oh, angry black woman. No, I have to defend myself. You're a grown man. Almost probably, what, six feet six? And you're coming to a fortune on five, seven? Why are you in my face? Do you walk up to heaven like that? And then he's like, oh, are you recording me? Excuse me, sir? I should have told him that to get the fuck off the property. But I said, I started recording you for what? Like, seriously, why would I be recording you? Look, who are you? I'm not even the slight bit, bit attracted to you. And I don't care what's going on in this neighborhood because I mind my business, unlike these other folks. And he's like, oh, I just wanted to know what color mailbox you wanted because, you know, I hit the mailbox and I told your parents I would buy another one. I just, know what, what, I, I just wanted to know what color they wanted. And I, I told him straight up, they say, my eyes real wide, very confident. I told him, I, I'm pretty sure they don't care as long as they have a mailbox. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And he just, he walks away. Yeah, because I'm not playing with you. Don't play with me. Don't come in my face. These are the things that they do. And then they call you an angry black woman. But he would have never stepped to Heather like that. You weren't stepping to me in a friendly manner. This, these are the things that they do. And then when you react to them, they want to say that, oh, they're acting like they're a monkey. You know, they're monkeys. You know, that, that's how they act. They're from the hook. But here you are, a grown man. And then the other one, you're like 50 years older than me. And you're yelling, approaching me in my face. I've lived in this neighborhood almost 20 years. And here you are coming to approach me, mm-hmm. asking me, do I live here? Don't fucking play with me. Don't play with me. And this is why I don't, I don't, I don't spare them at times. I don't spare them. And you know, I, I, I'm not even going to say this, but I, I'm, I'm working on my positivity. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to say what I was thinking, but a lot of things happen to those people, and and they need to start looking at themselves to see why these things are happening to us, to our, our people, just like our people need to look at themselves. Nobody's perfect, and nobody's immune. But it's been it's been three hours. I don't want to hold everybody up because, like I said, I could keep talking on and on forever because this is stuff that is deeply, deeply passionate to me. You know, stuff that I care about. Mm-hmm. You know, as I see some of the stuff that's going on, it, it just hurts. It just hurts, and we we just have to do better for ourselves. And I know we will. I believe in our people. I do not believe that we are completely lost. That we're a lost cause. I know it will take time, but I believe. That I believe that God is using us. I believe that the, the spirit, the people from the higher realms, our ancestors are using us to make us strong as we've already been stronger because literally we are our ancestors. 
like a piece of them lives in each of us. We literally are that's them. Right. And I know that they, their spirit sees everything that's going on and that one day things will get better. We have to take that step. We have to take those blindfolds off. Beautiful, beautiful. You see nobody's complaining. You got church up in here, the real church. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you 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 made today's show what it is. And I know we're gonna I know I'm gonna go back and listen to it several times. And you got the fire in me pumped up. And now I'm so hyped and so cerebral. You got me thinking on a deeper level. Not that I wasn't before, but you know, your energies blended with me today and, and just took me somewhere, you know, and, and it's a wonderful thing when you have like-minded individuals, kindred spirits, and that revolutionary spirit that you have, and it lets me know that the future is bright because for you to have that spirit, it's going to go on. It's going to go on beyond this generation because I know you're going to infuse those spirits into all that you come in contact with. And this is what we have to do. We have to keep the energy going. Even if the situation around us doesn't look like much, whether it is or not, we can't let that define how we feel on the inside. Even if we don't plan on going anywhere in our vehicles, we always should keep the tank full. And so if there was any deficiency in my tank today, you help to fill it off and top it off and spill some on the ground. It's so much now I'm so pumped up with because of you. And I thank you for that, my dear sister. I thank you so much. And I know everybody here in the chat room appreciates it. And like I say, when truth is, is, is being spoken, I don't put a time limit on it. I'm just sitting here enjoying myself and you really gave me so much to think about and so much to be inspired about. And I thank you. I thank you so much. And this is not your last time. Now that I see how you really put it down, I'm going to be calling you like, listen, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Come on in, you know? And um, I, what can I say? It's just appreciation. You know, you can do that. Like I said, you know, I, I wait for my little calls from sister Ayala. She'll call me like, let's do something. You're on whatever. And that's the thing to build a nice network of us who can, can, can pump each other up and, and have that powwow. You know, my name is on it, but like I said, this is what I want. You know, when you look at the app, you see all the beautiful faces of people who are on and whether they circulate like uh, or go around the sun, like Mercury or Pluto, we all have our orbits. Sometimes we get busy. That's no problem. We're one family. You, you can go into the app and just click and see all the countless thousands of hours of, of good inspirational talk and focus that we've done before in the past. And of course, there's a little comedy in there and sometimes spicy words and situations, but it's all good because we have to laugh in the trenches also, you know, and everybody is just throwing up the flames and the signs of appreciation. And that's for you. And from me to you, I love you very much righteously. And I thank you for what you contributed today because people are going to be eating off of this word for years. Trust me, they're going to stumble on it or they're going to know it and come back to it and say, whoa, where, who is this master glam? You know what I mean? So that's what it's all about. You, you planted a seed that's going to go on forever. Like a person driving down the side of the highway or down a road, eating a piece of watermelon, they spit the seed out. They don't know what they did. They, they, they'll be feeding people for generations to come because when that seed grows, it's a watermelon seed, mango seed, whatever kind of seed a big tree can grow, and they'll be feeding people who didn't even know you did it from that word you put down today, and that's the way I see it. It's a long-term thing, and you'll get residuals back into your spirit. So sometimes we all are human, so you might feel down, and all of a sudden you get boosted up. It's because of those seeds that you put out into the world that other people are eating on and vibing on, and a percentage of it always comes back to you. And that's the beautiful thing. It's cyclical. 
all of this nature, when you look at nature, it's one big cycle. So what you put out is what you get back. Lots of times you'll get back a whole lot more, not even knowing that you put out something good and you did that today. And I thank you, my sister. Yes, I thank you. I I, I really do. I absolutely love you, Lance. I really do. I've I never you met too. you, yes. but I love you so much. And I, I love you because of what you do, because of who you are, your heart. And I'm telling you, Lance, if, if I if I just wasn't on YouTube, if I wasn't at that park, if I if I wasn't with my son, if I didn't go through those things, if I didn't hear your videos, if, and these were old videos, so like you said, people are going to see this, they're going to hear this. I mean, even the other day, I was watching videos on your channel from like seven years ago. <laughs> it's literally timeless, and I, that's why I love you because I'm so grateful for you for literally opening up my eyes to something that it, 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 it's like something was already issue to me. And then it's like when last, last content just knocked me upside my head and woke me up. And now that's why I love you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for everybody in the chat, the people who come on here and communicate. We need this. And I love, I love everyone. Yes. I love all, all Black people especially. You know, that's some right. of us can't be trusted. I still <laughs> love everybody. Right, right. <laughs> I That's still love everybody and I'm grateful and um, those are the seeds that you planted you planted those seeds in my heart and literally spirituality changed my life and you know people people may be like oh you know well things aren't going too great for you now you know you're going through this you're going through that hey I'm not going to be down forever That's right. because just like when I tell you that I'm always taken care of and I live, I live just a simple life Somebody just gave me a hundred dollars the other day. Yesterday, they 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 gave they they hit a, a bid for some kind of gamble, and you know I didn't have any money around nothing. And they hit on a gamble, and they were like, you know, um, Jen always you know looks out for me and gives mm -hmm. me something mm -hmm. you know when I need it. And he sent me a hundred dollars. Yeah, something. That's I was at the grocery store the other day, Lance, and I I, I went down this wrong register because you know Walmart has a checkout on your phone now, mm -hmm. and the card it, I. I do have a, you know, wig and whatever. And I was using it to buy my vegetables and stuff like that. And I had like a jacket for my son. Like, you know, little knickknacks. And I, I, my total was like $150. And for some reason, my card wouldn't go through. And mm -hmm. I thought it was a pin. And I kept trying it. And I noticed it was giving me different messages. So I said, it must be because I'm at this registered self-checkout. I should have checked out with a person. So my card eventually got blocked. All of a sudden, this black lady comes. She sees what's going on, and she just walks up to me, and she's like, what's going on? And she, she, she just told the cashier, she's like, it's okay, just put her stuff in the car, I'm going to pay wow. for it. And See she was that? like, I was like, are you sure? She was like, yeah, she was like, I'm going to bless you today. Wow. And you know what, Lance? I always used to be the person who was like, no, it's okay. No, you don't have to do that. Right, right. You know? But guess what? I realized that I was blocking my so-called blessings. Right. Or if other people want to call them blissing, <laughs> you know, that, that etymology, that word that, that these people use in this English language. But I, I told him, I said, I said, okay, because God is providing for me today. That's right. Because I, I mean, I, I can save my, my, my little wick benefits and get other stuff for my kids. I can get them more vegetables, more right, juice, right, right. you know, more baby food for my baby later on. Like, this is a gift to me. Yes. And I, I said, I'm accepting And it's like, even though you may not, you may not go to work and make, you know, a, a $60,000, $70,000, $80,000 salary a year, but 
God always provides. That's right. Spirit always provides. You, the universe will always provide for you. And I had to start telling myself when people, because I'm telling you the amount of times that people have wanted to do stuff for me, Lance, and my ego, my pride, you know, and also just me kind of, you know, just not wanting help, you know, or, you know, not wanting to take advantage of people. Right. I was like, no, right. you don't have to. But somebody told me, you keep asking for stuff, you keep asking God for stuff, but then when he gives you stuff, it's not the way that you thought it would be, and you keep saying no. Ain't How are so you going to get more? That's right. It's part of a cycle. That's How are you going to get more? That's right. It's part of a cycle. I, so I started saying yes. Mm-hmm. People, people have wanted to pay for my gas before. Like a, a couple of years ago, another lady paid for my groceries. These are the things that we have to do for people. That's right. I, I, I haven't, I paid for somebody's groceries before. It wasn't that much. I paid for the young man. It was probably about like, what, 60 bucks? Right, it's a good feeling. Somebody paid $150 for my groceries. I gave somebody $20. And, and now somebody calls me and they're like, hey, you know, I, I hit this and I'm going to send you 100 bucks. See or that. even, you know, I might not have any money and all of a sudden my phone rings. And someone's like, hey, I want to book a makeup appointment with you. And when I tell you that, I'm so grateful. I know that I'm always taken care of. So I know that I'm going to be okay. And we just, we all have to realize that. Exactly. It's going to take us on our own time. But I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for everyone. Grateful for you also, just, sweetheart. We just need to share love and compassion. Yeah. Be here for each other. Mm-hmm. Slow down a little bit. You know, I know it's hard sometimes being a mom. The kids are running around being bad. You know, sometimes I yell at my son. Sometimes I swat him on the butt. Swat him on, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, most of the times, I slow down. And I tell myself, nope, this is, this, I, this is why this happens to me at that part. This is why I saw that big British aura. Because my son is showing me something. When you have a child, they tell you to slow down. My son is a Taurus. I'm a Gemini. He's, I'm speed. Okay? If I want to go, I want to go now. And my son is just like, where are you going? Why are you? He's just walking behind me, taking his time. And then I had to realize one day, I'm like, where am I going? Why am I rushing? If I'm late, I'm late. I had to realize that. And that's what children do to you. We need to respect nature. Forget about this time that these people invented. And love yourself, love each other. That's that's the message today. What we have to do. Stop following people. You don't have to 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 to, to be a big person to speak. You don't have to follow a big person. Everything that you need is within you. To everyone who's listening to this, take these messages seriously. And I thank Lance so much taking his time. And you know, I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving. Like Lance is so talented. So talented, the way that he draws. I remember in middle school, there was this boy, like, I was in his class for a while, and I could see, like, his progression and, like, how he would draw. Now he's, I discovered that he's a tattoo artist. But when I tell you, this boy was so talented. And I used to always think to myself, damn, I wish I could draw like that. But guess what? That wasn't my gift. That was his gift. I have another one, and I have to find it. There's something special about all of us. Yes. We may not find it right now. We might not know what it is, but just keep on living. It's not about what we have and, you know, all these materialistic things. You know, granted, we should be able to travel the world, go wherever we want, relax, you know, buy whatever we want. But still, don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself in these worldly things. 
those are the things that the Bible talks about. I'm not saying that the Bible is, you know, it's trash and, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is the way that people use it. The things that are, are in there are principles. But yet these people are taking things out of that Bible saying, you know, you follow this, I follow that, and you do this, and I do that. You know, we're going to take this book out, and we don't read the Old Testament. We don't do that. It's too much. And people can't wake up and have common sense. And we have to be the ones to knock them upside the head to wake them up. So hopefully some of y'all that are listening to this day, today will wake up. Wake up. Beautifully said. Wow. You're right. And as far as that receiving, you're supposed to because you've given. And sometimes you receive something of a monetary value, but you've given of your spirit, you've given of your advice and wisdom, and it may translate into any form. You see, when you look in nature, you don't see any birds worrying about if the refrigerator is full. You don't worry or see, mm-hmm. you know, any any rabbit saying, oh, man, you know, it's right there for you. And so when you look at it in life, even in the man-made system, you don't worry anymore. You just don't worry. You show concern. You do what you have to do proactively, but you don't worry because everything's taken care of, whether you know it or not. The realities that are there for you, you can move from one reality to the next. You can you can move about and not have to feel corralled into one reality or somebody else's reality that they have for you or speak into your life like you can't do this or you won't do this. Or this is all you are. I've moved through so many different realities and I'm looking forward to moving into other realities. And I'm not going to let the present time, if I am going through something, chip away at me and take away from the beauty of that reality. Because many years before, before anybody knew that I wa- who I was, and it wasn't, a, it's not about ego, because anybody can say this, before they knew who you were, you were forming yourself. You were, you were having experiences to make you the person that you are today. And then when you go through more experiences, you carry that experience, which will make you better and make you stronger. Even to the point when you're chastised in the present, the past experiences have made you so strong, you chuckle at it and say, you know what? This too shall pass, and I'll one day be on another beach in another country with my toes kicked out, sipping on some iced tea with new friends and new people. There's so many realities out there. Do what you have to do in that level, and these things will fall off, and you'll be a better person. You know, trust me. That's why I have so many stories to share. I've been through so much. But this is why right now I'm on cruise control on certain levels, meaning that I'm not getting anxious because I know just as sure as the sun will shine this time next year, things will be so different two years from now, three years from now. And I'm enjoying the journey. Even sometimes you take a long walk, you have a pebble in your shoe that may be annoying, but that's not going to stop me from enjoying the views and enjoying the fresh air of the present. So this is how we have to see things. You know, it's a beautiful thing. No matter what you're going through, there's always some joy there for you to get you through to the next day that nobody can stop you from having. And that's how we have to understand. Yes, yes, so true. So and we're so thankful for you, Lance. We're so grateful for you for all the years that you have been on YouTube and all the knowledge, all the power, the empowerment that you put out there. Like, really grateful for you. If ever there was a woman or a man of God, like, you definitely are one. Definitely. Definitely. Well, we're very grateful. I know I am. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes, you know, 
like okay, other people I say don't call me that or whatever. But if I if I am a man of God, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a man of God that tells dirty jokes sometimes. So excuse me. <laughs> If they call me that, then say I'm a man of God who gets down and tells dirty jokes sometimes. Then I'll accept that other part. But other than that, I'm not perfect. I'm not pristine. I'm not this. I'm just a regular dude. You know what I mean? And I can plug into a lot of energies. But at the end of the day, is to make you, you know, I'll make, I'll make fun of myself to make you laugh. I'll do that. I'm very self-effacing. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever is needed, we're going to have fun. And we're going to, at the end of the, the, the day, benefit from the fellowship that we have. You see? That's the way we do it, you know? Yeah. Wow. This has been monumental. I love it. You see, sometimes, you know, every show that one would do, sometimes a monologue, sometimes somebody comes in, sometimes a group of people come in, but it has its own flavor at the end of the day. You never know what to expect, but at the end of it all, you say, wow, that was delicious. It's almost like, and I've said it before, when you plan an evening out, well, at six o'clock in the evening, we're going to do this. And by 830, we're going to go to this restaurant. Then we're going to catch this movie at 10. And after that, midnight, we're going to go to this club. And it never works out because it's rigid. All you do is grab a bunch of friends, throw some money in your pocket and head out. Where are you going? I don't know. We'll see when we get there. And when you do it that way, when you look back, you say, man, I couldn't have planned it any better. So that's the way I take life. People say, well, how do you get so much content? Sometimes I don't know. I just get up, a phone rings, or I bump into somebody interesting, or some old buddy calls, and I say, let's throw something up. Let's just make something happen. At the end of the day, it's there. you know. So you have to leave it open and not be so rigid in life that way because there's goodness for you. You're in a collision course with friends you haven't met yet. You know, Sometimes you don't have money, but then sometimes you do have money. And sometimes when you don't, it's made for you to sit down and really appreciate what you have so that when you do go out and you have a little extra money, you know what to do with it. And it's not always money. You know, you have to sometimes saute and simmer on the wisdom that was given to you and be still. And so you have to enjoy being still. If you're in a traffic jam and you're late to go somewhere, that traffic jam could be a blessing to stop you from getting into an accident that you were supposed to get into 10 minutes from now. So enjoy the traffic jam. (laughs) Whatever seems uncomfortable, find a way to enjoy it. You know what I mean? If I have less food, I'll digest slower. If I have less sleep, I'm going to sleep deeper. You know what I mean? If I have less water, I'm going to swish it around in my mouth longer. If I have nothing to do, I'll just go take a walk and and just, you know, nothing should make you feel like you're not getting anywhere. Sometimes we have to go into a different gear because it's mandatory. We think we want to go in this other gear and that's where it should be. And we should be doing this. Well, sometimes it's it's for you to slow down. Slow down and figure out what it is that you're supposed to do. Maybe this time in two weeks, I'll be in America. Maybe this time in six months, I'll be in Kenya. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm open to the possibilities of life. That's, That's what it is. And that's the joy of life. Wherever I'm needed, I need to get in. You know, like I said, that bird that's flying around, he might be hungry, but there's some berries or something that's waiting for him. That, that was grown just for that, that bird. Bird didn't know it. Bird just flying and swooped down and eat some berries. Well, from when that seed was planted in that tree, it was meant for him, those handful of berries that he ate. And he gives back. He 
He eats the berries and it has little seeds in it. And he flies way over somewhere else where the land is, it doesn't have that type of fruit or type of berry. And, and, and he doodles it out and drops it, plop! And it hits the soil with a protective layer of feces that's going to give it nutrients to grow, to feed another bird that might be 10 generations down from that one bird. We're all in one big cycle. Take the good and leave the bad. Take what you need and just take what you need. You have to take everything. Take what you need and move on and be good. You don't have to accept anything negative around you. It's a big world out here. You know, do good for the good people and try to avoid the bad spirits of the bad people. Nobody can tell you how to live your life. You know, it's your right. You were put here and you have a specific purpose. Even when people sideways don't know theirs and are frustrated because it irritates people sometimes, you know, when you know your purpose and when you're here for a purpose and it's being played out. And these are the people who are looking sideways. They're not looking inside. They're looking outward. You see, you can't alleviate these people, their frustrations. You can only lead by example. Let them see how you do it. You can't beat it into them. You can't tell them if you tell them they'll reject it. So you just leave them be and enjoy your life. You know, there's a lot of things we have to tweak in our outlook. And that's really what it is. So I'm, I'm having a wonderful day here so far. It rained outside a little earlier and it was kind of hot over here, of course. And it's beautiful. And I accept it. And um, like I said, this was a bomb. Like it was mentioned in the chat room. This was more powerful than the bomb drop, dropped on Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, We're just speaking truth, guys. Just that's right. Truth. <laughs> oh, let, let me just ask uh, the, the, the chat room. I don't know if I could join the calls or whatever, but does anybody else want to call in or drop in? Just say a few words because we'll soon wrap it down because there's nothing. There's nothing. You know, what you did was like, you know, it's like going to a restaurant and having the best meal and the best dessert. And somebody says, hey. I got these pies over here. You want to eat a few of them? No, I'm too full. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I want to go to sleep. You know, after this, really, what can be done? What could be said? This is a full meal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you, yeah. know what's a, you know what's a full meal when you push yourself away from the table? Know that, you mm-hmm. know, these people, they're, they're regular, everyday people like you. Like I said, I didn't want to come on here and bash anyone. I just want people to know that, you know, these people that you're following behind, they're like you. Right. Just like when they read to you from the Bible and they tell you that, oh, everyone is a sinner, everybody is born with sin, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because they're doing what you're doing too. The things that they're preaching about and telling you that's wrong, they've done it before. And we have to stop upholding people as if they are royalty or as if they are a God themselves to the yes. point where we're holding back our essence and just giving them all of our energy. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to focus on ourselves. That's right. You know, and I really, I, that's really one thing that I want to focus on. Um, is that I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm not here to, to hate on this apostle or this person or this. I'm just speaking the truth. We have to open our eyes. Because there's going to be a lot of people who copy here. Because I already shared this on Facebook before we even started. Mm-hmm. But, you know... There's going to be a lot of people that hear this and they're like, oh, she's, she's hating on it, she's hating on it. No, because I never said that this person was a witch. I never said that this person was that. All I said is that they're a regular person like me and you. They go through things. 
they go through money issues, they cheat on their husbands, you know, and you guys are upholding these people and expecting them to be someone that they're not. Right. They are just like you. This woman was expecting this pastor to be whatever and, and making excuses for him that he's a veteran, but not knowing and doing her due diligence that when this man was a teenager, he already attacked a woman before, that he was um, um, romantically involved in it. So we have to open our eyes, stop being led astray by just anybody. There's everything out here. And, and then there's so many different religions. There's so many different Bibles. So many different things, like I said, that's taken out, put in it, or we read this, don't read that. Everything that we read in there is principle. You take it with a grain of salt and use it for what it what it does for you. Mm-hmm. Like Lamp was saying earlier, the birds, they don't get the verse about that. I don't I don't remember it because I didn't memorize my Bible and stuff like that, even though my dad's a pastor. That was my brother, that was not me. But there's a verse that speaks that the birds that just you hear that? You hear that bird chirping? The mm-hmm. birds, they don't worry. They don't worry. They know where they're going to get their food from. They just do. And like Lance said, I didn't even think of that. Birds carry things with them in their mouth, and they go and plant things places. That's probably how, you know, you know, organisms do this and do that and go here. And then, you know, this pond has fish now. And I always used to think, I'm like, how does, how does this little pond have fish in it, but the ocean's all the way over there? Like, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then when Lance just said that, I'm like, wow, duh, the animals, you know, or the seeds that they plant and, and nature. It just happens. It just is. And they, they try to make it, make it seem like it was this big thing that happened. And, you know, I was just watching a, a video on YouTube about, about Lilith, who was Adam's first wife, that they don't talk about in the Bible. Guys, huh, we, there's so much to unpack. It's so much to unpack, but just don't, don't, don't just take everything with a grain of salt. Take every, even what I'm saying, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Do your own research. Find out what works for you. I, I, you know, I'm not the perfect person, you know? I try to take my tea moss in the morning. I try to drink my tea. I don't always do, but, you know, I'm trying. And for us to be the people who we want to be or the person that we want to be, all you have to do is put that little bit of effort every single day to be the person that you want to become. Stop watching Instagram, stop watching Facebook and looking at other people living these stay behind lifestyles. A lot of them don't even have any furniture in their home, but they're in their kitchen showing you that, oh, this is aesthetically pleasing. This is a lie. And I know people who have personally done it before. It's a lie. Get back to yourself. Since when was everybody in America living good? I thought most of the majority of us were lower middle class. And now people aren't on social media, you know, making it seem like they're living these extravagant lives, this extravagant life. You know, this pastor's keeping up with people, robbing people in his own congregation so that he can have jewelry around his neck and have a Rolls Royce. He does something. Come on. And I know it's not every pastor that's doing this, but people, we have to wake up. Why do you think people, a lot of people aren't going to church anymore? Because they realize that they can have their own little church at home, you know? And it's just the way that it is. Some people are going to go. Some people aren't going to go. But I implore all of, all of us, everyone, to wake up. Be who you really want to be. Relax. Stop stressing over nothing. 
live your life. If you want better for yourself, yes, go do what you want to do. You want to go to school. You want to get a college education, do it. But everything doesn't have to be the same way for every single person. We are all different people and we all have a different path. Do what is best for you. And we got to raise these kids in the right way. And I know that it's hard, especially for the single moms, but we can change this. And there's not, and, and there's not, every black woman isn't a single mother. There are black men out there that are good, that take care of their children. There's black men out there who take care of other deadbeat children. They take care of them like they're their own. They love them. They care for them, provide for them, discipline them. Give them everything that their, their natural born father couldn't give them. And those are black men, strong black men who I love. I don't care if he's sagging with his pants down or whatever. He have a suit and tie or, you know, if he's a muscle man in the gym. If he's not attracted to me, I don't care. I love everyone. And it's time for us to stop with this, this madness and just wake up. Wow. That's where it's at. For real. For real. <laughs> ah, this is a good meal. You know when you're getting toward that good meal? Fire on YouTube today. <laughs> <laughs> and you gobble it up at first, and then you're still eating, but you're <laughs> taking a bite and enjoying it more. Taking it away because you're filling up, filling up, filling up. Boy, I'm full. Trust me. <laughs> What you put in me, I'm not getting rid of. I'm keeping it in there. This is not food. This is a spiritual food. <laughs> There's no waste with spiritual food, right? That's a good thing. Yep. Ah, I, lo yep. I, I love this kind of vibe. This is what I live for. This is what brings me joy. This is what I've been doing all these years. This is my zone. And then create and write and draw a little something and just create and put stuff out to just put them seeds down like that. And like I was saying earlier before, you know, it, 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 it's for you to receive because you've fed so many people. You've fed, you've given out riches just now. And there's somebody out here who may not be in the chat room who might be surfing YouTube, who stumbled upon your words today. They might have been in a deep argument with their husband or maybe a little girl who feels lonely and neglected. And they're curled up in the bed right now, not really sleepy, but they found your voice. And they're appreciative of it. You just don't know who's listening. I received letters from YouTube videos from years ago. I'm like, wow, I go back to the video. I said that? I didn't know I said that. You know? And it's that energy that you put out that it lasts forever. We're energy beings and energy can't be destroyed. So when conversations like this are shared, it goes out and you just don't understand the power of it from all over the world. And it's not just for me. Somebody's going to write, and I'm going to send it to you too. They're going to send me an email about what you said or something you said today and how much it affected their life. And that's what brings me the greatest joy in silence. You see what I mean? You know, there's got to be something that has me keep on coming back. You know, I, I, I know the effect, but it's not just me. It's, it's everybody who comes across. And that's why I, I constructed the app the way I did with a little little button for everybody. So as we do more shows, we're going to have to have the master glam button on there too. So you got to come back and accumulate some more. <laughs> yeah, give it two or three more shows like that. We're going to set up a little playlist and boom, you can tell everybody, listen, um, just go to the Lance Curve app and look for me. I'm there. You can see what I'm all about. Boom. It'll be just like that. <laughs> and when they go there, they're going to be shocked. Be 
they're going to be shocked in a good way. And if they're a hater, they're going to scream. They're going to be she's too positive. Ah! <laughs> and if you said something that they didn't like, they needed to hear it to correct themselves. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. So if anybody else wants to call in, we'll just kind of wrap it down. I got to make a little run and do something before this little short store closes. And um, I may go live tomorrow because I always try to keep it down Monday through Friday. So I, I'll be putting up a lot of short things. But, you know, I still may catch catch the spirit and say, hey, I'm going to go live. But it won't be in any set time tomorrow. I got to play it by ear and on Sunday because now I'm trying to really go intense and get more content out. By having a schedule, I know I can just boom, boom, boom. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to put out a lot of shorter videos and, and maybe I'll do a live or I'll go outside and get some footage today and whatever, whatever. I'm trying to organize it where I can get it down. But Monday through Friday, we'll always have this show, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, Accra time, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It'll be 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it starts at 10 and it ends whenever. It's just like one of those club flyers from back in the day. You know, and it says until and that means just, hey, we're going to keep the energy going. If it goes till daybreak, so be it, you know, because when the spirit hits you, you can't deny it. When truth is spoken, you can't you can't stop it. You know, Master Glam, I love you righteously so much. And um, I'm going to get that camera on you when I do come back to uh, Florida. <laughs> we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, yeah, I remember we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm in Africa, definitely, right? Definitely. Nope. But that's one of I'm my pri- that's one of my priorities ready. when I get there. Trust me, you know, within the first week, and I don't forget now. I got yeah. a long memory and a photographic memory. I entertain myself when there's a power outage out here. I just close my eyes and just go through my brain because you see how big my head is. I got extra gigabytes that I can hold more video and just go through my head and just. <laughs> uh, oh my god! <laughs> anyway. I'm going to run this down. Is there anything more you want to say to wrap it down? I'll give you the floor and um, we'll wrap it down. Uh, I've been wrapping it down. Um, I think everybody in the chat, nobody really has some questions. You know, just, we're just speaking the truth. And like I said, I'm very grateful for you and, you know, the platform that you have created on YouTube. And we really, really, truly love you. Appreciate you. No, I love Thank you. Thank you. Your beautiful wife, your brother in law. Like, I'm so grateful. And, you know, I would tell you, please don't ever stop, Lance. But, you know, (laughs) I know that people, you know, sometimes things change and we we just have to be accustomed to change, you know? Yeah. Um, But I'm so grateful. And I just, I, I just want all of us to continue to work together. Let's love each other. You know, let's make better choices. You know, all black men are not this, all black women are not that. You know, the Christians aren't like this. You know, we're just, we're, we are just people and we're just living, you know, we're just passing time. You know, this, this game, honestly, I don't want to say it, mm-hmm. but technically this world is just like a game. This is just a game. And yep. I, I realized that one day. Who is this in the chat? Yeah, Bam. I just got rid of him. Oh. hear us talking. But, you know, I, I realized, you know, one day that this is all a dream. Like, I, I, I don't know what it was. It was just a supernatural feeling. And I it hit me. I was like, this is really just a dream. Like, I, I, don't, I don't exactly remember what it was. But it just made me realize that this life is a dream. You know, there's like a next level. There, you know, we have to go through this. And, you know, sometimes people die. 
you know, it's very hurtful for other people while we're here without them. But yes. life is just the end. And it's like, it, it's not about winners and losers. Like, this is just something that, this is just a time, you know. My dad loves to say that, you know, we're just passing by. That's what my dad says. And, you know, he says, you know, one day he can fly away, you know. And, and this is, this is just life. We just have to learn. While we're here, we have to do our best, to live our best, um, so that we enjoy this life. We learn something. And That's right. We also impact people. You know, this is just like in which you can enjoy yourself, eat good, treat yourself good. You know, I know I need to go on a fast, you know, a, a fast to clear me mentally because our, our gut leads to our brain. You mm-hmm. know, don't let those, don't let, you know, these people, this government, you know, overtake your spirit or you know, overtake your health. You know, this, this stuff is real. You know, I, I, even I have my uncle and my father. They both had cancer. Mm-hmm. And like my dad, the mask went from 20 millimeters, I believe it was, to like three. And all he did mm-hmm. was stop eating certain things, more vegetables, you know, started using things to make his own little drinks and his little smoothies and That's stuff right. like that. And it's practically gone. But, you know, they're still saying, you know, something about, you know, it's been there for so long that it's affected, you know, this and this and that. And, you know, he has to make his own decision. But I, I strongly know, I don't see, I know that my father is going to be well and healthy and he's going to live longer for more years, you know, because I've seen what nature does. I've seen my uncle heal himself also from cancer. You know, they don't want yes. us to know that we can do these things. But it, it, it is in our power to do everything to provide for ourselves, to heal ourselves. You know, these, these people are the ones that are making us sick. We, we just don't become sick, guys. Exactly. So in us, we, we, we have this. We can do this. Everything is in us. We need to feed ourselves. We have to make decisions of what's good food for our kids. You know, stop exposing them to... You know, juice food so young. You know, if they want to eat that, let them do that on their own when they get older. But still introduce them. If you don't like carrots, give the kids some carrots. Juice it. That's My right. daughter be eating spinach and kale, or puree. She don't know what that is, but she eats it mm-hmm. because I gave it to her. She's going to give, she's going to have what I give her. You know, and I'm not perfect by far. I've made many mistakes. You know, I've done things that made my parents cry. You know, but guess what? There's another day. There's another mm-hmm. day for you to live again. There's another day for you to change, to take charge of your life. So anyone who's watching this, that's what I'll end it with, is that I implore you to, to, to take charge of your life and be who you're supposed to be. You don't have to follow behind people. You don't have to follow behind politics and, you know, organized groups and whatever. Live. Be yourself. Because there's so many crazy things going out, out on out here. And for this this one lifetime, right now, you're only here for whatever it is. You know, something can happen to any of us. So let's just live and love each other and live the best life that you can live. Right. You don't have anything to appreciate what's around you. More is gonna come to you. It might not be Bill Gates or whoever, but what do you what do you what do you need what Bill Gates has for anyway? What do you wanna do with it? A lot of times we accumulate stuff and all he does is just take space up in our rooms and take dust. So that's why I'm, what I implore everybody to do is to just love yourself, do what is really best for you. And like I said, the whole reason that I brought this topic up is because a lot of us are looking for ourselves. And then we start looking 
outside of ourselves, looking for this person, you know, this, this holy person that, oh, you know, this is what I got to do. No, just do it yourself. If you need a little bit of help, if that's the route that you need, okay. But just know that those people, they are just like you. They are just like you. And with, with what you can do to change the world, I, I, you know, I can't go to Congress and make them do this and make them do that, but I can, I can change things around me. I can go to the meetings at my school and my town and, and make people answer for the things that they're doing to us because we're the ones that put them in power. You know, this is, this is our land, our country, our world, our everything. Stop throwing trash on the ground. Stop being so lazy that when you're eating your, your McDonald's, your McDouble, whatever, that you just throw the wrapper out the window because you don't want it in your car. There's a garbage can wherever it is that you're going. Go put it in there. Those things go to the water. They, the wind carries them places and put it in the water. And then all those fish that you eat, that catfish, that tilapia, all of that, it gets contaminated. And you're eating. And we're getting cancer. They're with plastic in its mouth. And they're selling you that. A fish has plastic in its stomach. You know, it's so much deeper than this. And, and we really have to just, it, 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 it doesn't take that much critical to understand, like, what's going on in the world. We have to be the ones to Clean up after yourself. Love yourself and love the people around you. That's my message. And that's my message to all of us. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, 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 my, my mind is blown on today. If you call me a man of God, you got to take the dirty jokes too. Like, this was so much of a powerful, orgasmic explosion. I don't think I can do no more the rest of the night. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> if this was a little weak one here, two or three times, but no, this was like, uh, I just got to get something to eat and lay down. I'm, I'm completely spent, <laughs> to say it in a decent way. <laughs> yes. It was beautiful, though. It's beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm going to go now. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to do your thing and take your words of wisdom because we truly, truly love you, man. We, I know I do. And oh, I'm thank so you. grateful, and I know people in the chat love you as well. And thank you. And I don't love them ever, too. I know that you know. I know that you know. We are very grateful for you. You've done so much, and we're just very grateful for you, man. Thank you so much for speaking the truth. I accept that. Bye, everybody. Yes, much love. Take care, my sister. We'll talk, and we're going to get you back on. Got to get her back on. Got to get her back on. Is there anybody that wants to add a word in before I go? Um, let me put the number across the bottom. You can reach me on any social media platform as long as it hits my phone, uh, 407-590-0755. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Just for a hot minute. If anybody wants to say anything, just, just let me know. I'll sit here for another Two minutes and see. There's the number flashing across the bottom. 407-590-0755. If you're in America, you can dial it straight. It's going through an app that allows me to take phone calls straight. So you don't have to pay any long distance charges. If you're on Facebook or Instagram or Messenger, if you want to pop in and say something, you know, add on to it. 
But if not, the show has been complete. And I'm just overjoyed at the masterpiece of truth that she put together and cooked together. She did that. I witnessed it and experienced it. Like I say, I'm just merely the plate platform. But she was the meal that was put there so delicious that elevated us to truth. It was very entertaining, very informative, very passionate. There she is. Come on, y'all. Master Glam is in the chat room. Show us some love. Let's take a minute and show us some love. Whether it's little fire signs or just show. We share this point in time together. You see? So it's, it, it, we don't want to wait. She's here with us. Give us some good words, which you have already been given. But right now, focus on her and give us some good words while I play some music and while I sign on out. And I'm always here. My camera bag is packed. I got the little bag, the medium bag, and the big bag. If I go to the store, I'm going to bring the little bag just in case something pops off. I can bring it back to show you. But show our dear sister, Master Glam, some love for what she shared today. She truly fed us. And we started out talking about pen preachers. But you know what? We had the real church up in here today. And she put down the truth. There's no preacher out there that can speak what she spoke today. See? So we got to share. No matter how the show starts out, if you got something in your heart and you want to call in on all our subsequent shows, just, hey, hit me up and you're on. Anyway, we do this Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until that's where it's going to go. If for some reason I have to postpone it or not have a show that day, I will put a message in the YouTube channel, Lance Gerv community section. So if you get on and say, wait a second, he's supposed to be on at 10 a.m. Or you see it earlier, you'll know. That's my way of communicating with you. Just refer back to that. We drop little things there, little videos, little things to talk about, surveys and polls and everything like that. And for this year, for me, like I said, lots of times I kind of freestyle it, whatever. But I have to have a regular set of shows and all the extra stuff will be extra and build this up in a business-like way but it's still an open platform where we all can come and do our thing. Okay, somebody just call us, see if it's a call for me. Okay, you're on the air live. Lance Scurve live. Who am I speaking to? You're speaking to Linda Petty, Lance. Linda Petty in the house! Ho, ho, ho! Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Talk to I'm us. always here sometime I'm... Sometimes I'm multitasking, but my phone has been locking me out lately, like someone else really popular we know. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, I really enjoyed Master Glam. She was really preaching. Y'all was yes. uh, Brother Deacon and Sister and First Lady in the house today. <laughs> we had real church. Real church. For real. Because, you know, we, we, we've all been in that in that other one. And um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm so glad to talk to you. I would like to talk to you briefly off the air if, sure. you, if you have a minute. Sure, sure, sure. But um, I just want to say greetings again and peace and blessings to the Lance Skirt family and everybody in the chat. When we vibe, it's really, really nice. We're going to do this every day. Really nice. Monday through Friday. We'll do this. And like I said, I'll. I have to make a schedule, something, you know, organized so I can really navigate before, you know, I was like this, I was like this guy who could fight, you know, but I didn't train, didn't eat right. Now I'm brought into the gym and being trained right in nutrition and training and rest. So I want to do everything in an orderly fashion. It will make things better. It'll make the show better and the discussions better. It will create a righteous momentum 
and we're going to make some good things happen. And I need everybody here to um, follow through with it and just be there and just share and like, and, you know, you're part of it. Give me suggestions and I'll do it. Show topics. Hey, Lance, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this aspect of life. You know, and that's what it's all about. The real stuff. We'll have some fun. I'll supply some jokes. You know, <laughs> we'll make it fun that well, way. Well, you know, it all it all comes together. It all comes together. And, you know, it's nothing uh, good as the natural rhythm of things when exactly. things are not scripted. That's right. So that's, that's one thing that's really positive and good about the show. And that you do open up the lines and it gives us an outlet and gives people an outlet to vent. Right. You know, on some things that I really, there's some things I really wanted to uh, show you. I got it on my phone. I'm going to have to get a new system. I was going to shut this whole thing off because it's just doing too much spying. And too much, the phone is ear hustling. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, all, all those things that I'm being talked about really, really hit home really, really close for me. And mm-hmm. we need to do some, another show on dysfunctional families. And we need to really when you're talk ready. about that. When you, if you're going to be on there, you know. I'm ready when you are. It doesn't have to be just on the during the week. If if, if you're gonna be there, you know, and talk about it, I'm gonna be there to talk about it too. You know what I mean? But I guarantee my on my own just to do these shows during the week and bring folks on. But if you want to do something on the weekend during the week, it doesn't matter. Hey, if I get enough rest, we can do it later on today. If you want to talk about it, you know, it's up to you. See, I'm going to set my certain shows that I do, and then we'll do extra. And if you can bring the energy, I'm down for it. So you let me know. You do it later. Five hours ahead of Um, you. So I just wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm on the West Coast, so I'm three. I'm three hours behind New York. Right. Right. Excuse me. Three hours behind New York. So, you know, um, you know, I got my sleep patterns kind of weird too. But anyway, (laughs) I just wanted to um kind of holler at you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and let myself be known because, you know, it's my first time ever really chatting with right, you. Right, right, right. I saw the number, I'm like, okay. And a lot of times, um, I just want to let the world know that because I use an app to pump these calls directly in, I'm going to explain how it works and what, what, you know, just, okay, it's like this. I have an app that I purchased in Florida. It's a company there, right? And right. I gave up my phone service. They took it over, but I don't pay them anything like every month, right? So any calls that I get right. directly to the United States number, which is that 407 number that I've had all these years, and I had to keep that number because on the graphics down through the years, if I lost that number, it would be disastrous. So when people call yeah, that lot, number. A lot of people wouldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not going to make the people call the Accra or the Ghana number. That, that's money then. You have to pay long distance. So what I did was get this app. Whenever they call, anybody calls, it refers the call over to my phone, which I have to have the internet on, and it comes through. So this is not costing you anything or me anything. I pay 143 bucks a year for that service. And sometimes it's a little mm-hmm. iffy. You know, like right now, it's a little clearer than anything else. But when people text me, here, here's the thing I want folks to know. When people text me, it comes through as an email. Okay, but it doesn't show a name. So when people text me and they say, hey, man, you didn't respond back. I can respond back. But sometimes I'm like, well, who is this? And it doesn't come through. Even if I program your name into the phone part, like right now, I'm going to program 
your name next to the number so your name will pop up. But it doesn't go through. So even if you were to text me, it's not going to show a name. It just goes through as a text into my email and I see the number. So sometimes I'm like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Or somebody will send me a link. And I will understand. Right. And people think I'm ignoring them. you're not calling back, but there's so many people. (laughs) You don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> so that's why I got to get a name in there. That, yeah. And when, and when people text me, say, hey, this is Master Glam. Hey, this is Linda Pe- uh, you know, Petty. So I know every time because, right. you know, it's so many numbers I can memorize. You know, back in the day, when I was about 15 years old. I memorized every number. We don't do that no more. I'm like, I'm, right. trying, I'm trying to learn Mr. Skurve's local number right now. <laughs> <laughs> I use it all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, a- after we're off of this, give me 10 minutes and I'll give you a call and we'll talk a little bit and make some plans and, and you can speak freely on what you you know need to talk about. But we'll do it this way on the show. So okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um that's okay. Um that that's great because there's a couple of things there that I did want to um kind of ask you off the air. Right, right. No, I understand. I mean it's nothing, nothing, but you know. And, you know, with this cash app thing, it's pertaining to the cash app. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we need some kind of other way to be able to, um, you know, support without them taking money. I know. I, I know. You know well, what I'm I, saying? I'm so, not, I'm so not real. I know. And, you know, and, and, and you know, like you. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't get up here and hit the cash app, hit the cash app, hit the, hit the, right. hit. <laughs> so does the show, hit the cash Like, dang, people got money and bills and things. Yes, the support would be, you know, nice. I do have a Patreon. I'm going to start putting up original stuff up there and it's going to go more to the adult side. And I told people in the beginning, the Patreon, just put a dollar. If I get a thousand people, that's a thousand dollars. That would help because people don't understand why I got to give him a thousand dollars just out of nowhere. It's not sitting there like fluff. And I'm not saying a thousand dollars, right? I'm not saying anything because it's like the library. You can right. come here and, and groove whatever have you. Right. But the computers, mm-hmm. the programs, the things that help me to stream different little things. I got to order it. Add, it does add up, but I don't want to be looked at as one of right. these dudes who are like coming over here. Yeah. I want to take a trip over. Uh, uh, to Germany next week, so I need this one and go flaunt it back in your face. See, I take time with well, this. Well, you like, know the people that the people that vibe on the show, we already know that that's not what it is. You know, we we know that's not what it is. And of course, there's always going to be a few that like to throw monkey wrenches and whatever. Yeah, I get cussed know, out. I get cussed you know, out in the email all the time or in text message. Oh man, you be grabbing for money, man, but you must have some money because you done moved to Africa. Listen, I worked all my life. Mrs. Skurve worked all her life. It's no secret that we took the equity out of the home and that's what helped us to get here. There's no secret that I'm retired, but I don't get a million bucks in that retirement. So it's there. We're undergirded. But the time I spend for this is not a money grab because I did this long before a cash app, long before PayPal, long before Zelle and Patreon. I was doing this and, and I've been helping to make this thing run without that stuff. I have so much equipment from around the 2013, 14, 15 era, 2016, that's obsolete right now. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment that I worked and paid for. There's, see, there's some people who come out to Africa and it depend on YouTube and the hustle. No, that's not it. It's appreciated because it's not like I have it like that. It helps. 
but I'm not out here balling and whatever. You see, I put time into the shows, the editing, the programs. I put the work in. There's some people who just pick up their phones, click, no finesse to the show, no nothing, and they want all this. And if they can get it, fine. If, I don't know other people's situation. So I'm in a between a rock and a hard place. I'm not out here on a money grab, but whatever's given is appreciated and well used to keep things going, to keep the tools going so I can keep working. I have some, these microphones I have, I worked and spent on these bad mm -hmm. boys. They ain't going nowhere. They're going to outlast me. So I don't have to change a microphone every like, you know, two years. But there's right. certain things that, right. you know, in the operations, and I, and I feel bad having to uh, uh, explain that because there's always going to be a knucklehead that's thinking I'm doing some money grab. You can, if you can, you can, if you can't, you can't. I don't look at it that way. You know, like, oh, you, right. Well, that's a, like, right. You know, when people come that way, they're just showing you that's where they're coming from and that's their mindset. That's really all it is. Right. And, you know, we know that, but, you know, you've been doing this and this is a part of you. That's why it comes so naturally. And that's why we know you don't do it for money because <laughs> it was never about money. Right. Right. And so if somebody wants to give or bless, you know, people give back from the heart. Your show touches a lot of people. You know, we, sit here, we hear all kinds. Right, right. Real life experiences where people are fed up and tired of the facade and yeah. tired of just, you know, yeah. having to give up their seat and go to the back of the bus, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's really not. Yeah, it, it's those days are over. If, if we don't start Really, really, you know, showing people what we really made of. They just going to continue to do what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really fed up myself. I'll come on. I'd like to do a couple of shows on, on my You're life welcome. experience. You're welcome. You're you know, welcome. we all we should have books and movies popping off. Yes. You know, every yes. Black life is a miracle. It's a miracle to be alive today. The stuff that they do to us and continue to do to us. And like we said here, we talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to really start giving these people a big, fat dose of their own medicine. Because <laughs> then they'll, they'll really get the picture. That's right. You know, we don't have, you know, I, I have a son and I taught him when he was like eight years old. You may not go into any branch of the military. Why are we fighting these wars or fighting for this country? And then you come down and get come home from the war and get beat down to the by the police. Serious. You know, they did a little they they murdered a man over here in Marina Del Rey, California last week. It's on videotape and I, I wanna it's on the news. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it I said, Oh, I gotta try to get this to land some kind of way. You know, I'm not that really technical savvy mm -hmm. with all this. Well, the simplest way with sending stuff is um for me. But you know, maybe you can get, maybe you can go to like the one of these uh uh West Coast news affiliates like ABC or NBC, mm -hmm. and right before they, they're videotaping this, the police body cam or whatever, and so they chase the black man down. First, he's on a the bike. They get him down on the ground, and they got the black officer with his knee on the man's neck and the last words of the man mouth is y'all trying to George Floyd me. Wow. And they got, I had to turn my head away. I screamed and turned my head because they, they warn you on the news it's going to be graphic. I said, this man's need to have this on here because it's just so quiet now. Yes. They just write on talking about the homeless and, and blowing up some other unimportant, but 
the man's last words while he was on camera. First they tased him, then they put the taser all the way down on his heart, like on his back and just held it there. And the man said, they trying to George Floyd me, y'all. They trying to George Floyd me. Mm. And I had to even turn my head away from the TV. You could imagine. I was like, wow. I was like, here we go. Now they trying to, they bringing it to, see, they move from city and city and state to state. And they pull this over and over again. It's like, okay, they mm. they too mad over here. Let's let's take it to the West Coast for a minute. Right. Well, it started way back. Well, it didn't even start with Rodney King, but you know, it's it's never gonna end until we put a stop to it. That's right. We gotta get some of that warrior fighter blood back up and uh you know, this bowing down and these black men in dresses and all these oh. commercials about why this medicine, Vic Tarvey, kissing this, kissing that, all the women together. But when they show the white man, he's with his family, smelling down uh-huh. and tickling the little baby's toes and all this kind of crap. See that? But anyway, mm. I'm a gone and land right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have a tendency to get people on this roll and we just be gone with it. And I don't stop nobody. But, uh, and I'm it's like, not, keep and on it's going. <laughs> We but can't... it's all good because yeah. it's really, really real. And, you know, I'm retired as well, Lance. I'm a couple of years older than you. Mm-hmm. And not not to say that it's age is anything. No, no, I understand. Just, you I understand. Know, just chatting with you. Yeah. And so I retired, too. And um, I worked for a police uh, department before here in uh, Orange County, California, mm-hmm. uh, back in the early 80s when I was in my 20s. Okay? So I have stories. To tell, okay. Wow. I have stories to wow. tell, and you can imagine if you worked in a prison. Mm, and you, I was you know, the I only know. Black, <laughs> Listen, I was the only black person employed by that whole city. Oh, dang! At that time. So you really Back got in some. Nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got some. Ate a whole lot of humble pie, and I'm really tired of regurgitating it at this point. Wow. We need, yeah. we need to hear so from you. So I just kind of say, wow. Yeah, we go. This stuff here and the things that they, the things that they indoctrinate our children with in these schools and just in this, we it's time to throw these TVs away. You see it. And get back to the basics. Get back to the beans and cornbread. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're so sophisticated. We eating scraps and can't even pronounce it, you know lobster and all these scavengers and you know mm-hmm. and that's why i love miss serves and listening to her because you know you guys have been eating clean for a long time which affects the way your mm-hmm. body moves and how your brain processes thought. right right so just like the young lady said uh, master glam and, and get to get back and piggyback off of her show <laughs> she was really awesome today Oh, God, and of yes. course we all enjoyed her because it was just that raw truth that you know Cannot just be genuine, made up on the a spot. genuine vibration, right? You can feel it, right? That's right. Just real, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just wanted to kind of get acquainted with you because I'm like, okay, Lance. I said, Lance, think I'm not here, but you know, my phone has been really like shutting me out. The stuff has shut me out for like a whole hour, oh, and wow. I was trying to, you know, I was hitting, I was hitting the keyboard. You know how you can, right? You know, go to the. 
I was trying to hit the keyboard and it just kept on putting a happy face up. It wouldn't let me. But you know, that's been but happening to me a lot. Yeah, it, it's been happening yeah, to me so much. Them, they're attacking our they're phone. Messing with, yeah, yeah exactly. they're hacking our phone. Exactly. And so it's like, uh, I guess they, you know, you know, a strength is what, you know, and in this day and time, our ancestors, you know, getting, I'm getting deep on another subject because it's just so much to talk about. No problem. You know, just like when 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 Lady Danina, uh, Sister Danina came on, yeah, and that conversation that day, and they came and I thought, hey, we ain't heard from Danina since. I've been trying to reach out to her. Yeah, I've been trying to reach out to her, and it just rings, and just rings. Because when I scrolled, um, yeah, that's them blocking. They playing with their little satellites and all their little stuff because they know that their time is up, and they know that. Cream always rises to the top. There you go. Nothing can stop no. that. They know we babies, kids. We don't die. We multiply. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they are really, really mad. They are really, really mad. The and so diabolically, they are so oh, oh, just diabolical on a level that the average black person mind don't even go that, that's right. that wicked, you know? We don't, that's not even in us. We we can't even think. And to even imagine the kind of stuff they pulling over there on the continent, that's a whole nother show. Also. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I can tell you about that. <laughs> it, 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 just, it, it enrages me when the people who live there, the native, they need to quit selling that land to them. When the young lady the other day said Unilever bought the property, I think it was Lady J. Mm-hmm. My keyboard locked up on Lady J. It wouldn't let me say nothing. I guess they're going to just shut me up. Oh, up. Man. I got shut up. Mm. Man. But when I, when sister, I was trying to, when sister um, Owens on, oh my God. It's just, it's like she, she's mm-hmm. saying everything that's running through, been running through my head for the last 15, 20 years. Wow. It's like we're going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then that's when the action will start happening. That's right. It's up to but, us. Um, it's up to us. But we should, first of all, we, we got to know, we got to learn how to get in touch. Like the young lady said, we look for two master glands. We look for too many things outside ourselves because we have been programmed to do that. Knowing that everything is within you, spend time with yourself. That's right. That's right. And, and and society is going to push you there. And what's happening is going to push you there anyway because, you know, I come from a family of nine. I'm child number eight. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine that with only one or two siblings. <laughs> so that's like you got seven, eight more mother, mothers and fathers telling you what to do for a long time until you, you know, until you learn how to get them up off of you. Right, right. You know? That has molded and you, though. Especially if, mm-hmm. life is, especially if their life is not the example. True. You know? So, um... Amazing. We just have to learn how to breathe, and we got to come get that dose of positively, Angela, on Mondays. Of course, of course, Monday, eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At eight o'clock on Monday. That's right. And so, yeah, sometimes I just be so dead asleep. Like this morning, <laughs> you know, it's like I wake up at I wake up in the wee hours, and then I end up falling asleep at five or six in the morning. Hell, it's time to get up. Sun coming up now. <laughs> right, and you know that happens so, to me because once the show know. is once the show is over, I have to do the distribution. Okay, if this is okay, let's just give a little peek. 
this is a live show. This is not one that was pre-recorded and made. So this being a live right. show, I have to download the whole show. The longer the show, the longer oh. the download. Then I have to take that, mm. that MP4 and change it into different files. Okay. So it can go on Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and a gazillion other ones wow. through Anchor that automatically go to other ones. Then I have to make sure that the audio was right before I even distributed that way. And before the show, I have to do a, a, a banner. You know, now sometimes like last night, I didn't get to bed till like about 5.30 in the morning and I was feeling it. And I said, you know, I want to have the banner on this particular show. So when you see the 10 o'clock show, you'll see what it's about. I said, no, the usual banner like you're looking at now that's the generic banner, mm -hmm. like a placeholder. It kind of holds all the information where you could follow and all of this stuff. So I stuck that one on the show, knowing that when I get up, I'm going to change it to something more specific. So when you see me do that, that's what I'm doing. Like, oh, he was up. He was tired. He just put that as a placeholder. So when I got up, I took mm -hmm. care of that so you could see, you know, um, the information and everything. And then you still have to set things up to go to different platforms, right? And put it out there yeah. to distribute. And there's so many different ways to distribute and promote the show that can get very involved that I won't promote every show the same way. Like if it's me just ranting or on a rooftop, you'll see it when you see it because it'll be on the channel. But if it's something special, I'm going right. to make sure that it goes but to the people, know, you know? Yeah, but you know, we look at the rooftop shows and everything when we have time, you know, because sometimes we, we're multitasking as right, well, right. you know. And sometimes... Sometimes I have sat here so many days, all day, and I, you know, go from show to show or whatever, and you know, you won't do anything, you know. It's like, that's why I want to food out. I didn't. <laughs> that's why I want to be organized you know? so that you know ahead of time. Like, okay, at least I know Monday through Friday this is this time. At least I know that he'll do shorter things, and I'll put it up, and I'll try to organize. At least you know, positively, Andrew's going to be on. I want certain shows or most shows that I can do to, to be where you know. So you establish rhythm. You don't even have to check unless you see in the community That's section true. that, it, okay, it won't be a show today. I've never done that. I got to do that now to build it up. So that way you don't even have to look for a notification because most of the time notifications don't go out. You know that during the week, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, there'll be a show. When I was winging it, you don't know. You check it. It's like people are not going to mm -hmm. keep checking. If a week goes by and I'm all over the place, folks are not going to check because you got things to do. And there's other channels that are more organized. So I've got to get organized. So in doing that, the extra stuff, you'll catch and it. And on top of that, you're right. And on top of that, YouTube start playing and playing with your notification and uh -huh. with your numbers. They uh -huh. just hang on every level. I'm, You know, I'm just so tired of them. We have to really, really form and you know what and and the people that we are we only use what they say 10 percent of our, our brain. brain power exactly it's a lot of us that have spiritual gifts and things that we need to really we can meditate and shut some stuff down we just gotta get together with the right people at the right time because um all this wickedness, this we really dealing with some wickedness and principalities and high places, not to be quoting the Bible or anything. No, but, no, no, it's the truth know, though. We all kind of came up that way. Mm -hmm. We came up, but this this stuff, this wickedness here they doing. Boy, when you talked about that dirtbag that wanna be a queen so bad, and people <laughs> black people over there crying and thinking they from 
How you gonna be Jamaican or something thinking you from Great Britain or you UK <laughs> or whatever? I mean, that's just wild to me. That's crazy. But you know, we need to talk about mental illness and this um that Stockholm syndrome is really off the chain. It's worse than we it's can like, imagine. How do you find your enemy? I just sleeping with the enemy. That's just I I uh-uh, nah. In the middle of the way, and then I have, and you know, we know people that and have family members sometimes that do, and you know, just I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It's really sick to me. It is, it and is. but but uh, this police brutality stuff, just kneeling down, and you know, once you down and you cuffed and you, there's no reason for you to die. I know, unless there's. It's an assignment. They, I mean, they just, man, the way they just dishearten us, we might as well go on and fight. You know? Right. You know, you get a better if you're going to get beat up in a fight, you're going to go down fighting, right? You're mm-hmm, not going to just mm-hmm. stand there and just let them sucker punch you up, right? That's right. You know what? I'm sorry, but I'm not nobody. I'm nobody sitting duck. I worked in the streets of Los Angeles, trust me, for 30 years. Oh, you got some stories. I had to fight. I said, oh, you got oh, some I stories. Got stories, man. We got to start. Got where are we going to start? <laughs> I know everybody I, wants to hear them. Oh, yeah. I got oh, yeah. stories. <laughs> Damn, only back to Glamour. All she needed to do was hoop holler. I started to come in, but you know, everybody ain't feeling my joke the way I'm over here clapping. <laughs> Y'all ain't liking me on this side. Let me move to the other side. Yes, sir. I wish I had an amen up here and everybody say amen. That's, amen. Let me tell you, I've been in so many churches. I've been in church. I used to be really with it. Right. I used to know those scriptures, honey. I, Isaiah and honey could quote them, you know, but I have been deprogramming that stuff. Hmm. I have That's to right. because, you know, you you in there, but you something still ain't right, though. You might go there and feel good and, you know, get involved and start really seeing what's going on and, you know, being there some years and really see what's going on. And then you'd be like, uh-uh, I got to go. That's right. I got to go because your gut, and when you tap into yourself, just like um, Master Glam said, those people are six souls and they went to the, the hospital for six souls and they're looking for a cure. And the cure was not in Brother Pork Chop, nor was it in Sister Watermelon. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you know, they be in there playing. They mm-hmm. be playing straight up games and and it is very, now that I look back on it, because when I read the um, principles of my art, okay, mm-hmm. and and you see where they get the Jesus Christ story and all of these, and, and they hand it down in every uh, every uh, uh, nationality, every language. You know, they do it in China. They do it in all the languages. It's just, it's just crazy. And we ain't going to start talking about the old Roman Catholic Church and the ritualistic Oh, talk about that. Because why anybody after, after they, I'm so tired of these commercials, call attorney such and such. If you were a victim of the Catholic Church between 1960 and so for 50, 40, 60, 70 years, this has been going on. 
And all they do is move these pedophiles around from edifice to edifice. Exactly. Nothing is really being done. Edifice to edifice and orifice to orifice. (laughs) And all of that. that. And everything in between and all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just so pitiful that we continue to send our children to Catholic school. We don't know what they're doing. I almost put my daughter in there, but I went and checked it out and he's trying to help them get a better education to help. But I was like, mm, nah, that little house is too close to the campus. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It just, I, I just couldn't. And then, um, you know, just the overall situation of the world today is this is what I don't get especially as black people. Mm-hmm. You can't believe nothing these Mickey sticky people say. You can't believe nothing that comes Democratic, Republican. That don't mean nothing when they're kneeling on your neck for nine minutes on camera with their hand in their pocket grinning. Wow. They, I'm not participating in nothing until they got to stop um they got to stop murdering us. Genocide. This genocide on the black people is ridiculous. Yeah. And all these other races should be mad about it. And by them not standing with us and showing up fighting seriously and not just pretending and siphoning money from us continually with their organization titles. That's what it is. And with the same agenda. We, I mean, how brain dead can you be? You have to stop participating. You have to. Ah. And just like the good old Bible say, you got to get them Christians with a sermon and tell them you perishing for a lack of knowledge. <laughs> I preach one. I I shut them all down <laughs> because that you you just. But the bottom line is, like you got to tap into yourself. You got to get yourself right. You got to deal with the one in the mirror. You got to deal with the dark side of that, that one. You know, to the best of your but just elevate your body, regardless of whether you came out of dysfunction or what have you. You right. elevate yourself, right? Then you can help elevate someone else because you done been through all that rubbish. Right. It starts with you first. And it's just like these young ladies. My thing is, and just like um, somebody said in the chat room today, like shutting down these beauty supplies all up in our neighborhood selling us products for our hair. When me and my daughter, we make our own hair care products. And um, my daughter suggested to me, and I think I'm going to take her up on this. We do. We need, she, I, I want to put it out on the air, but I should because whoever beat me to it, good for them, right? Because mm-hmm. there's always room for more. But, um, you know, we need to, um, these sisters, first of all, they needed some training in how to take care of the good hair that grows out of their good scalp. Let's start right there. Got to take off these hair weaves and these uh, fingernails, these claws. All they got to do is put one clear coat on and put some Vaseline and their fingernails will grow. But by the time you get through gluing these eyelashes on and gluing this (laughs) lace front on and, you know, just man, you know, I don't know. I've always been a natural type, so. I've never been into wigs and things like that. But if you invest in yourself, that's the point. Invest in your hair and yourself, then you can grow long hair. I shaved my hair, my hair all the way up. I, I wore a relaxer 
I turned my hair for like 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. I had that real good, thick, strong hair, you know, mm-hmm. the kind that eat up perms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had to because it was just, it was just so strong. So um, uh, about eight years ago, I sh- uh, cut it all the way off to the scalp. And now I have locked down my back. There you go. That's so different. It is this hair gets heavy after a while. But I just said that to say you can have whatever you want. You know, as black women, we have the mitochondria gene. That's why they want us so bad. They want us. They want us. They're not going to tell us and treat us like the queens we are. They're going to go pretend like this other thing is the queen. Man, I wish I would bow down. I will not, I refuse to bow down. And that was a part of me um, shaving my hair and locking my hair because I used to work for the city. And in California, you know, they were trying to tell us that we can't wear our hair braided or we can't wear our natural hair. I hurried up and cut that perm off. I'm like, I dare. (laughs) I wish somebody would try, try to cut a lock off my head or just, man, please. But see, they know who to pull that. They know they know sometimes they get the wrong one. But you know, they know who to try that stuff with. Oh, they know. They, they know they know who oh, will go for it and who won't. <laughs> yeah. But, they but, know who they when I look I, I gotta run out to the store, catch this store before it closes. And uh, maybe we can come back on later okay. on. We we could wrap. No, no, I'm not getting rid of you. I want you on. I want to talk with you, but I gotta I gotta catch this place before it closes up. Yeah, do what you got to do because yeah. I know we we we're a lot of hours different. I know the sun is setting over here now, and it's only about like twelve o'clock, one o'clock my time. So, oh, nice and I early. I wish I was over there. <laughs> it's eight o'clock oh, over no, here well, now. Y'all started. I was seven. Yeah, it was like seven a.m. this morning. Sometime y'all be up at six. I was in the kitchen trying to get my tea, and sometime y'all be catching me. You know. Waking up. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, look, I'm gonna let you go. I always get a shout out to Lily for I just love her. You know, Lance, when she talking, <laughs> she talks about Jamaican stuff, she always makes me cry because she's so passionate. Yeah. And yeah, seriously. When she gets mad, I can I can really feel it. And um I just love y'all. Y'all so <laughs> beautiful together. And you know, Quaco popped up on my line feed. I listened to him like I was like, Oh, brother Quaco. <laughs> and so, you know, I always think about them and remembering them and, well, and you, you know, know unfortunately, a few other people like Liz, un- Unfortunately mm-hmm. we're not we we don't it, it's it's not something we're gonna put out, but we don't Mrs. Skurve. Okay, can't, you know, I and I play yeah. it by ear and that's why yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played certain, it by ear, especially can't support. with EEP. It, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame how, you know. But if, wow. you're, if you're not going to be no. real with the people, you're not going to live the life you profess. We can't support you. So that's why you don't see them. And on you know, here. that's why I brought dysfunctional families up. Because yeah, man, that's what it is. You know, man, child number people, eight. And you know what? Pe- people that's can it. try to portray something that they're not, and it's really, really bad. You know. When a sister does not want to be by, not even me, but when a sister's like, no more, never in this life, I'm like, whoa, and I understand why. But those are things that, you know, we try to have a little dignity and, you know, not make a make a, make a a circus out of it. When you trust people. Yeah, and they let you down, you know, and you realize that. And see, mm, tr- trust and me. It's, you know, we're, we're, brought up, we're brought up to think that family is this and family is that, Mm-mm. but. It's not always like that. And, and, you know, and it took me a long time. Well, yeah. I kind of, 
you know, some I always knew something wasn't quite right, but you know. Right. But anyway, look, let me go ahead and land and let you go because you know we yeah. you got talkative people on your team, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one of them. I'm the worst one. Trust me. You know, but yeah, yeah. no, I'll oh, give you a call a little me. while and we'll, we'll talk can... a little bit and get set up so we can do some things. And um, I'll explain some things to you because there are a lot of people who, you know, I, I just won't address certain things um, online like that because people want to hear a circus. But I will say that sometimes it could be a big shot, a big, a big shock when you realize and mm-hmm. practice in your personal life that you're not living anywhere near what you profess and I'm not perfect, but come on, you know, I'm not into duping the people. You know, I've been transparent. Right. You see, you see Mr. Scurve here with me. You see my wife here with me, but sometimes, you know. Oh, all the time. We love, we love her. Yeah. I was trying to get that. I want that. I want, I'm come, still coming over. You know, I've been working on getting my passport and stuff. And I've been trying to talk to my children. I'm like, y'all, y'all better come on. <laughs> and it's like, you go and go. He said, we're going to be, my son be like, we're going to be right here because you're going to be right back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll be telling them, look, I, I don't even fly, you know. So if I do that long flight, I already know I'm not coming right back because right, I don't right. do airplanes like this. Uh, me neither. That's going to be my biggest thing is being on that airplane for like 10 or 11 hours. I need, I, I need air. Yeah, yeah. Because just flying from flying from California to Washington, D.C. Mm, and then coming over this way, that's even worse. (laughs) Right. And then, you know, I thought about it, too, because, uh, you know, I drive everywhere. You know, I've been hurt on my job. Like, I need a, they said I need a left hip replacement, but I'm not having no fake body parts because I feel like if you give your body really what it needs, it can really heal itself and rejuvenate. Yeah. They tell you you can't build cartilage, but your body can build cartilage again. Hell, if they quit poisoning you and giving you this fake ass food, it would have been. And you know, you said something yesterday, and you kind of laughed. You said, um, "It's not like uh, if his leg come off, he can grow another leg." And then you chuckled. Remember when you said that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you be talking so much. You was being <laughs> funny, but look, in Africa, they did. They, before we them, before they came over tampering with us and our people, they had things like that. We talked about it on one of your shows that they would give you something and you could grow a limb back. We don't, we're not tapped in. They got us so dumbed down to where we can't be like Spock on, on uh, Scotty beam me up on Star Trek. We're the right. real Supermans and the real superhumans. That's what a copy they're trying of the, to of the real thing. Us. Exactly. We have nine. We have nine strands of DNA. They have like six, five, and they are part dog, part wolf, and part reptile. They got a lot of. It. That's a when, fact. And when you mix your DNA with them, that's real bad. That's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. You can see. It. You can see it. You know, your your your, your child is not accepted by either side because it's not good enough for this one, but it's too good for the other one. Mm-hmm. And those those children have a lot of psychological hang-ups, and that's not even, I'm not even talking about their DNA and what kind of ailments. You know, they had the strangest, weirdest diseases, but look, I'm a land right here, land, and I'm going I'm to land like your last airplane, <laughs> you know, your last airplane. Yeah. When I first watched, I was like, I was like, this dude, bad, he got his own airplane. <laughs> Well, that's a projection to the future. You, really have. you know what I mean? You got to visualize you things. Have me. 
And when you get a lot of people visualizing <laughs> the get- same thing, it comes true even faster. You know what I mean? You get their minds yes. into it. But, but, but I definitely want to go right now, sister. We don't do a personal fund yeah. for Pastor Lance to get his uh, own no, 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 no. I'll do commercial fights. Nah, no. I don't want to do that because <laughs> the people joking. out here hungry. I know. You know I'm I know. But I got to run. This place is going to close up. I got to make sure to get catch this thing. Okay, and look, I got all night after that. And I'll call you. Yeah, she's yeah, in the back there. back whenever you can. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, Lily Fire, I'm coming for some of that food. <laughs> Definitely. Fact, All right. I'll, t- I'll touch bases with you later. Y'all be blessed and safe. Much okay. love. Thank you so much. Thank you All so right. much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. And Master Glam, thanks so much for what you did. I'm going to catch this store while I get my clothes on. Too much information, right? That's why I'm, I don't have the camera open. I'm going to play them little songs and stuff. And then I'll be back later on. We'll probably chat with Linda Petty and have a little free flow later on. But I, I will have some stuff on later on. And then I'll crash. All right? Much love to you all. It's been great. showed up in our country telling us of a land filled with luxury he said black man follow me to america there you'll find more gold for your labor our foreparents were tricked onto his boat since that time we've been wrestling with the gold we landed here in jamestown virginia for a hundred years to suffer so my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven is black man hell when the slave master wanted to have some sport he would heap on our parents cruelties of the worst sort burn them at stake hang them on trees his ears were deaf to our parents please though you were pregnant black woman you pull the plow like a horse like a dog even a cow he filled your womb with his wicked seed his half-white children you were made to breed 
Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is a black man hell. So-called Negro, open up your eyes. Black man everywhere is on the rise. Yes, kick the white man out of Asia. And he's going fast out of Africa. With every ounce of strength and breath, his cry is give us liberty or give us death. The whole black world has their eyes on you to see what the so-called Negro is going to do. So my friend, it's easy to tell. Our unity will give the white man hell. God made a promise to Abraham. His seed would be a stranger in a foreign land. They would suffer and be afflicted for hundred years, but he would come and wipe away. Their tears, our God and Savior, Allah has come. He has declared the white man's day is done. He has given us a divine messenger, one prophesied to come. His name is Elijah. We now can stand up the whole world to tell. Our God has come to give us heaven and take the devil into Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our names, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So, my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. 
So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly. Before the white man gained entry to the East, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east by the Nile River. We were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes and slippers of gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water. With tricks and lies, he stole America, the original owner of this nation, is cooped up on a reservation. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. He needed someone to work the land. His back was too weak. He needed you, black man. So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the world's most grievous sin. To take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery. To sell a man as merchandise. On his body put a price Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell